Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. More Beer brings you today's Sunday session at morebeer.com. in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA. The best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're, you're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. good. It's fine. Oh, God damn it, man. Oh, my God. Live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Monday, Monday, Monday. I like Monday. This Monday thing's working for me. Monday is feeling nice. It's pretty good, man. What I liked most about Monday was how good Sunday felt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my mic doesn't like that. Yeah. yeah, Sunday felt so good. How good did it feel? Oh, it felt like my nuts were in butter all day. Wow. It's good, good right? That's pretty good. Was it organic? It was... Uh, Unsalted butter? Oh, I thought I had fixed the board in my cheap skate way, but... You did. It's <laughs> being finicky. It didn't work, though. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, hang on, Bevo. There you are. Why do I have two penis bottle openers? Yeah, funny story about that, Bevo. Yeah, I never ah! seen it. So, apparently, every time... A, and, and they're different listeners, by the way. Apparently, every time a BN listener goes to Bali, they run across mm-hmm. a, a wiener, uh, a wooden wiener bottle opener. What? And they think of us because because about six months ago, Dave from Stone went to Bali and found the wiener and brought it home for us. And a week ago, I get a package in the mail, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah, you did. uh, From a listener who said, I went to Bali and I found this and I thought of you. It's bigger, so that's um, Uh, us. Look at that. The Brewing Network. Thick monster. JP's getting into this This one. I'm a little creeped out by it. That one's one's bigger, so you should be flattered, I guess. Looks like a Tootsie Roll. So, as always, as always, I, I run all the wieners by Bevo before they, they move on to the yes, rest of the studio. They all arrive at her desk first. <laughs> they meet my approval. <laughs> 
that her inbox is always full of wieners, if you, you will. You think it's because it's got the word ball <laughs> right there in Bali? Yeah, JP, I really don't want that. <laughs> Maybe. That's what got me into this mess. Keep now, going. Now, Bebo. This, this show needs a laugh track. I think that uh, wiener joke was good. <laughs> but not good enough I'm to laugh myself. My laughs are going to carry it. I'm too yeah. tired to laugh. That's it, how Tasty it, laughs. He says people should have laughed. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> now, listen, Bebo. Yes. yes. When I said that I wanted to see you in a nurse's outfit, that's, <laughs> this, that's this not exactly what I had in mind. I'm sorry. I worked very hard today. I didn't say I, I want to see you in your scrubs. I said I want to see you in a nurse's outfit. Whatever. This is ridiculous. Don't was, you just adjust glasses, though? What are you wearing a nurse outfit for? No, I'm a medical assistant for no. a surgeon, retard. I thought... Oh. oh, you are? An eye yeah. surgeon. An eye surgeon. Okay, well then, all right, so it's not that big of a jump, retard. She just makes glasses. Yeah. Whatever, I cut a sty out of somebody's eye today. What did you do? You did? Um, well, I just did, but I didn't. Oh, you're, you're the person when someone goes, scalpel, you're the guy who, you're the girl who hands it to them, right? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Well, no wonder Sam's allowed to not have a job. I didn't realize you were like a surgical assistant. Now, now your don't, pay scale in my that. brain just went no, don't just give double. Me that much credit. I thought you were making like twenty grand over there no. being a, a secretary. <laughs> no, 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 no. So pro- I, probably you got to see probably a little more 60, than, right? A little more than twenty. This is the new America, Here, Justin. See. The chicks are the breadwinners. <laughs> Well, uh, Sam's going to nursing school, right? Sam's going time. to nursing school. If that yeah. all pans out, he'll be the bread ma- bread winner, bread maker, bread. Let me tell you he'll something. Eat the damn bread. Let That's me tell you it. something, Bevo. The yeah, chances of that panning out <laughs> yeah. are the chances of that baby coming out of you white. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up! This baby is white. <laughs> well, at least Sam won't have to go out and buy scrubs. You'll have them for him. That's right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Which he will wear. Where are these? Yeah. Like this color? The About pink the scrubs. In general, the pay rates for surgical technicians is on the average of $44,000 annually. Oh. Forty-four thousand. Yeah, is that just for eyeball? Uh, it just surgical techs. She's been how long? You been there? Five years, six years. So she's up to like forty, forty-four, five. I bet she's making forty-five. No, I say fifty easy. Plus Benny's. It's about fifty. Really? See, good for All you, right. Pete. Look at that. I like that. I was having a, a Kate and I were talking about you the other day, Beef, uh, in a good way for once. <laughs> for once, uh, because we were talking. Having a hot it was flash. an old. It was one of those old man conversations that you have where you start talking about the state of kids these days <laughs> and young people these days. And my whole thing was about you know uh, I'm tired of, of of all these young people coming out of college or not going to college and everybody feeling entitled to, to something. You know, nobody wants to work for a living. You know, oh, that's a difficult job, whatever it might be. And so we use Bevo as an example. I was like, you know, the only thing that's going to save this country is the people who don't mind going, listen to me, who don't (laughs) mind going to work every day and doing a job Mm -hmm. to get a paycheck. You know, not just expecting that it's all supposed to be glamorous and fun and and everything else. So, Bevo, we were proud of you. Thank you. I've worked since I was 16. Right. Yeah, you have. Solidly. Well, you have to when your mom's 90. Can't say the same for Sam. No, now she's 106. She was 90 when you started working. She was 90 when I was born. (laughs) She was about, she was 85 when you were born. (laughs) You were born and through a cloud of dust. Um, so, I don't know. Baby! I don't know if, uh, I don't know if this is an issue or not, but I don't currently have a computer. Oh, right. Uh, That's going to slow you down. Uh, yeah, whatever. Chat, chat will take care of that. <laughs> J- you've been doing the chat long enough. You uh, know what's going on I'm in good. there. <laughs> Hi, guys. Oh. Just yeah. free running right now. Yeah. Basically, just ban someone, and then you'll be fine. Right. <laughs> Don't call me fat. Ooh. That happened last week. Somebody got kicked. <clears throat> yeah, that's war. <laughs> that is war. You can't do that. How can't about, call a pregnant girl fat. Mm, she will no. cut you. How about plump? I will stab you in the neck with this pen. <laughs> mm. And those cocks. 
How about curvy? <laughs> it's true because I've been calling you fat our whole relationship, but now that you're pregnant, I don't feel as comfortable. Yeah, you know, <laughs> now it's now real. you might hurt my feelings. Yeah, yeah. I pref- and I'm all emotional, so I might cry. <laughs> exactly, yeah, I preferred it when you were like real fat, just because then it was like, yeah, well, if you don't like it, stop eating. I but now real fat. Well, I don't mean I don't mean real fat. I mean actual fat. Like it was because whenever you ate too much, we would call you fat. Oh yeah, and at least then you know. We could say, well, if you don't like it, stop eating. But now, what can we tell you? If you don't like it, have that baby. Get Sam the hell off you. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. What can we do? So you might get a few months of, uh, you know. Of not being called fat. Of not being called fat out of us. And really, that's all you can really ask for. To enjoy every moment. But uh, this has to extend post-baby also because this fat's not going to go away immediately. (laughs) No, I think you should get a treadmill and just kind of, you know, run in place at work. You know. I hate you, JP. They would allow that, right? Well, and in fact, I've already predicted that you're going to have a lot of back-to-back kids, so I don't expect to see oh, that old hot Bevo that we know and love for another not. few years. I'm thinking, mm. I'm thinking the only way we're going to see it is when that kid hits 18. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> and the seven kids that are coming behind it. Oh, yeah. Definitely not. Oh, your, your 15-year-old's looking good, Bevo. <laughs> Does she want to mob the chat? You're such a creeper. I do hope your kids look a lot more like you than they do the moors. I do, too. Those moors have strong genes, though. I'm worried. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. They do, because Sam. We used, to, we used to make fun of Sam's sister, because it was like looking at Sam with tits. With boobs, yeah. I mean, really nice boobs, but you looked up from the boobs, and you were staring Sam in the face. Those moor genes, they don't care they the gender, strong. scary, yeah. or anything else. I was looking at Sam the other day, and I was like, dude, do you look like you donate plasma for a living? <laughs> Well, that's supposed to mean? Has no hope. <laughs> what do you mean? I gotta go. I need gas. <laughs> donate some plasma. <laughs> oh, plasma. Uh, I don't have a big TV. That's LCD. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. We've got a, a good show planned for you tonight. So we, I think we mentioned a while back that every now and then we'd be doing a Monday show, especially throughout the summertime. It allows us to keep on schedule. Uh, the, we had we were in Cleveland. Ohio this this weekend some of us and the other uh some of us were in Boonville at the Boonville Beer Festival. So uh no show yesterday. I I was just jerking it. I didn't do anything. So that wasn't the well, reason we couldn't a do game. a show. Oh okay. Uh I took a four and a half hour nap yesterday. I bet you like see everyone liked their Sunday off, right? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what I yeah, I knew that's why we couldn't do a show, but uh I just wanted to point out that I just jerked it. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we'll see. I mean, uh, we'll see how the listeners react to this Monday situation because it feels good. I like it. Feel real good. It feel good. <laughs> so uh, Moscow and Jamil and uh, John Palmer and I went out to the first ever um, Cleveland International Beer Festival in Cleveland, Ohio. And let me tell you what I was uh, happily surprised about. So we arrived on um, Thursday night. That's right. Get to the hotel. Over a hundred different beers on our hotel menu. Cleveland's wow. kind of a beer town. Yeah, not nice. just for the festival. That's no, just no. their selection. It's their regular selection. It was like a real beer bar in the hotel. How much on oh. draft? Um, about 10 on draft. That's A lot of them taken up by local breweries, which I kind of liked. Cool, so a man. lot of Great Lakes on there. Uh, but then you could get some Dogfish Head. You could get some other things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up drinking them out of Jolly Pumpkin. Nice. Oh, yeah. We just kept buying bottles of Jolly Pumpkin and uh, tried several other beers. So it, it was a great start because we got there at night, you know, 
holed up at the hotel by 9.30 and just stayed there drinking off of a 100-beer menu. What was nice. that Jolly Pumpkin? Was it La Roja that we had like four bottles of? Yeah, La Roja is That's what we That's now officially drinking. my, I know this is sacrilegious to say in this studio, it's officially now my favorite uh, sour beer. Is that it's right? Yeah. It's a good it's sour beer. really fantastic it's a, beer. It's a, you know what? If you're gonna if you're gonna choose one, and it, it's not gonna be Cantillon, La Roja's right there, man. Yeah, it's good. Not a bad choice. So uh, then we went to the festival the next day. We did a Brew Strong live from the from the Cleveland Beer Fest, and let me tell you, it was a, it was a real good first festival. They seemed to model it just after the Great American Beer Festival, like really kind of take a mirror of how that was set up, which I think. It's a positive. I think yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna you know try to get uh, a little insight into how to throw your own fest, the GABF is one to look at. Well, it's been running for you know what, how long? It's Twenty years or some shit, right? Like a long time. I think more. Someone told me it was like late '80s that GABF started, so yeah. almost twenty five years now. Really? So uh, obviously they're doing something right. Yeah, they've yeah. worked out the kinks. Yeah, and so there really weren't a lot of kinks at the Cleveland Beer Fest. You know, they really, they had it well organized. The stage was awesome. They were really good to us. We had an awesome presence. Basically, the stage was presented by the Brewing Network, all the awards, the show that we did. We had our logo up. Uh, they were really very, very nice to us. Uh, met a lot of new people who hadn't heard of us before, which I think is a good sign. And, and these are the kind of festivals we should be going to. Uh, and then, of course, we met a bunch of listeners, which was very cool. Nice. And we had some good beer. Some of those breweries we're going to be talking to tonight. So we've got three of the different Ohio uh, breweries that won in the awards. They also, like the GABF, did a kind of a Midwest awards. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be talking to three of them. One of them who won the most awards and got best in show. So we're going to be talking tonight to Rivertown Brewing Company. And to Fathead's Brewing Company, which I went to and was beyond impressed. Very good beer. Um, and then also the Brew Kettle. And they're the ones who won, I think, nine different medals and also took uh, Best in Show. So uh, we're going to be speaking to all three of those tonight. If you've got questions about the Beer Festival or any of those breweries, you can call 888-401-BEER or join the Beeve in the chat room by hitting the Chat Now button right now. She'll get your questions over to me. And then later on in the show, we're going to be talking about BNers Gone Pro. So this is something that has been going on you know, for us for the last few years where we go to different events and BNers come up to us and go, man, I used to listen to you as a home brewer and now I've started professional brewing and it's really cool to hear those stories. So we thought we'd kind of start talking to some of them. So we're going to be talking to Brandon Overstreet, who's an ex BNer and now I think he's at rock bottom. I don't think he's an ex BNer. He's still a BNer. Yeah. He still uh, gets on and... Yeah, I guess that's prob- true. Probably maybe not as much because he's busy, you know, brewing. Right. Good point. All right, so he started as a piano. <laughs> like the second they go and pro, then, they swear this shit right off. Well, you know, yeah, that's how I picture it. That's what I would do. They outgrow us. Well, over the weekend, I spent the weekend with brewers, and a lot of them are definitely beginners. I mean, they're they're being fans for sure. Yeah, we get a lot of listeners that we corrupted don't. for life. The ones who the ones who, don't, who aren't afraid to tell us that they've got it on in the brew house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not afraid at all. These guys, <laughs> right? Yeah, that was kind of cool too. I mean, you ask like, oh, you know the brewing network. Yeah, everybody know the Brew Network? Like, people are starting to, you know, NorCal, we never met us before. around, and yeah. that's cool. Nice. That is cool. That is good. So we're going to start talking to some of these guys. Also, in studio with us right now, we've got Thomas, and Thomas is a BN listener from Sweden. Yep. I love having Europeans in the house and in the studio. It makes me feel better already. Yeah, like we're classier somehow, or like we're that influential that people actually listen to this outside of the United States. Yeah, yeah there's a little bit of that, and it's also <laughs> just that I think that Europeans in general are better human beings than uh, than we are, hmm, and you. so it just makes me feel good to have them around. I prefer having them around when they have vaginas, but Thomas, you'll do for now. Oh, thanks. <laughs> 
And Thomas brought us some beer uh, to try from Sweden that we're going to get to try tonight. And uh, some beer from your brewery, I hope. No. No. Unfortunately not. <laughs> we're not bottling uh, yet, so... Uh, oh, you're not? Okay. No. I have brought you uh, a hey, very good pale ale, uh, <laughs> Sierra Nevada. Have you had this before? This is good, right? It's, it's very, very good. good beer for you. Did you bring a Sierra Nevada, Thomas? I brought Sierra Nevada, and yes. I also have brought uh, something called a Russian River. <laughs> good. Uh, it's brand new for me. I've never seen it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Did you bring us any homebrew? Uh, no, unfortunately not. What the hell did you bring us? I brought some uh, some microbrew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I brought some uh, some different. Yeah, a lot of different kinds of beer. Uh, some uh, some uh, micros and one macro. Oh, okay. Just to, yeah, compare with uh, with your macro and see. Beautiful. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it right now. Is it a macro that you enjoy? Yeah, it is. Okay. Is it Jubilee? No, <laughs> no, you, you. it's close. It's made, made by the same people. Does it make nah, you cast Actually, healing? this uh, this uh, brewery is uh, still uh, privately owned. So, oh, okay. Uh, still Sweden, no, not interbrew or anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Still proud product of Sweden. Yeah, all right. Well, very cool. So I'm looking forward to trying some of those beers. We'll do that. And we're going to talk to Thomas. Tom's going to hang out with us the whole show. Sweet. Uh, but we'll talk about the beers that he brought and how he went from being a home brewer and being a listener to pro brewer also. He'll help us out with that conversation. And uh, then that's all we're doing today, besides making fun of Bevo and her big ass. Nice. That was rude. <laughs> no, she did not use the word fat. I did not no. use the That's right. Carefully chosen word. <laughs> uh, all right. couple of announcements. Can I just say that I really nope. appreciate Chad and Tasty because they don't make fun of my fatness. <laughs> no, but they're oh, no. thinking it. I like fat thighs and I can't We actually lie. like bigger girls. No hating. Just appreciate. <laughs> Thank you. Nathan, you're still too new. <laughs> Noob. I have to choose a side apparently. Yeah. Well we haven't uh we haven't tainted uh right. Nate with our rudeness yet. He's still on the very nice side. And Tasty's real nice until all the until all the women leave the room and then we get to hear his real side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's probably right. <laughs> All right. Uh, quick mention, you know, uh, BYOB TV is now on air. We just aired our fourth week. You can catch the fifth week coming up this Saturday. It's getting better and better. You know, the episode we just aired was with our good friend Jeremy Marshall over there at Lagunitas. Yeah. Good and dude. He did awesome. He did such a good job on the show. Um, so that's, uh, I think you can download it now on coffeetv.com slash BYOB. Sure uh, can. I watched it today. Oh, you did? Yeah. Cool. Great. Uh, so more of those episodes coming out. And we were in talks today with uh, uh, the sponsors and the producers about uh, possibly bringing BYOB to NHC. There might be a, a little screening going on down there Whoa. or something. We're working on nice. that now, trying to get them involved in a little presence down there. Nice. So, uh, And then, of course, the, the star of BYOB, uh, Mr. Jason Petros, will be at uh, all the NHC festivities. I will. Mm. Um, Can I have hot chicks and dirtles like I did the other night? Because that's really in my rider now. Is that what happened? You had yeah. an appearance with hot chicks? Well, we did, uh, we did the uh, appearance at the North Star Cafe in San Francisco. And it was awesome. And there was a bunch of hot chicks with dirtles. All their tits pushed out. And it was great. I love those outfits. You see them all the time they in our beer fans. It is, it's, I mean, it'll take a five right up to a seven and a half. Yeah. Easily. I agree. It's a good time, and that's all I want now. I want uh, I want a bunch of hot chicks and free beer. You got a so rider? No, no pay, just the hot chicks and free beer. That's well, no, yes. I don't know. Doesn't matter. 
I just right. want that. Got it. Yeah. He's a TV star now. He's got a rider with very specific requirements on it. Right. Him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my rider is that I get invited to different uh, locations than JP is at. That's in my rider. Yes. <laughs> it worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah. You had, to, you had to hang out with Moscow. I got to hang out with tits. <laughs> Only together on camera. That's pretty good. Hey, I got tits. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, well, yeah, but you can't uh, squeeze it. No, never mind. <laughs> I uh, went to a strip club while we were in Cleveland. <laughs> How are the Cleveland strippers? I imagine real pasty. Hit and miss. They were pasty, and, uh, you know, they were good looking, but... Eating poutine on the stage? kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, they looked, flyover country, man. They looked angry. A lot of them danced like Axl Rose. <laughs> it was not a sexy dance. They need to go training in Portland, it sounds like. But it wasn't like going, you know, it wasn't like yes. going to like a dot. It wasn't divey, like where right. they're hideous and all cracked out. It wasn't like that. They just, they just were kind of boring. <clears throat> but it was cheap. It was I'll really inexpensive. So we get to the door, and the cab driver, he's like, I think, I think I can get you guys in. I think I know the manager on duty tonight. And we're like, well, how much is the is the cover if you can't he goes oh it's like five to seven bucks and i was like dude stay in the car (laughs) i mean five to seven bucks to get into a strip club (laughs) he thought you you looked real cheap apparently you're gonna have to tip him an extra 10 anyway it wasn't even a cabbie it was like a it was like a town car you know so it was the most expensive part of the whole thing was the fucking ride That's true. He charged like thirty dollars to go half a mile. He wanted you to tip him that extra seven that you would have paid at the door. Is it tough to get around in Cleveland? Or a little bit. We had. Yeah. I ran up running out of car because we wanted to go to those other breweries. It wasn't tough to get to the festival. They had a shuttle for us, but we wanted to go to Fatheads. We wanted to go to Rocky River. We wanted to try these different places. So yeah, it was a little difficult to get around. I went up to the bar when we first got to the strip club, and I was like, uh, you know, what's the what do you got for beers? And he's like, no taps, but we have a lot of bottles. We have Miller Lite, Bud Light, Coors Light, and he listed off like 11 <laughs> shitty beers, you know? Every and Bud I was Miller like, Coors beer in the catalog. Yeah, big, yeah, pretty much. And I was, you know, I'd been drinking all day, so I was a little uh, I was a little punchy. So I was like, hey, you know, next time you got an international beer festival in town, pick up a case of Sam Adams, you know? And he was like, oh, Sam Adams, that reminds me. There's a bunch of, uh, someone dropped him off, promo. So he pulls out a bunch of Noble Pills. He's like, these things have just been sitting here for a couple of weeks. He puts three on the <laughs> counter, and he pops them, and they all volcano all over the bar. They He's were like, oh, gushy. crap. So he gets three more uh, and pops those, and two of them were cool. One of them volcanoed. By the time he finally found three good ones, there were eight sitting on the bar and he's like yeah 20 bucks so he took a fistful of uh, noble pills back to the table for 20 bucks yep. hell yeah it's good sounds like a ripoff more importantly a laptop was only 10 dollars a laptop a lap dance yes. was only 10 dollars that is a deal half price and uh you know well yeah it sounds like you get half the talent you if know? you if yeah. you threw out like 2 dollars on the stage while they were dancing they were stoked yeah there was a fight. because nobody else was tipping mm. so that was a good part. Bill, you should have brought some of those. I should have brought. Oh, I forgot oh, that. No. I didn't it expect with two dollar bills. I st- I did make it rain. I think I spent a bunch of those at the in Portland last time, but I do still have more two dollar bills. Two dollar bills are great. They turned you into a rock star at the. Uh, <laughs> what about dollar coins? You if I rock star, yeah, you just yeah. nail you just wing yeah. coins at them. Oh man, put that in your vajouche. <laughs> That's kind of like Canada, the loony and the toony. Yeah. yeah. Ding, 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 ding. So what's the format? All nude? Uh, uh, topless. Topless? Uh-huh. Which I prefer. I don't like all nude. I don't want to yeah. see that business down there. I, yeah, it, I don't need to see it. when you're drinking. It's, it's like very a, rarely uh, something worth looking at. Right. Looks like you open a can of tuna and leave it sit for a couple days. <laughs> and it's all discolored and shit. <laughs> and they're wearing dental floss, so you can see the rear end anyways. Right. The rear end. <laughs> says old man the, Moscow the posterior. Over here. Do they have bandages over the nips? 
No. Bandages. Uh, they had. They did uh, have clear pasties. silicone pasties over the nips. Why? Why is? Why that? clear? It's did a you lot. Get... Well, because it's a law to have them. So that's the way to make it look like you don't have them. Some technicality. It's like breast milk's gonna come firing out. They're trying to get it back. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think. <laughs> I think it's a way to not be safety nude. measure. So it's just they just found a loophole. Instead of putting pasties yeah, on, they, they just did. Uh, uh, the law doesn't say they got to be any certain color. Or you right. can't see. Three. How many get some BN yeah. tattoos on those nips while you're in there? <laughs> <laughs> let's not get racial. Nate. Let's not let's not go there. But how many how many like knife wounds did you see? Because I gotta imagine like broads in Cleveland are pretty ballsy, dude. Wholesome broads. Yeah, really. No C section scars. Nothing. The stripper I talked to, you know where she worked before stripping. Let me guess. A month I ago, I know you believe what she said. She was in. Uh, she worked at a, as Your a nurse. hotel. No, you know how I know she was telling me the truth. Because it was McDonald's. <laughs> that woman was telling me yeah. the truth. You don't say that. Yeah. Don't say that. Yeah. I was like, so what? You know, she's like, I've only been here a month. All right, well, what'd you do before that? Nothing. All right, well, what'd you do before that? McDonald's. <laughs> she was telling the truth. She was telling the truth. I mean, I didn't, she didn't say, oh, now I'm putting my, now I'm putting myself through law school. None of that. <laughs> no. I'm going to be the best lawyer ever. No, she was just like, uh, give me 10 bucks. I'll see you later. That's what I mean. It was real boring. I kind of, yeah. I kind of was disappointed not being lied to. McDonald's, get your smelly fast food off ass off me. It's almost like you were at a party making friends. You're like, oh, okay, well, I don't really want to pay. You. <laughs> right. Were they like quality bodies? There were some hot chicks. Yeah, a couple, a couple good looking broads. Not many fake boobs in uh, in the Midwest. Yeah. Well, that's good. I like that. Oh, natural. Do Probably not too many plastic surgeons out that way, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see any. <laughs> like in California, you drive down the freeway and there are billboards for plastic surgeons. Yeah. And liposuction yeah. and nose job. I mean, all of it. it literally freeway billboards. Not out in the Midwest, man. And the end of the world. That's, that's, and that's coming true. Up, yeah. That too. Yeah, yeah, it's coming up Tuesday. Yeah. Well, they go hand in hand. So it was a good time. That's when I find out baby Tron's gender. Oh, that's right. Little Latronda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did I tell you guys that last episode that Sam wants to name that thing Tron? No. He wants Tron? to name it Tron if it's a boy, and if it's a girl, it's going to be Latronda. No. <laughs> he wants to name it Latronda. Call her Tron for sure. You'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> I love Sam. Uh, he's a smart guy. Glad you do. I hope, it, I hope it's good at Frisbee. He's a douche. <laughs> Oh, hey, uh, check this out. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? We're here. Here is an offer that you cannot resist. You can go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you get 50% off just about any item. And that's not all. You uh, If you select your one item at 50% off, you also get three free adult DVDs, uh, a free extra gift that's so sensual, Moscow's Jewish mother won't even let us talk about it on the radio. At the top of it all off, uh, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. Uh, so go check out adamneve.com, uh, 50% off an item. Type in coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. That's the coupon code right. you want to type in. I think in. I got BN just Army. enough time to take a break. And, uh, you and then do our you first phone call. Do I have three DVDs? You get the uh, so let's do that. Shipping, we're going to take ourselves a quick gift, break. When we come back, uh, we're going to be talking to Rivertown Brewing Company, who they won gold medal for their Lambic beer. Uh, wow. So we'll get to talk to them about Great. that. Also, later on in the show, uh, we'll let uh, Thomas talk to us. And, um, oh, train uh, wreck. Yeah, played the wrong one. Uh, later on in the show, we'll be talking to Thomas and uh, trying some beer from Sweden, I think. Fresh beer from Sweden, which is kind of the difference. Because a lot of time when we try European beer, it's been sitting on a container for three months before we ever get it. We never you, see beer from Sweden either. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah you yeah. brought it fresh. 
So if it's stale, we're blaming you, Thomas. Another great show for the pregnant girl. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that's true. More good beer tasting. Nope. You know, we didn't do that to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. You, it, now that you pointed out, you are a good omen for us trying good beer. Yeah, it's, no kidding. It's been awesome. It's only been good since seven, you got next pregnant. seven years will be good for you. Uh, that's right. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. More beer has been slashing prices all year. Now, it's even more free shipping for the month of May. In February, they lowered hop prices. In March, they lowered equipment prices. In April, they lowered ingredient kit prices. Now, for the month of May, only more beer is lowering their already famous free shipping from $59 to $39. Take advantage today. Order two ingredient kits and get them shipped free. Order their new high-flow March pump and get it shipped free. Order most anything over 39 bucks and get it shipped for free. More free shipping only from More Beer at morebeer.com. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the, to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. I love beer. I'm a brewer. I brew it. I drink it. It's in my blood, really. I'm that guy that pours malt extract on his pancakes. I wish I could just put a good brew in my pocket and take it with me. 
Now you can. Hey, brewers and beer lovers, why not eat the energy bar invented by a home brewer using the same ingredients in your brew? Introducing Brew Bar Energy Bars, spelled B-R-U-B-A-R. Malt, oats, vanilla, nuts, cinnamon, coconut. You've put them in your beer, and you'll find them in your Brew Bar Energy Bar. All natural, made with simple ingredients chosen for the highest quality. They're new, different, and have a rich malty flavor and smooth, moist texture, just like a fine craft brew. You can find Brew Bar Energy Bars at BrewBar.com or find a retailer near you. And if you are a retailer, you should contact them and find out how you can sell Brew Bar Energy Bars. Check them out at BrewBar.com. That's B-R-U-B-A-R.com. And follow them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BrewBar. Remember, it's in your Brew Bar Energy Bar because it's in your brew. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. Welcome back to the program, everybody. It's the session, and uh, we are about to talk to Rivertown Brewing Company and talk about our trip to uh, Cleveland, Ohio, just this past weekend for the first ever international beer festival there, and uh, some of the winners. And right now, we've got uh, Jason Roper and Randy Schiltz. Did I get so, that right? I think it's, it's Schlitz. I'm not sure. Is it Schlitz or Schiltz? <laughs> Randy, what's, what's the last name, man? Schultz. Schultz. And Randy, you're, uh, I met you uh, hanging out over at the stage, right, for the, like the second or third time. Schultz. That's it. Yeah, we were up there. Uh, <clears throat> we were watching uh, one of our brewers accept uh, the two awards. So. Oh, that's right. We were worried if he was going to be too drunk to accept them, weren't we? Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then he got interviewed on the news afterward, and then we were extra worried. How did he end up doing? Was Was the interview okay? Uh, I, I I didn't ever get to see it, so oh, she still don't know. So yeah, we no one called us and said anything about uh, him, you know, looking like a, a crazy drunk man. So right, well, you, know, you and I noticed that he wasn't swaying back and forth or anything, so he was probably fine. He wasn't. So yeah. Uh, okay, so so Randy and then uh, Jason Roper, you're uh, also one of the brewers there, is that right? Yes, that's correct. So we're we, we're owners and we're brewers. Owners and brewers. You're all brewers. What are there three of you brewing? Yes. And you guys, I remember asking you there, you are not a brew pub, you are just a brewery, right? That's right. We just, we're just we just simply production, manufacturing only. Okay. And I think Randy was telling me, you guys got to brew a lot. You're, you're brewing on like two shifts right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Soon to go three shifts. Really? Yeah. That's a lot. How, how many barrels is your, is your system? Uh, right now, our, uh, our, our hot side is 10 barrel. Uh, all our fermenters are 20 barrel. Okay. So right now we're uh, we're on pace this year to do somewhere around twenty five hundred to three thousand barrels. Really? So so will you do two batches to fill up one fermenter, or do you only put uh, ten barrels in the fermenter? No, no, we'll do, we'll do two batches to fill each fermenter. You do? Yes. 
Do you notice any variation that way, you know, from, from beer to beer? Are you able to keep your standards uh, pretty consistent doing, you know, two batches in one fermenter? We've got them pretty dialed in. Yeah. Uh, we don't, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, when we first started the brewery, we, we were 10-barrel. We, were we, we had 10-barrel fermenters and 10-barrel brew house, and, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it, it grew out of control real quick. So uh, the only way we could increase capacity was growing our tank farms and expanding upon those. So, sure. um, you know, we, we, at first, you know, we, we struggled with it, you know, just a tiny bit just to get it right and keep the consistency down. But it's like anything else. It's routine. Right. Sounds like Santa Claus hangs out with him. Yeah, I did hear jingle bells going on in the background yeah, it, there. It, it, the dog's running around underneath the, uh, <laughs> underneath the table, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't kick the dog, will you? Be nice try, to that dog. Try not to. Right. <laughs> I would if I were you. So I'm standing over at the uh, awards uh, stage, which was brought to you by the Brewing Network, which I was very excited about that. And I'm standing there watching different awards, and it comes up to the uh, sour beer category and the gold medal in Lambic comes to Rivertown Brewing Company. Guys, we're talking to you right nice now. Job. A gold medal beer. That's right. So so the first thing I do, I turn right around and I say, well, I'm going to go find Rivertown right now and try this Lambic. Obviously, you know I love these sour beers. I, I search all over the place and I finally found Rivertown and no goddamn Lambic being poured. <laughs> they must have used the last bottle as the entry or something. I guess so. <laughs> you guys entered the man, last bottle of Lambic. What the hell happened, man? <laughs> you want to, I don't, we sent it up there just for uh, um, judge only uh, because we only did 105 cases of this. I mean, okay. it's re- re- limited release, and you know we're, we uh, we're going to take some of this out to GABF with this as well. So, and they're pretty specific on the amount of beer that they want you to bring out there. So, will you be at JBF? Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. Will you get to drink it there? Okay, good. Right. Yeah, bring it to there. I'm glad you saved it. Good. good. You saved some for that. So that's fine. Yeah, we, we well, did. we weren't really sure well when 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 we knew this this festival was going on, we weren't really sure um if we would have enough for it, and and uh, we we really wanted to hold back for the JBF. So, we we kind of struggled with whether we were going to enter it or not, and we kind of threw it in last minute. Well, not a bad choice. I think, obviously, the entering and getting a gold medal was a good choice, and I hope you do just as well at GABF. Thank you. And I want to talk to you about the beer, but before I do, I want to use this opportunity to, to make just some constructive criticism toward the, the Cleveland Beer Festival. And um, and I'll tell them this, too, because I thought that the festival was so well done and, and really was, was virtually flawless in terms of organization. But I think the awards had a couple of problems. And one of them is that I think that if you're going to enter a beer into the awards, it should be pouring there. So I, I hate to make this rule for you guys, but I think that w- whatever the brewers are allowed to enter should also be available on the floor, uh, even if it's in small quantities. So if it were my competition, I'd make that rule. If you're putting it in the, in the comp, you have to serve it on the floor. So that's just a suggestion I have for the beer festival people. But more importantly was that they were saying uh, the names of the breweries – in a lot of cases, I couldn't read where you guys were from. So in other words, I'm looking up on the screen, just like they do at GABF. They announce the winner, so they would say, and the gold medal in Lambic goes to Rivertown Brewing Company. But then they don't say Rivertown Brewing Company in, what city are you guys in? You're in. You're near uh, Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati. We're actually in Rockland, Ohio. Is uh, It's kind of a suburb of Cincinnati. Okay. So here's why I have the suggestion. So if they had said... Uh, so they said Rivertown Brewing Company, and they left it at that. And then I wanted to go try this Lambic. 
Well, I had to walk all over the goddamn floor to and because I didn't know if they were in Ohio or Nebraska. I didn't know what region they're from. And then you finally found it, and no can do. <laughs> so I need well, to. But I just meant again from a, a festival attendee perspective is really all I'm, I'm saying. Uh, if I see an award, it, it would have said Rivertown Brewing Company from Cincinnati, Ohio. I would have walked straight to the Ohio aisle, yeah. and I would have found Rivertown. Well, Lock. I mean, you know, uh, Lockland, Ohio. Uh, you know, I can see maybe they wouldn't want to. Put it up. Now, who knows where Lockland is, right? I mean, it, <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like a lot of like like uh, like civic uh, disputes get resolved by tribal council. Still, it's like, <laughs> is that how it goes there in Lockland? Very, very small. Uh, my speeding ticket was uh, taken care of in a regular court, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> for me. <laughs> you can't hold America down. Also, I, I should point out that I'm speaking to them over the internet right now, so they also have, you know, at least electricity. Look, I needed to to, to fumble my way to get the joke out, and right. that's all I needed. That's what I do. All right, guys, tell I us <laughs> tell us about the lambic. Is it the first one you've made? No, actually, uh, well, for the for the brewery, yes, yes, at the brewery, actually, um, uh, I I brewed uh, well, I've been brewing lambics for a long time um, and messing with spontaneous fermentation, but uh, I actually uh, won the long shot about three years ago with with a similar recipe. Oh, really? Really? Uh-huh. Well, uh huh. Well, that's odd. I don't remember seeing that. It, probably that's because fantastic. Tasty was stealing the spotlight back then. Jason, have we met in the, uh, in the six pack uh, because they they couldn't replicate the beer. Oh, so okay. Back, yeah. This is the year that they had, I think they had a hop shortage about four or five years ago. So they took one of the winners from the year prior. Uh, this is one McDole. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm Who? sitting right he here. Tasty sitting that? right here, yeah. Is, is that him? That's yeah. him right yeah, there. That's okay. me. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, jerk. The, the year that they, they put his in the second year, I guess the one of the guys got bumped out of it. Right, um, right. From yeah. Massachusetts or something. So they ended up there bringing his back because they, they couldn't. And I knew it going out there. You know, when they picked the beer, I thought there's no way in hell they're going to do a lamb that can be able to release it in time because they had to spin the recipe in like three months. Yeah. Right. So, so, so let me get this straight. <clears throat> Tasty started the chain reaction that got your beer bumped from the long shot six pack. Yes. That uh, son of a bitch. Man, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I, I so apologize. You seem like such no, a nice guy to no, no, I could I could blame the hop shortage, but, you know. You're going to own this one. Jim, the cook, did give me the idea, the chance to go ahead and make my uh, Pine of the Elder clone with, like, New Zealand hops and such. That would have been my only op- other option, so I had to go with... You rejected uh, that. I had to go with the fuck Jason thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's why I played it. Right. Well, now Jason got himself a gold medal anyways. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. I, probably, <laughs> I changed your destiny, I'm thinking. Right. <laughs> you can't keep that beer down, apparently. Yeah, right, Lambics. right. All right, well, tell us more about the beer. Um, it's, it's actually one... Um, we tried to stay very traditional with it. Uh, went through a, a turbine mash procedure. Um we went through uh, fermenting it. Uh, we do have one open top fermenter that we kept around. Uh, when we first started, um, we, we actually, the first batch we did, I mean, this is one of the first beers we brewed starting out. It, it had fermented for about a year. Uh, we, we basically just lifted the lid, man, and let it go wild. Um, and uh, we ended up, uh, we had, what did we have, like f- five port wine barrels uh, that we uh, had uh, aged this stuff in. We actually were fortunate to get... Um, some chips from Russian River and some uh, some dregs from Cantillon and uh, kind of inoculated the barrel. So the initial primary fermentation was spontaneous, and then we moved them over to these barrels and just let them age. Okay. Um, okay. And, and yeah, I set the barrels really for damn close to a year. Yeah. So. And now, can you can you can we back up just a second and explain to me and the listeners who don't know what it means to do a turbid mash? Sure. Um, the easiest way, and, and probably for, for a home brewer. 
um, to do this is simply uh, start off like you're going through a, through a protein rest, uh, move into a sacrification rest. Um, but as opposed to uh, pulling off parts of the mash and either decocting or pulling off the liquid and reheating and adding it back in, you would take those first runnings and go directly into the boil kettle um, and, and start start the boil. Uh, you would add, you know, your next uh, <clears throat> additions, uh, hot water additions to get up to the next sacrification level. Pull the pull the runnings, go right back into the boil kettle. What you're doing is, is you're getting a lot of dextrins and long chain starches uh, into that boil, and it's giving it's giving enough food for the sort of the bugs really to to continue on their journey. Okay, all right. And so then you age this beer. You said for 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 how long was it in the barrels? Two years. A little over, actually, it was a little yeah. over a year, yeah, about right at a year. And is it a blend at all, or it's just a lambic that you brewed and inoculated no, and aged? Yes, it's 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 not a, I mean, we, we blended all the barrels at the end, but it's from the same single batch, so it's still considered an unblended lambic. Okay. And did you choose quantities of those barrels, or did you just throw all the barrels together and say, that's going to be our lambic? We pretty much tried to keep to to an even uh, regimen. We knew, you know, we, we, we had to hand bottle this. Obviously, we, we closed off the rest of the brewery and got in about 10 volunteers and sat down and hand bottled it, let it bottle condition out. Um, so we, you know, we had a little, uh, was it 25-gallon ton that we basically would fill up, you know, uh, five gallons from one barrel, five gallons from another barrel, five gallons from another barrel. So we tried to keep it pretty even. Um, and then, of course, we would taste the blend, make sure everything was was similar. Right. By the way, it sounds like that you've got your your fist wrapped around the dog's mouth as it's trying to bark I under the yeah. Or like, <laughs> just shut up, you little shit! I'm trying to get through this. That's what it sounds like. It's just like barely. It's like holding its little poor little snout together with tape. <laughs> so this no, isn't this isn't video, right? This is just <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh. <laughs> so, do you guys hold any of this beer back and uh, do a goose or anything like that? And have uh, you played with that at all? Any blending? Uh, you know, lot, we but really don't have the room right now. Right. It's a, a barrel, even a you know sixty gallon barrel. That still takes up quite a bit of space. Sure, so, sure. Yeah, we're you know next year. I guess at the end of this year, we're going to get. You know, quite a bit more space, kind of double space, and you know, like I said, you know, get more fermenters and stuff like that. But right now, we're yeah, we've got. I mean, I, what what kills yeah, you is you know, the production side. You know, the the bottles and and packaging, and I mean, it eats up. We've got right now, we're in right around fifty five hundred square foot, six thousand square feet, and really, the brew house only occupies probably <laughs> a couple three hundred square feet of that. I mean, it's really. It's mostly, you know, the bottling area and where, where we keep all raw materials. So it's it's kind of hard, and, and especially when you're dealing with, with um, you know, wild, wild yeast yeah. and barrels. Yeah, you really don't want that anywhere near uh, your day-to-day stuff. So uh, that space is really limited. So I think, like Randy said, end of the year, we're, we're opening up another almost 4,000 square feet. Um, and when we get that, we'll have more room to do some aging. Hmm. That's but, a great answer. I mean, a lot of people, you know. Just go. Oh, it's fine. You know, let's just throw some barrels in here. But right. it's something to consider with that wild yeast. So, right now, let me ask you this: uh, What is the beer scene like there in Cincinnati? Did they uh, appreciate the the sour beer right away, or did you have to do some education? It, you know what? <clears throat> we had we had some people that appreciated it right out of the gate. Obviously, we've got our diehards here in Cincinnati. Um, but you know, I think I think it was was it Mark Twain that said it best about Cincinnati. When you're going to die, go to Cincinnati because it's going to happen, you know, four years 
after everywhere else, you know. <laughs> really? Yeah, you can you can hold on for a while longer here in Cincinnati. So, I but see. they're they're catching on, you know. They're catching on, and and the waves are uh, are certainly making their their way through Cincinnati. Um, they're starting to catch on to craft beer. But we uh, we had you know taken it up to Columbus, and and of course you know the first twenty cases were gone the first night. I mean, wow. um, so yeah, Cincinnati is, but Cincinnati is catching on. Well, now that I've heard that old saying, Tasty, I would like you to do the next few years of shows from Cincinnati. <laughs> That'd be a natural match. Huh? I just want to keep you around, buddy. You know what I mean? There you go. <laughs> like, like when the guy left, we might as well get going. <laughs> yeah. Like when the cat crawls under the porch to die. <laughs> we we send Tasty to Cincinnati. Oh, he's in Cincinnati. We all know what that means. Yeah, we do. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Doc's home with the family. Tasty's in Cincinnati. That's how things are going to go around here. <laughs> hey, I, w- I want to ask you guys about that Lambic. Uh, uh, what did it taste like after the spontaneous portion? I, I guess I'm really asking you is why did you feel like you needed to to add the Vinny Cubes and the uh, and the dregs? Um, what, well, I'll tell you, with, with the spontaneous fermentation, it's, it's really, really, really sour. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. It's mainly lacto. Yeah. So you wanted the Brett character from the... Uh, and the exactly. And it's something you know, add the, the patio and the Brett in, into the barrels. and nice. it, uh, So it... And correct me if I'm wrong. That's why you do the dextrin. That's why you want the dextrins in there. It doesn't that bring out the uh, the Brett character? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Cool. And more of the barnyards. You know, some, yeah. some of the, the lambicus, you get like the wild, uh, pie, the, the pie cherry tastes and things like that. Right. And that's why you did that step mash. I got you. Correct. So one question that I didn't get to ask Cantillon when they were on um, last week was about oxidation in these beers. Because I've noticed, and I notice it more from, from home brews. I've had it from a couple of pro brewers who are doing their first sour beer. But you got a beer sitting around in a barrel for a couple of years. And you get, a lot of times, a pretty heavy oxidation flavor, which kind of ruins the whole sour beer experience. How do you keep that from happening in a beer that's sitting around in a barrel for that long? Well, the biggest thing is, is I mean, naturally, you're going to have, um, uh, sorry, a pellicle. It lost. It. <laughs> it's like it's yeah, it's some oxidation, but for, for the barrels, right. you got to keep them topped up, and that's something that we yes. had, you know, some uh, extra, you know, some carboys uh, setting up top. Um, we kept that we would that use, reason. you know, you keep them uh, topped up, and you actually, you, it has an airlock on it, so if there's any, you know, CO2 being um, produced in there, it's coming out, so no oxygen, right? Or very little. And, and the pellicle, so. the pellicle that forms on the on the top, really, really gives a, a pretty decent um, um, coverage, or, or I, I want to say, yeah, yeah, coverage from oxygen, but okay. Um, you're still going to get some, regardless. I mean, and the longer it goes, it's going to seep. I mean, these are these are wooden staves that uh, you know that that Please swell, and and uh, of course, as it gets colder, they're they're going to retract a bit. Did you experiment with smaller barrels and have some problems, or was it always big barrels? How did you did you figure out the the, the wrong way? Maybe using smaller barrels, and then I mean, how did no, how did big, that work? Big barrels, honestly, big barrels. Yeah, we, out of the gate. Yeah, I went down to a place that sells a lot of barrels and picked out the. The, the best, you know, the newest barrel so that we can use them. For us, we don't really care about what was in the, the barrel because we just want the barrel itself. Um, right. So the barrel, the wood can get infected. Mm-hmm. And then for the next batch, we can just, you know, put the beer right in there. We don't have to add the, you know, the Bretomyces, the Pedicoccus and stuff like that. So, yeah, they're, they're pretty, they're, yeah, like, like Randy said, when we picked them up, uh, we actually had one that was, uh, that was a pretty bad leaker, and uh, we we found that out kind of the hard way. We were trying to suck it back up off the floor, man. It was like <laughs> running, running lines across yeah. the room. Yeah, 
that? What are you going to do? So, uh, but fortunately enough, you know, we don't have to worry about trying to sanitize these things. So all we did was fill them with hot water, allow them to, you know, swell, and you're good to go. I miss running lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how how long did the spontaneous yeah, fermentation yeah, portion take of uh, – a Honestly, week, two weeks, or no, less? Or? Not even a week. I think it was like five days. Five days. Yeah, it was It was really quick. It was uh, just, just open to the air, nothing added at all? Absolutely. No, just, just sent it right over. Um, the the fortunate side, where we're at, and we don't have, um, it, it. we kind of set this, this fermenter, because we don't use it anymore, um, except for kind of the lambics. Uh, it's, an, it's an open-top fermentation vessel. Um we just did another batch. Obviously, when we when we put these into bottles, uh, this batch, we just kind of left open as we were cracking grain. <laughs> we we kind of intentionally left the door shut so the grain would kind of fall in there. And nice source of lacto right yes, there. Yeah. Perfect source. So that when you uh, bottle conditioned these beers, did you add sugar and yeast back, or did you try and pick a point where the bottles would naturally carbonate based on the the bugs and critters that were still in the solution? No, by that point, it, it had pretty much eaten all of the remaining sugar. So we did add sugar back to it. Uh, we didn't add any yeast. Um, the, the yeast that was in there, we, we, had, we did run a sample. We had, we had taken a bottle. We bottled one, uh, added some sugar to it, and it had carbonated in two weeks. So we knew that the sugars that were, or the yeast that was in there was, was, was viable and fine to, to eat the sugars. Plenty of bugs and critters still ready to go. Bugs and critters. Is this one uh, your... Lambic right here. No, no, it? this is a uh, a uh, ES Bam from Jolly Pumpkin. We don't uh, we don't have any Rivertown uh, Lambic. I wish we did, but we have another we'll another some. funky beer at least to drink while I, we're talking to these guys. I think I just heard them say they're going to send us some. We're going to hold yeah. you guys to that. Yeah, yeah, right. no worries, man. That would be fantastic. We're looking at the mailbox right now. I really like that they did the spontaneous fermentation portion of it. A lot of producers of that style of beer in the United States, I think, feel like they have to you know dump a bottle of Cantillon in there to start with. They're trying. Or put a put a solution from one of the yeast manufacturers that's going to start you off with a yeah. spontaneous ferment. What they did is pretty cool. It's similar to what uh, Russian River has done with like beatification and those kind of things. It's pretty cool. Well, and it's what uh, Jean said to us when he was on the show too that anybody can do it in any region. Develop your own. He feels yeah. that, that that the only lambic comes from from Brussels, <laughs> and of course right. that it shouldn't be called lambic because uh, he's right about everything. But he did say that the style of beer you could make anywhere just by doing that. That's but, a good point, Justin. Yeah. But you know, I've had Wait, what? I you know, I've had homebrew Me too. that people have done the spontaneous fermentation. And you know, the ones who have told me they've inoculated with with bugs that they took from other commercial breweries bottles have always been better than the than the spontaneous fermentation ones. So, yep. I don't know that every region is as conducive to good sour beer <laughs> as as other regions. Yeah. Do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah, Chico yeah, spontaneously sure, fermented. Mark, let me ask you this though: How many of those guys made a beer and it it, it got effed up, and then they called it a lambic? Well, right. and I, now I you're right of good a couple uh, breweries that have done that, and it's ob- it's painfully obvious. It is. It ve- that very rarely works out. Although I have had the occasional beer where that does work out, uh, a, a nice happy accident. But you're right. Um, Bevo's carrying one, I think. And you know, I think I used to say that when I was uh, getting into brewing and, and screwing up beers, I used to go, "Well, I'll just sour it, and then it'll be fine." And it. It wasn't until I really learned that sour beer is not an accident. It's no. a very deliberate right. beer. Like even as you're making, even as even with Good. spontaneous Good. fermentation, it's still very deliberate. You know, 
Well, yeah, you got to underhop it. You know, you can't have too much, too much. Right, you know, shit in equals shit out. Devo's carrying the plans right I think, now. I think a big part of it too is is how the word is produced. I mean, it, like like Randy and I said a minute ago about the turbid mashing, and you know, understand that even though the spontaneous fermentation portion might have only attenuated like forty five percent before we added it to the barrels. So, you know, it's really only eating a certain portion of the sugars um, and, and creating that initial alcohol. But what happens in that barrel, once those pellicles set, that's kind of when the magic happens. Yeah, It's not necessarily in the initial fermentation. Yeah, as you're giving it bugs and critters that have already been proven in chips from a right. known good producer or the bugs and critters that have survived all the way a trip from Belgium, from Cantillon or something like that, you know they're going to be able to survive and give you hopefully flavors that you enjoy they're going to give us kind of the results we're looking for now you know a lot of questions i get from homebrewers or you know it's just kind of the general talk is uh you know when's a sour beer ready when the pellicle falls out do you taste it how do you guys approach that by taste by taste all by taste we were doing tastings you know yeah, a lot well, of people just say, "Oh, problem. wait for the pellicle fallout," and I've had pellicle for two years. I mean, yeah. Do you put a wine thief right in the top of the barrel? Do you have a spigot on the side, or what sort of a little nail in the barrel? Yeah, wine thief, wine thief. Wine thief. Yeah. Randy was doing tastings every two hours. That's why I didn't get to taste any at the beer festival. <laughs> Not a drop That's every uh, two months. <laughs> I got y'all excited by that lambic award, and then it just pulled it away from you. Yeah. Was that the first award that uh, you guys have won? No. no, not the uh, so our, our Dunkel is one of the it's, you know the Munich Dark Lager. Uh, that one's um, actually kind of voted uh, best beer best at, uh, beer at the uh, Ohio Brew Week. Ohio Brew yeah. Week, actually the uh, Columbus Beer Festival. Yeah, Columbus Beer Festival oh, won for our triple. Yeah, we had a Belgian triple stout that was the uh, that was awarded best to the show. That's proof well, you can make clean lagers and funky beers right in the same brewery. I think a lot of people think that that might not be possible, but obviously you're doing it. So it is as long as you keep it separated and you know what you're doing. You know, sure. I mean, I've had guys that'll scream, you know, hey, look, you might get that Brett or something or whatever, but understand that you know, a lot of these yeasts are, are wild. They're in the air. They're on your skin. You know, so uh, what what environment? Yeah, I know. I was in the hospital for a week because of that. Yeah, it's all over your skin. Well, Everywhere you, you spilled, you spilled a, a bottle of uh, a shower a little more often. Fucking, there you go. Immerse spice. Note to self: take a damn shower. Jason, were you a pro brewer before Rivertown, or, or you guys were all homebrewers? No, no, we oh. we were homebrewers. Nice. It started off as homebrewers. I mean, we spent a little little bit of time in in professional breweries. Um, I helped out here locally at a, at a brewery called the Barrel House. Uh, Randy actually spent a little time. He was in California. We spent a little time at at the brewery. Uh, and places like that. So, you know, we kind of became familiar with, with the, with the uh, pro circuit a little bit. Such clever names everyone thinks of. The brewery. The barrel house. Genius. <laughs> yeah. The fermenter. All the easy names are going to be taken up. Yeah, they are. They focus on the brewing so much. So how many, how many barrels per year are you guys up to nowadays with the larger fermenters and, and whatnot? Uh, we're just shy of 3,000 barrels a year. 3,000, okay. i got a follow-up question to that. Uh, what, how many barrels do you need to make uh, to make a profit? <laughs> you have any uh, idea? You got, you you got, got mail. What are you shooting right. for? Pattern baldness. Right. <laughs> Here's the deal. The, the more barrelage you make, the more hands it takes to make the barrelage. True. And the more investment you have to make in order to get that kind of barrelage. So with each step, increase your costs. Right. So you know we're, we, we were profitable in our first year. On our first year, we did just shy of 1,500 uh, so, barrels. So it's the growth itself that's what takes up your profit. 
Absolutely. Well, it does. More people, yeah. And more people, yeah. Employees and things like that. So the the goal is obviously, you know, the the larger you come, the the profits just, uh, you know, you're, you're... Percentages just go up. Yeah, the cost of production is yeah. lower because you're buying a bigger volumes. And, Correct. Uh, what are you ladies drinking? Uh, here, you guys popping some bottle caps. Uh, uh, we're, doing, we're doing a little Southern Tier old Damn, man. This microphone looks good. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you digesting. Yeah, uh, but maybe because I'm right behind you. Yeah, one of you guys had a burrito tonight. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> are there burritos in Cleveland? There's probably not. If they? there's internet, there's burritos. <laughs> yeah, there yeah I think I think they were dancing or for you Cincinnati, for ten bucks. I should say. <laughs> Sorry, they've got that skyline chili that the whites love. You know, he said we're drinking right. the uh, Southern Tier, and that's something that you know a lot of people. Oh, you're drinking all your own beers now. It's like no, I, I still like to have a nice, well-rounded um, portfolio of beers. You know, it, yeah, yeah it's a lot of my own, research. Still, yeah, Southern yeah. Tier is badass. We've oh, had yeah. some of those beers. They Southern make some nice tier. beer. All right, guys, I got to wrap it up only because we got to get to some of the other winners, too. But I'll tell you what, we and need you to get you eat. back to a, a full show and, and, and talk more about all the beers you're making. And you'll we, need to send we, us we, some of that Lambic. Yeah. We'll send it. Send us the address. Okay. We'll do that, and I'll have Scott book you guys for a, just a full interview because I'd love to talk more about your brewing and how you've gone from home brewer to pro brewer, too. That sounds like a lot of fun. Awesome, man. So. All right, guys, thanks for being with us, and congratulations on your win out there, man. Good job. Well, Thank, Thank you. you so much, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Sorry about that long shot thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can make it for you later, Mike. Okay, right. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. There you go. Jason Roper and uh, Randy from uh, Rivertown Brewing Company did a great job out there. I did get to go and try uh, some of their other beers on tap, and, and they were all just uh, well, pretty damn good. So they're doing good things, and it's nice to see the homebrewers. You know, making it. You know what I mean? That's getting cool. up there and taking it seriously. Not like not getting in there and acting like they know it all. And uh, this is how it's done. I mean, they're really thinking about it and taking advice and and apparently brewing some complicated beers. Yeah, doing different styles That's and great. still profitable the first year and That's doing awesome. it well. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was profitable the first year too, but I'm not going to tell you guys that. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no, they were a lot smarter than I did. I don't know how the hell they did that. It's profitable the first year? That's ridiculous. It's my called wor- tax fraud. Yeah. <laughs> right. My Westie is really just a shell for my Porsche. <laughs> yeah. And, and the front opens up as the Porsche drives out. I think the closest you'll get to that is you you do that thing where you paint the Porsche on the side of the Westie. <laughs> have you seen that? Like yeah. mobile detailing vans that have a Ferrari Testarossa painted on there? I might be able to afford Porsche wheels for my Westie or something like that. Or Porsche Hot Wheels. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Matt Cole from Fatheads. I stopped in at his brewery and just awesome beer. And he won some awards, too. So hang in there. We'll be right back with more from Ohio. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established attitude, doctrine, or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. 
Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Okay, I rolled a 15 and I get a plus 2 from my yeast starter. Nope, sorry, you failed your roll. Your beer is infected. No way! You had to be at a 24. It's schizosaccharomyces. This sucks! I just failed versus oxidation! Our party is fracked! Doug's the only one left and his beer is a Berliner Weiss! What's this? A tea party? Hey, this is a brew session, man. Get lost! Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Does your significant other know the difference between an Irish red ale and a Flanders red ale? Do you burp, strizzle, spalt, and fart Y-Yeast 2308? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the socially awkward Patters beer and the sci-fi convention showstopper number eight make 10th level at northernbrewer.com Hero, what's it feel like take awesome and multiply it by two yeah <laughs> spraying live beer radio all over your face <laughs> can't get any better than this baby it's the brewing network you're listening to the brewing network because like beer All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. You know, you can go to justin.tv slash brewing network. You can watch the live studio cam, which is now a multi-cam, by the way. We're adding cameras all the time. 
there are now two cameras. It's on the whole studio right now, so it's on you guys. And then there, for now, because I didn't have enough cable to make it the Beave Cam, unfortunately for the listeners at home, it's the Justin Cam. So there's the Justin Cam. But the good thing about the Justin Cam is that I can show you right in front of me uh, the beers that we're drinking. This is a Russian River Saison. I've never had a Saison from Russian River, so this is kind of exciting. And then uh, this used to be the Jolly Pumpkin Bam Beer, which uh, was so good that I... Uh, practically chugged it. It is delicious. Which, in my opinion, and I think if you ask some of the old school Belgian guys, that's how sour beers are drank quickly. You don't sip on a sour beer. You uh, meant you? to be uh, refreshing. Meant it's, to be refreshing. You drink it like it a down. man is what you do. All right, and speaking of drinking like a man, we've got Matt Cole from Fatheads out of uh, Cleveland, Ohio, on the line with us. Matt, you there? Uh, am I there? There you are. Hey, Matt, nice to talk to you. Are you serious? Russian River stays on. <laughs> this is not cool, man. <laughs> I know. Usually, we're the ones jealous of what our guests are drinking. Huh? That's not very nice. <laughs> I know. Well, here's what happens. So, Tasty and Chad, who they tell me that they've met you uh, when you come out here for the bistro before, man. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Like, I, I try to keep within the whole circle of Northern California brewers, but I tell you what. Russian Love. River stays on? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're doing a good job keeping in the circle because I come home and I go, hey, listen, i got to tell you guys about this place, Fatheads. Uh, you know, we go in there with the whole crew. We had we had Whitey with us and Jamil and Palmer and Moscow. Me. We go in there, and Matt comes right out. It's just so nice to us. And it was the best beer we had while we were in Cleveland. Mm. And I come home to tell these guys, Matt, and they're like, oh, yeah, Matt, we know. Yeah, we saw him at the Bistro last year. We know the guy. <laughs> so so you hanging out with Roger and Claudia, I think, a little bit, right? You kind of friends with Roger Cla- Roger of uh, Triple Rock? Yeah, oh, oh uh, Roger yeah. Davis. You, yeah. is there, I mean, okay. He, Rod, Roger's rocking the IPAs, there's no question. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he's doing some... Isn't he? I mean, you know, he, he's right in there with the, with the whole, the best of the best, for sure. He is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without yep. question. You know, yeah. he brewed an IPA. Yeah. Is it an IPA with JP? It's not an IPA? It's a session beer. Hoppy session beer. A hoppy session beer. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. What I what I brew an IPA? Hop really? grenade. Well, it's called hop grenade. Yeah, it probably should be an IPA. It's a hop grenade of aroma. <laughs> I see, but it's like four and a half percent. I see. Well, so Matt Cole treated us real well, um, and uh, we ended up having a great lunch there and tried a lot of his beers. Let me just uh, you know tell the listeners at home. So small brewery there, small, brewery. but he's doing both ales and lagers. What? Now, awesome. in my opinion, a lot of times I go into a small brewery if they're doing ales and lagers. Not a lot of brewers, in my opinion, are able to do both real well. Yeah, I think it's tough. And I think partly, not, not because they're not good brewers, but the, the struggle of fermenter space and being able to age them and things like that, I think kind of, uh, you know, you have to neglect some of the lager characteristics. Not the case here at Fatheads. I stuck to after trying the few ales that were so good, but I'm kind of a lager. I just love them. I end up just sticking with his loggers after a while, doing uh-huh. a great job on those. So I just wanted to give you a shout out for that, Matt, because I was impressed. Matt doesn't uh, care. No, I, I mean, that's, that was one blown. of those things that we... What's that? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, well, you know, I mean, loggers are pretty much like, they're 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 very dear to my heart. And actually, I, I was just in Germany like two months ago. So, um, you know, we, we, we try to like kind of stick to our guns and pull in the best German barley and, you know, stick with traditional, you know, loggering techniques and proper conditioning and spunding and... So we do all those things, you know, and at the end of the day, the beer turns out pretty good. So 
Did well, you say uh, spunding? Well, the spunding side of it is, you know, we, we pressure ferment. What's you spunding? Know, in a lot of, uh, spunding is uh, something about, you know, it's a process of basically closing your tank down before prim- primary fermentation ah. is actually <clears throat> okay. you know, come to, a, to an end. So it, it, it helps the yeast, like, secrete byproducts and builds natural carbonation and Put some, uh, compound. It gives me horny, first of all, but I'd, I'd never heard it called spunding before. You put some pressure on the yeast, yeah, essentially. Yeah, you just cap, cap the yeah, yeast. Yeah, you cap yeah, it cap, off. Yeah, I'd never heard it called spunding. Well, I was like, wow. Capping it, but, we also, but we're also releasing gas at the same time, so it's kind of, uh, you know, it's not like it's just uh, close it up and, and hope for the best. It's, you know, <laughs> something about, uh, there's really a process of closing a tank down and let it, letting it, uh, you know, create natural carbonation and release that kind of gas and right. yeah we do, and we do that for belgians and loggers mostly nice. great great I, i'm sorry i just never heard the term what's the uh on your typical lager what's the fermentation uh, regimen seem like what do you what do you cook do you pitch cold and then go uh keep it there or what do you do uh our lager stuff mostly starts at 50 degrees and then uh towards about two-thirds of fermentation um we allow the, the yeast to naturally rise up to about 59 degrees or so, and, um, you know, that's our hopes to, uh, you know, create enough energy and heat so that it removes the diacetyl and a lot of the byproducts of, uh, you know, lager yeast, so. And how long do do you do extended cold storage with it, or how how soon does that beer uh, get on a tap? Oh, you know, our restaurant's, you know, kind of busy now, so we try to kind of, like, the whole cycle takes about four weeks. Four weeks from uh, brew day to five or six week lager yeah. lager cycle, but we're doing all right. That's the realities of, of the format you're in there. I understand that. Yeah, I know that I mean, but we, do, we do a very traditional. Yeah, it just we can't we can't lager it for six weeks. No, <laughs> people got to drink something, right? Well, as proof of how well he's doing the loggers, I'll have you know that one of the medals Fatheads won this weekend was for their Keller Hellas. Oh, that was nice. Oh, wow. nice. Awesome style, man. Yeah. Now, Matt, is that the beer that I had that's called it's called the Spring Fest something or other on your menu? Right. That's the yep. Keller Hellas. Yep. We just try to, you know, it's an unfiltered style of that. Got it. Okay. Uh, like Keller beer. I was trying to yeah. figure that out because that's the best beer I had all weekend. The Keller Hellas was fan fucking tastic. It was my favorite beer of the weekend. And so I'm glad to see that you did well with it uh, with the judges too because it was it was flawless. It was a, just an awesome beer. It was good. And awesome. yeah, what, I mean, we, what was the medal you got for that? Uh that was gold. That gold was gold. gold. Congratulations. Wow. Well deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt, can you tell us something about the beer? We're not don't want your recipe explicitly, but it, wh- wh- how do you put that beer together? Um, well, you know, I mean, it's a it's a, a traditional hella, so okay. mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have a, a, t- a ton of uh, anything more than Munich malt, really. Okay, got the Munich malt and the little Carahel. Um, I, you know. What, what we do with that beer that's a little different is um, we use we, we do a single decoction so we bring the mash in we hold it at 144 we split the mash um, we raise the next temperature to like 156 hold that 
then we boil that percentage, and then that gets mixed back into the main mash, and that basically is like is a 170 and denatures enzymes, and so it's a single step kind of strikeout mash, uh, decoction mash, right? And then that then uh, goes through just a couple hopping regiments of uh, of German hops, and you know. It's so, the malt profile, I think, that makes it unique. Guys, is is this yet proof again that Dan Gordon is right about the decoction mashing? I mean, yeah. here's another small brewer, and we don't find many of them who are willing to do a decoction mash uh, because it's so much more of a pain in the ass. It'll still make a difference every time, I think. But his beer is it's outstanding, and by outstanding, I mean it makes you it makes you talk about it. A lot of times, I'll talk about beer as as being unremarkable. And I don't mean that it's bad beer. I mean the beer's fine. I just have nothing to say about it. I don't have any remarks to say about it. Uh, but I come home raving about this beer, and it turns out, just like the Gordon, he's got uh, decoction mash. It's made with the it. extra steps, yeah. Yeah. What made you do decoction mash? Is that something that you have experimented with and learned and decided the beer needed that rather than just doing the, the single-step infusion? Uh, you know, I've been fortunate. Uh, my background's been... Uh, through nothing but German brewers, pretty much for the most part. So I had to go out and like kind of steal some of the brewing intellect from the guys from the West Coast. Gotcha. That's a whole different story. But no, I started with the Penn Brewery, Baltimore Brewing Company, Theo de Gruen. Like uh, I come from like the old school Germans, same guys that Bill Kowalowski and 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 Ron Barchet and the whole guys from Victory. Those guys were all came through uh, Baltimore Brewing Company. So I I. I I'm an old school German kind of uh, influence guy. Okay, so let me ask you this because it's something that's come up on. Uh, I think it came up on Bruce Strong recently too. Do you choose more under modified malts to use for your decoction, or are you using the same highly modified malts as every other brewery would use, and only doing a single infusion when they do it? Uh, well, we've only been open for two years, so. You know, we've been, like, experimenting with different malts, and... Okay. You know, I've seen, uh, in our, in our, as far as the German beer stuff goes, I've seen, be- we, we use best, first environment, uh, you know, I don't want to throw anybody in the bus, so... Sure. Do it. Uh, you can just right tell us what you like now. Yeah. Durst? Do it in Durst Malt. Do it in Pig Latin. Okay, so now you like Durst Malt, gotcha. So... He's a real good singer. So this one is a lot of Durst uh, Pilsner malt? Is that what's going on? It's a lot of Durst Pilsner malt, but at the same time, we have a little more haze in our beer, so, you know, it's like brewing. It's a, it, you, you got to keep chasing it around. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So have you found that, have you changed the yeast that you like to use for your lagers over time? Have you stuck with the same one from the beginning, one that you know and, and can depend on, or have you modified that? Uh, really... Uh, I never used lager yeast at the last place I worked for for almost 11 years, which was Rocky River Brewing Company. Uh, before, we, we brought in the lager yeast, which is the Vine Stefaner uh, 830, you know, 380, I don't know how you look at it. but Bach yeast, yeah. It's the Bohemian lager, and oh. that's just in our house strain, and yeah, it works out pretty good. Yeah, it requires a little diacetyl rest, but other than that, it's... Uh, it's a pretty hearty strain. Yeah, that's true. And we can let it sit on, you know, after after fermentation for a good, healthy, healthy seven or eight days and not have to worry about it. 
mm-hmm. and reharvest it and then move forward and everything's all all good you know so it'll sit dormant for a while yeah, this strain is uh, known for a bit of diastole production, but obviously you found ways to deal with that and raising the temp well, towards the you gotta, end. You've got to let it rise up above 58 degrees, and if you can get it up around 58, 60 degrees, you, you won't have diastole. Yeah, I think some brewers are a little, or home brewers in particular, are a little afraid to let lager yeast even go that high, even at the end of ferment. But once again, you're shown that, you know, you can you can use that to clean up the beer if you're willing to let it go that high, and it's not a bad thing. It can in many ways be a really good thing. I so. mine all. I let it go. Up, I push them up to seventy. A lot of them. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, there, I mean, a lot of the a, lo- a lot of lager strains actually haven't seen fifty degrees until you know fifty, sixty years ago. I mean, it, all those yeast really are intended to be used in the low sixty, high fifties. Yeah. Okay. Now, another characteristic of the beer, uh, since you're talking about some of these yeast things, that I I got to talk to Matt about. Uh, that Matt pointed out to me uh, when I was tasting this beer at the pub that I agreed with that it is it's a little sulfury. You do get some sulfur, right? That that kind of lager sulfur. But I'm talking just to style. I'm talking the kind of sulfur you want. It's there enough to help it taste crisp and lagery. Um, but it's there. You could you could it's pick it a, out. It's not offensive or annoying. It's, it's not offensive or annoying, but it's something that you can definitely pick out if you're if you're used to tasting beer. You could say, well, that's a, that's a sulfur quality. But but Matt and I, I think both agree. We're talking about how, but it's it's spot on. It's where it should be. Is that something that's difficult to manage, Matt? That you you know having to get uh, too much of that or or, or something. Um, you know, a lot of it's all timing on what's going on with the restaurant. I mean, we. We we don't filter beer, so uh, based on how fast we're, we're we're moving through product, it you know sometimes we carry over more yeast than, than we normally would like to. It's really hard, you know, especially when you're an unfiltered product. So you know we try to clarify it all out, and all of our beers basically have a slight haze to them if you let, kind of look at them. Yeah, you know, but we don't uh, we don't want to like like kind of strip out all that like color and body and mouthfeel and bitterness and aromatics so you know if anything like we try to keep them in their natural state and and you know it's sometimes it, they might be not as star bright as the next time you come into the restaurant but you know what's in there is good you know yeah no um, we, we weren't yeah, complaining a lot of color beer that floats around a restaurant sometimes it's not like Sometimes we do it just as a, it, it tastes really good out of the fermenter, so let's just pull a couple kegs and pull it, through, you know, and that's, you know, that's just a different mouthfeel. So hmm. the one that won the gold was a beer that we just took right out of the fermentation tank. And, okay. Yep, yeah, and bottled it up. And then it's on the restaurant. It's, it's at the restaurant, too, periodically, so. All right. Now, just to bring it up, uh, in the last few minutes that we have, too, Keller Hellas was not the only medal that was won by Fatheads. Uh, you guys also won a medal for your coffee imperial stout uh, called Mean Joe Bean. Is that right? Yep. What medal did you get for that? That was a gold, too. Um, gold. Nice work. Yep. So it was one of those things where, you know, we really loved the taste of the imperial stout. And, uh, and so we decided to use a little cold extraction coffee mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, infuse some kegs and, you know, do that. And so it was in the, it was in the VIP room as well. So 
but it did win a medal, and uh, it was tasting good. So, so what does that mean when you say cold extraction coffee? Does that mean that you basically brew a batch of coffee cold and add it to the finished beer? Uh, cold extraction coffee usually is like, you know, they, the whole process just in, it's where you take kind of a coarse ground bean, you put it in the muslin sack, you drop it in filtered water, kind of hang it and spend it there for a period of time. 24 hours usually is what's, you know, going to give you that, like, um, you know, enough, enough of the oils in the flavor, but not the astringency. So, okay. and then you'll add that back to the lead you to the right beer tank. So, okay, in the brain tank or the, or the keg if you're doing yeah. it by the keg. Yeah, these particular kegs actually were were just they were we, we dosed them right in the kegs. <coughs> so the beauty of that, kind of like when we talk about dosing beer with extracts of any kind, is that you can just do it to taste, right? right. I mean, you just you throw enough coffee in until it hits its perfect spot, right? The beautiful thing about it is, is, you know, you can do a couple different, like, a couple cups in this one and a couple cups in this one. And right. You kind of see what works out best for you, and that's the real part of it. That can't, you know, that's fun. That's the fun side of it. Definitely. Yeah. See what's work. What works. And that was the first time we tried it, and it won a gold, and that's exciting to us. So, you know what? We'll try it again, and we'll put it in the GABF, and we'll see what happens. You know? <laughs> that's what you should do, man. That sounds like a good idea. Sounds like you got uh, good, enough, good enough taste <laughs> yeah. to dial it in. That's why, uh, yeah, you should do well there, too. Well, I like the idea also that it's done in an imperial stout because I've had a lot of yes. coffee stouts, but I have, I think, now I didn't try this beer either, I don't think, um, but I, I, I feel like the, the higher alcohol and maybe even a little alcohol heat would also help to cut through the coffee a little bit and keep it from being astringent. You know, you get the flavor of the coffee, but without that bite that you don't really want. So I like the imperial idea. Um, well, I wish you luck with that one at GABF, too. So, all right. So, is, were those the only two medals that you got? That's pretty damn impressive. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we had our IPA and the double IPA. Yeah, we're. Oh, really? You know, we're... Wow, nice. <laughs> Just like at the Bistro, I think it was 2009 that you sort of surprised everybody here on the West Coast with the, at their. Uh, I don't think it was a double IPA fest. It was a single IPA fest. Mm-hmm. The Fatheads got a gold medal at the Bistro gold. IPA yeah, fest. Hey, Last like, year we got oh, honorable mention. All right, exactly. Okay. But, but you know what? This year, I mean, Jack from the Brew Kettle. Have you talked to him yet? Uh, we're talking to Chris next. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, the, the White Raja, uh, you know, it's a uh, it, 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 it bumped our beer out. And I'll tell you what, that's a rocking beer. So I, I'll sport another local IPA that's kicking ass. Okay. Perfect. Oh, really yeah. noted. Well, I'll tell you what. So we show up at the uh, at Fatheads, and when Matt comes out. He's wearing a green flash shirt, so you know right away he's a West Coast IPA guy. You know he's a hophead right away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what is your connection to the West Coast? Are you from the West Coast? Are you friends out here? Or? Oh, no. Just, I'm, you know, Rich Norgrove and Arnie Johnson, and there's a, cool. I got a whole fluid, you know, yeah, Denise Jones, and mm-hmm. yeah, I got a whole crew, you know, Vinny's a good friend. It's all, I got a whole little slew of friends over there. Cool. All good. Now, when I was at the GABF last year, I made a point to, to visit uh, fatheads are early in the day to visit, have some of their IPA uh, right away. Oh, it was super fresh. It was excellent beer. All right. Good stuff. All right, Matt. I got to take a break, cool. and then we're going to be talking to Brew Kettle about their awards too. They did real well out there. So that they and, did awesome. They're great guys. And you're the one who sent us over to Brew Kettle. You know, when we left Matt, he, you know, we said where to go, and he said, "Yeah, you go to Brew Kettle. That's mm-hmm. the place." So, uh, and they did great. So. Yep, I'm not stupid. 
<laughs> Not at all. All right, so when you come out to the Bistro this year, I think we're going to get you on our Sunday show after that. So, uh, Cannot wait. All right, good. Get in contact with us. We'll probably see you down at the Bistro anyway, and we'll get you in here in the studio, man. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Very cool. Thanks, Matt. Have a good one. Okay. Take care. All right, that's Matt Cole. He's the brewmaster over there at Fatheads, and uh, they're just just doing a great job. Something that didn't get mentioned, uh, or at least not in depth, was how amazing the food was, too. And I know Matt doesn't necessarily have anything to do with that, but he brought out platter after platter of chicken wings for us, and they didn't, right. they weren't standard wings. It was like the uh, the drumstick attached to the wing. Right. So they all, each of them were real big, and they were all dry-rubbed with an amazing spice and all sorts of sauces and the sandwiches we had. So uh, not only great beer, but uh, great food as well. Leave it to the fat kid <laughs> how dare you and they have these things called uh, uh they're sandwiches but i think they're called i mean they're just called fathead sandwiches or something they're called fat something sandwiches so uh i ordered this italian one you know with a bunch of italian meats on it humongous huh? i'm not exaggerating uh-huh. right now i'm really not it's when like a I, real size, official size me, football let you me show there. the camera here when i say that this sandwich was this goddamn big Ugh. it was huge. it was it was the size of bevo's baby right now bevo's baby is about this big right now and this sandwich was about like that my baby's not that big it's not no. probably that tasty oh. though sorry it's the size of a tomato <laughs> oh it is it's the size a of that. House or a this is how big Bevo's baby's balls are going to be by the time that <laughs> thing comes out. If Sam, if, if Sam's genes pass through, this sandwich was as big as Sammy's balls. <laughs> Sam has prodigious nuts, huh? Yeah, the food there. It, I mean, true. Like, it's the kind of thing, Thomas. Let me explain this to you. It's the kind of you know how you uh, you know how the Europeans make fun of us Americans for for being fat and eating gigantic portions of food. This is the place that is that I think invented making fun of us for it. I mean, I, like it, the sandwich was ridiculous. Midwest style portions. I mean, if I could see a human being eat this whole sandwich, I would be astonished by the, the fact that they could do this. It was uh, ridiculous. You know who ate the whole sandwich? <laughs> the mm. fat kid. Fat ate kid the whole mentioned sandwich. the food. Yeah. I don't know if we, we should bring this up, but fat their kid. food was amazing. The fat oh, kid. Oh yeah, on the fucking Scott, brewing. Network? Scott didn't eat the sandwich because he's a fat kid. Scott ate the sandwich because he's Jewish and he's not about to let oh, that go to waste. <laughs> Someone messaged me. They're called headwitches. Headwitches. That's, that's right. right. They're called a headwitch because they're the size of Tasty's head. That that's how huge. big these. That is bigger than a football. Actually, are. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> So, so Moscow, did you jump at the checks? Sound like you had a good time. You probably, <laughs> probably you had to leap across the table. Get there the weren't check, a whole lot of checks I jumped at for the two days. <laughs> oh, right. right there. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, a whole lot meaning none. That's what they do in Moscow. I, I was surrounded by guys that I know have more money than me, so I'll, I'll not be picking well, up. That's a great day. rationalization. I don't know. It's fun in my culture. We had to. We had to. We had to shame him. My religion. We had to shame him into going to the strip club with us because of what? Because of the cash and 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 Whitey kept just going. He's like, listen, come on, just come on. You just got to go. And and I didn't think it was going to happen. So Whitey and I actually just were waiting outside for the cab. I had written Moscow off. Sure enough, Moscow comes out and he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Well, if, if, I'm going. You don't remember what I fr- at first I said. How much cash do you have on you? Yeah, that's true. He asked me how much money I had first. And I was like, what, what do you need, buddy? What do you, what no, do we, what I wasn't asking, asking me to for? borrow. I was I asking know. to gauge how much I should have on me. Uh huh. And then he also take, asked you how much you make in a year. <laughs> Right. How much are you pulling in per month? Uh, just so I know. Uh, this is nothing short of an attack. Uh, you still pull up take credit cards? You pretty much have a... Uh, <laughs> like shooting ducks on a pond, yeah. by the way. You pretty much have a target on your yarmulke there. Uh. <laughs> I would have been right with you, Scott. Uh, except it's not the money for you. It's You just went, I, I can't go to this trip. Yeah, I don't feel like going to a boring strip club. I want to go drink a beer and maybe get it for free. 
No. Yeah, you wouldn't have back at the hotel, though. We were, at that point, we were uh, back at the hotel. Well, fuck you, then. So you would have stood around looking at fat dudes while we were looking at tits. That's I, what I would have There was probably a nice movie on. Uh, you know, they were probably, you know, right. showing, you know, Car- Coraline or something fun on TV I could watch. <laughs> Coraline. That's, that's yeah. probably true. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Chris McKim, who's from the Brew Kettle. Brew Kettle won, I think it was nine awards Whoa. at the at the festival. And uh, also just some awesome beer. So we'll talk to them when we come back. And then a little bit later, we're going to be talking to uh, some of our BNers gone pro. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. BN Army, Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the Intuitive Beer Gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. 
Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. (laughs) I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. (laughs) (laughs) The The home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Keeping the ass out of Brewcast. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us through the break there. We talked to uh, Matt Cole from Fatheads, and then, of course, Jason and Randy from Rivertown Brewing Company. And now we're about to talk to Chris McKim from the Brew Kettle, who, it appeared to me, won more awards than any single brewery uh, present there. Chris, are you with us? I am here. Hey, thanks for uh, taking the time. I'm not cordless, so if it, uh, if it sounds crummy, I'll go grab a uh, hardware phone, but... You know what? You sound fine. Sounds great. Don't worry about in it. In a comfy chair and a cordless, it works better. But do you comfy have? A, m- more importantly, do you have a beer in your comfy chair? You, you know, I, I just was watching you guys online, and I went directly to the fridge when I grabbed the phone <laughs> and grabbed a beer Good. because I just didn't feel a part of it. I didn't <laughs> feel the love until I had a beer in my hand. Well, that's why we like to have studio guests, but this is the best we can do. So as long as you have a comfy chair and a beer, then, then I think we're good. I'm good. Yeah. Now, I have to ask you, Chris, because I, I don't think I met you there at the festival, but what I did notice was that every time Brew Kettle uh, won an award, there was a very excited man kept running back and forth to the stage. He was a little shorter than the other brewers and uh, a little happier than the other brewers, i got to say. Is this you, Chris? Uh, no, running? No, no. That would have been Fred Carm. That would have been Fred. <laughs> that, that, I don't from, run. From Hoppin' Frog. Frog. Yeah. yeah. Oh, from Hoppin' Frog. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. This yeah, guy Fred. was so excited. Uh, I thought it was Brewcat because Hoppin' Frog won a few awards too then. It is, and it's ironic because he didn't want to do the show tonight. Oh, he did? I asked him, and he was like, I'm still uh, decompressing <laughs> and I'm tired. <laughs> and, uh, so, well, hey, he partied, I'm sure. Yeah. It was that was an intense weekend. We we went, everybody went hard all weekend, and uh, it, yeah, I can see why he might have been. <laughs> I decompressed yesterday. Okay, good, good. So, and I'll tell you this, Chris. Now I did get to have some of your beers there uh, at the festival, 
And we also went to your place. Whenever we go traveling, um, we put out to our listeners, hey, we're going to be in this city. Where should we go? And uh, it was you guys and, and fatheads that we were told to make sure we check out. Uh, well, we've been uh, we've been very fortunate. You know, fatheads are uh, definitely not only friends, you know, good quality competition brings the uh, brings the bar up for everybody, I think. Um you know, I think I think we're both kind of cut from the same cloth, and we both have a lot of good ideas. We like to uh, play heavily with hops. Um, a lot of the same style beers, but definitely different. Okay. And, and we both do a lot of barbecue and, and, you know, good quality solid pub food, no fine dining, no, you know, not just a pizza pub or anything. Um so it's kind of, kind of a lot of similarities. Well, and that's something that we missed out on, uh, I think, going to the brew kettle, because we were told too late to make sure we eat the barbecue at the brew kettle. By that time, we were stuffed. Matt had filled us up with the headwitches or whatever they're called. <laughs> <laughs> those, things, those things are outrageous. Oh, and they we, were tasty, we, but... but We, we, we went there them. with uh, four people a couple of weeks ago and ordered four different sandwiches, cut them in quarters... And right. so you get to try a little bit of everything because you just can't. Yeah, you could go there for the rest of your life and never make it through a sandwich. <laughs> no, <you can't. laughs> Unless you're me, a fat Jew. Well, there's two. There's only two people in this room that I think could have finished one of those sandwiches. And I don't know Thomas all that well yet, but I think Moscow could have finished one, and I think my boy Chad over there probably could have finished the sandwich. Yeah. Well, Thomas has a little gut going on. I think he could take a fat head or two. <laughs> yeah. I'd make you proud. I see yeah. Chad put down some quantities of food before. You might have finished one of these sandwiches. Maybe. <laughs> but like I, my point is that we did. We were also told that your barbecue and your smokehouse is fantastic, and we missed out on that. Yeah, yeah. we've got uh, we've got a an, actually an offsite uh, pit, and we've got a uh, full time pit master down there that uh, is stoking that thing with uh, local shag bar kickery and and uh, local pork and and wings and turkey breasts and whatever we can. Whatever we can imagine smoking, including our own jalapenos to make Chipotle. Wow. Um, that says a lot when you got your own pit master. I mean, that's, that says a lot right. right there. I like a barbecue. It's a lot of TLC there. Yeah, that means yeah. you're serious. They were a good band. Now, speaking of an off-site location, uh, let me ask you this, because the place we went was the restaurant and the bar, and then there was a brew-on-premise in the back, which, right. guys, you'll be happy to know here, you homebrewing fans, was packed. Yeah, a buzz. There was a lot of people it's brewing in there, so I was well. I was awesome. excited about that. But it didn't occur to me that that's then where the brewery is. No, the the brewery used to be back there. We we started in in this build the building you were in. Uh, we had a ten barrel century system in there with uh, three fermenters, and we did everything we could to try to squeeze uh, a seven barrel in there. And just couldn't even get it up on the platform. We're out of space. The place is packed. So I went looking for something in an industrial park nearby. And we got a uh, 6,000 square foot building and put a 20 barrel in there and abandoned or sold the 10 barrel off and then expanded for <coughs> on premise. The uh, the brew on premise is booked like six or eight months in advance. Wow! wow. So we, 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 we've cool. got no no room in that building, and uh, so we had to go outside. Actually, today we just signed another lease on a, on a building just for storage and maintenance for all of our equipment. Wow! So we we've got. Uh, I like to buy and sell brewing stuff. I you know it. Uh, 
BOP systems, tanks, whatever, you know, there's all kinds of fun stuff out there to, to buy and sell and own for a little while. It's like being a collector. Sure. Buying old cars, you know. Yeah, or a hoarder, I think is what they call it. <laughs> yeah, they, I may you. be that. Yeah. Actually, Chris, I like your outlook on that because a lot of times when we get brewers in here, they just bitch about the cost of equipment and different things like that. But it's got to be a part of it is true that it's just kind of fun to buy different brewing equipment, just like when you were a home brewer, right? <laughs> you got uh, me. Uh, the, I, I mean, one of the one of the best stories ever. We in uh, I think it was probably two thousand one, two or maybe ninety nine. I don't know. Around two thousand. There was a local brewery that just didn't make it. Um, I sh- they listed the auction for the equipment, and it was in one of the downturn times um, in the uh, craft industry. Uh, I was the only guy that showed up for the auction. <laughs> one, one, there was nice. there was one home brewer that showed up, and I showed up. And the guy looks at me and he says, "I'll bid, I'll bid fifty bucks. You bid a hundred bucks, and it's yours." And and then they started stalling, and they brought in some shills, and they ran the price up a little bit. Uh. But uh, I got it for eighteen grand, and we ran the thing hard for six years, and sold it for eighty five thousand. Wow! Yeah, that that really that was a definite springboard for us. Uh, you know, you you buy it right and sell it right. And yeah, gives you the yeah. Seed, seed money. Put the money the, into equipment. It makes yeah. it fun. It's all about timing. Sometimes that was perfect. Yeah. So let me ask you this about the brew on premise, and now around in this area, <laughs> and I've heard of some others. There's been quite a few that have gone out of business. They, it kind of yep. went out of favor once people realized they could do it at home cheap. And, and a lot of them have even still tried to open up again because it's such a great idea, but they don't work out here. How is it that you're booked six months in advance? Well, I, I think we, we – I, I mean, you know, for the basic home brewer, most of the guys you're probably spending – Forty, forty-five dollars, you know. Anyway, to make a batch of beer, unless you're propping your own yeast and slants, and right, and you know, you're probably in that range. And and you can come into our place and make six cases of beer for one hundred and twenty-five bucks. So, you know, it's a it's not a big cost savings. We've got uh, eighty different beers to choose from. So, you know, it's not like we're we're lacking variety. Um, we'll work with guys if they want to. You know, a bigger hop profile in the the start or the finish, or they want to dumb down the hops or, or whatever they want to do, we'll try to work with them. If they want a different yeast in it, we use six different yeasts. We've got, oh, golly, probably 20, 25 different hops and 30 different grains that we're using. Uh, everything is a partial mash. Um, about 50% of the fermentables coming from grain and then extract to finish it so we can get okay. it done in about just a tick over two hours. And they come in. It's a social event. I mean, it's 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 like going out on a charter boat to go fishing. You know, you you come in. You're hanging with your buds. You're drinking beer. It's all good. Uh, you, in the meantime, you made some good beer, and you come back in a couple of weeks and bottle it. Put your face on the bottle or whatever you want to do. Right. And take it home, and it doesn't cost you you know anything other than doing it at home. And uh, right. it's a social event on top of that. Let me tell you what you must have going for you that I think I would be able to relate to. So we're in California. We don't really have winter. Winter doesn't, you know, our winter is like if it drops below 50, I start crying like a pussy that it's cold outside, right? But in Cleveland, 
Uh, and I, I, I do mean this seriously. In fact, we were talking to a couple of uh, residents. They're like, you know what? When the winter hits, there's not a whole lot we get to do. Uh, it, you know, we, I get tired of the mall. I get tired of the uh, of my house. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, there's, I mean, there's outdoor activities, but going to a brew on premise has got to be at the top of your list all winter long, right? Yeah, it's not like there's ski slopes around here. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. It's know, flat. Right? Lake Erie's just a big frozen pond. And right. Yeah. Like, you know, it's slop everywhere. So yeah, indoor indoor the great indoorsman comes out and, and comes <laughs> right. and heads over to make beer. And see, and that's me. Even in California, I'm still the great indoorsman. So uh, in this case, I think you, winter's got to be a good boon for, for it, the... It, it is. Okay. And, and, you know, the, I mean, tying the restaurant to it, a lot of the BOPs that have opened up tried to do it. Um, you know, maybe they opened a BOP because they didn't have enough money to open a pub. Oh. And we're trying to start there and grow it up. Um, my wife and I opened it in 95. We didn't have kids. We were the you know, she kept it alive and, and kept the mortgage paid for the first five years while I didn't take a paycheck so we could just eat worms and, and keep it going. And, and a lot of people just don't have that opportunity. So yeah. we, we were in a good financial position to do it and grit it out, and uh, it worked out. Okay. Well, it was good to see. It was exciting for me because it just made me feel how alive and well homebrewing is just to go see oh, all absolutely. those people in there. Yeah, you know, we got, we got a lot of guys that brew at home that come in and brew occasionally with us. Uh, we sell ingredients. We sell what we use mm-hmm. to the homebrewers. So we sell yeast, grain, hops, extract, bottles, caps. Uh, that's about it. You so know, these are all ingredients shared with the production brewery as well. Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Okay, that makes sense. So the the yeast that the homebrewers are using are are coming out of the the fermenters from the brewery, or no, no, oh, okay. the, we're we're just we just got uh, you know White Labs and White right, the right. Uh, XL packs and the, and the vials. Cool. Okay, but the grains and the hops are are brew- you're yeah. sharing with the brewery, and then like Correct. you said, the bottle caps Especially and things like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So it's all all good fresh stuff. You know, we're ripping open eleven pound boxes. You know. 20 times a week. It's not like something that's been backpacked and sitting out on a shelf. Right. Um, I'm going to go brew there. That sounds fun. I know. Well, and also, I didn't want to make you guys, uh, uh, you know... foam at the mouth too much but they're all copper kettles in oh the, hell yeah it's what? like 10 copper ke- am i no. wrong about that eight. Eight. eight eight copper kettles that's the thing that i, I walked that's in sweet the first thing i noticed was all the happy people the second thing i noticed was the line of copper kettles up against the wall you know small versions right uh, yeah. i'm talking about the yeah, broad premise but i just went oh shit those are nice man yeah they're, they're ste- steam jacketed 25 gallon um, so you get good control. Where the hell did you um, get those? Steam from? jacketed. Huh. He's yeah, clearly, steam- clearly his collector here. Those are the standard BOP. Uh, oh, they are. Oh yes. Yeah, oh, it is. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't know that was. A, I thought no, I've never seen anything but that. Okay. they're still hard to find. Tasty's though, old enough to remember it's when there were BOPs here. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, uh, Tasty. No. I think there's still one in Sacramento, isn't there? There is still one, yeah, but is it? Does it look like that? Does it have steam jacketed copper kettles? It does have the copper kettle. Oh, it does. At the end of like the dinner table, everyone you can kind of be at your table next to the kettle, right? I see. You have like a brewer helping you, and you're eating dinner, and well, that's how it works for you guys too. I like that. No, there's his. Oh, okay. We get we kind of keep it separate because not everybody in the building uh, appreciates that gotcha. fresh aroma of yeah. an imperial stout oh, right. <laughs> or that they're having from rolling out of the kettle. That's a good point. So we try to have a uh, an almost not a, not a wall separating things, but I try to pull negative air out of the brewery so I can get the aromas out so it doesn't 
just you know knock somebody out, knock Susie who's on her first date with somebody out up in the restaurant <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> who says you know this is gross man yeah, I people who don't care really too much on her mind already yeah, yeah, she no to... she's not going to put out anyway don't worry about her <laughs> <laughs> People who don't brew don't always like that stuff. It's, un- it's I unfortunate. I can never understand it. All right, hey, hey, Chris, I got. A, if you don't mind, I got a yeah. question about. Uh, I'm familiar with the hot side on a, a brew on premises. Yeah, you are. What's the cold side? Well, like I've never. What do you get to put your beer in to ferment? And uh, um, well, we, you have temperature we use control. A, yeah, well, everything goes into a. Um, we've decided on 63 degrees because almost mm. you know we can kind of cheat with the steam yeast and and use. Uh, you know, for bigger lagers, a Bach or something along those lines, you can get a decent lager profile out of it. Hmm. Um, if you're doing a, a pills, you use a coal yeast, and you can get some sulfury profile out of it. Um, we use a, uh, a big, um, an ale yeast that, that leaves a, a pretty good body uh, for doing a milk stout or something that, uh, that you really don't want to, you know, send the hops out front on. And then we use, you know, 001 or 1056 or whatever um, on, a, on a beer where we really want the hops to sing out. And uh, then we use uh, a couple of Belgian yeasts and, and uh, Hefe yeast as well. So that's just, uh, uh, so it's a bunch of carboys in a, in a cold room? Is that what you're saying? The, the, the yeast? Uh, well, the, just when well, we, the ferment. Yeah, well, the, yeah, they, no, they are 16-gallon, uh, like a food-grade plastic. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, that they go into, and they go into these condition rooms for 63 degrees. And depending on the gravity of the beer, they might be in there for, oh, anywhere from 10 to, to 18 days. Um, and then we'll move it to 34 degrees, add some finings to it, move it to 34 degrees, uh, let it sit there for another four to five days, let everything try to settle out, uh, run it through a press filter, force carbonate it. And now it's sitting in a keg, carbonated, filtered, bright, you know, commercial beer, basically. Um, you come in and use a uh, single-head uh, counter-pressure filler and crank them out. It takes you about an hour and maybe an hour and 15 to bottle mm-hmm. uh, 75 or 72, 22 ounces. So it's carbonated and prepped and ready to go when the, when the yeah. person comes in to get the beer. Absolutely. That's yep, cool. They walk in, they... they run their bottles through a machine that does 24 bottles at a time with a uh, chlorinated caustic to clean and sanitize them. Um, it, it zooms along pretty good. We do we do almost 100 batches a week. And, you know, you're, and, I, it's weird that I'm saying this, but I'm like an avid home brewer, right? All grain brewer. <laughs> but this sounds like a you know, place you could do some like recipe development, if you think about it. You could. Well, the, uh, the, the only downside to that in the state of Ohio is every beer's got to be registered. And our BOP is a registered brewery in the state. So you can't, unfortunately, come in and just come up with your own, you know, walk in with your own recipe. Oh, you gotta, and, we got to use yours. Oh. Yeah, you got to use it. Oh, uh, you know, we can, we can make adjustments with hops because that's not going to affect the uh, alcohol content. Uh, um, and we can make some adjustments with yeast or maybe uh, uh, mash times, temps. Little things like that where you can tweak a, a beer, 
but you just can't mm. come in and say, you know, I want to do a triple throw down, you know, barley wine with oh. 700 BUs on it. You're letting me down hard here, Chris. I'm, yeah. I'm all, I, but, I'm but, but you know, I, I got to tell you, it's the law. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't, the law, I don't have a choice. So are there different tax levels that people have to pay when they buy the ingredients based on alcohol content? or No, it's uh, um, 23, just, yeah. 23 cents a gallon. Uh, for excise tax, and in the fine county that we live in, uh, we also uh, have to pay for our sports stadiums, which cost about sixteen cents a gallon. So hopefully, they buy some of your beer. Right. Yeah, of course. You know, they actually they sell our beer in twenty-two ounces in bombers down at. Uh, oh, well, thanks uh, for that. At, <laughs> at the uh, Progressive Field, which is where the Indians play. Nice, nice, nice. Wow. But they they get fifteen seventy-five a bottle for it. Oh my! <laughs> it, just, oh my it blows my mind. I can't. I can't do believe get, it. Do but they get kissed before they get so fast? <laughs> wow. I don't know. I don't. I, you know, uh, I make a buck on it, and they make. Jeez. 13 bucks on it. You have to do that thing where you go, uh, I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, yeah. Now, let me ask our studio guest, Thomas. Thomas is from Sweden. Thomas, do you have this? Is this a normal thing for you out there, too? All of our sports stadiums, right? We go get a normal beer, the same beer that you'd pay five bucks for on the street. You pay ten fifty or $12 for in the stadium. Is this the same in your country? Yep. It is yep. <laughs> the same kind of bullshit. Yep. Same so, kind of bullshit. so give me a ratio. Percent markup. So if I go get a beer in a pub, how many euros is the, is that beer in in a pub where you live? Uh, depending on beer, if it's do you mean like a micro, like a good like, beer, a, a good, good micro beer. that we would buy? Uh, somewhere around uh, 12, 12, 12 euro, oh, twelve bucks, twelve bucks American. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, twelve fifteen oh, bucks. See, yeah. well, that's already America all the time. That's already expensive. We rule, uh, and so what then what is cost though? Okay, so that's what that's that's nine <laughs> or t- yeah, that's nine or that's ten euros or something, yeah. nine or ten euros. And then how many? And when you go to watch soccer or whatever, what's the sport that you go to watch? In, so it's it's football, it's, right? Yeah, soccer and uh, how much is how much is, how much is the same beer there? <laughs> to be honest, he's a little with you, light for that. Oh. I'm not that into sports, so uh, I never. So you haven't been in a while. <laughs> You're more of a lover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, yeah. The rumor has so, it. but it's worldwide. I guess yeah. this markup yeah. that we're talking International about. International racket. Yeah, you you got to make a beautiful. You got to make a beautiful dollar. Right. You do. And I don't know if you can get uh, like craft beer on the stadiums. I think oh, it's mostly. Uh, yeah. that, that's pretty new here, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's relative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then not yeah. every place can you get it. Actually, that's why I, I'm pretty excited that you can get brew cattle at the stadium yeah. now because well, that's, that, it's not the case well, everywhere. Well, one of the interesting things here in town, the, the Hopkins Airport, which you guys probably flew into, yeah, um, they have a new new process or a new um, uh, pricing program. It's called street pricing. So I, I we we looked at putting a pub into the airport. Okay, and I can't sell beer for any more in the airport than I can at my pub. Oh really? But, oh. However, at the stadium, they can get an eight hundred percent markup on it. So, <laughs> right. it's, it, I, I'm not really sure what goes on all the time and how the how the planning works. Um, yeah, they must be on an avenue. Chris, You're on a you and I will never be sure until <laughs> we're the politicians doing all this, will we? Fifteen years in this game, and I'll tell you, every day is a new adventure. Right. 
Okay, listen, before we run out of time, I'm sorry, I, w- I was just excited about how successful your brew on premise was, so I wanted to spend well, a little you. time. But I wanted to talk about your beers because you guys just did awesome at the, at the Cleveland International Beer Fest. We, we were shocked. <laughs> we, 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 I mean, we work really hard, and I have a great brewmaster working for me. I've kind of uh, stepped out of that role over the last six years. I probably haven't brewed a batch of beer in three years. Okay. Um, just because, uh, you know, we, we're up to nearly 80 employees in a 200-seat restaurant, and there's just not enough time for me to take that on. Although I did buy myself a still that we're working on getting permitted, and that'll be my new toy. That a boy. In fact, uh, did I see that still, uh, still sitting in the restaurant? Yeah, you probably did, in a little glass room. Yep, I saw uh, it. Yeah, little 30-gallon still, just... Just a hobby still, just so we can have some fun. Yeah, this is another one of the... By the way, it was a... Even though it's small, it was a beautiful still. This is one of those pieces of equipment that Chris likes to pick up, I think. That's that's from Vendome Copper and Brass in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, They've been making stills continuously since 1903. Wow which went right through a period of time where I don't think it was legal uh-huh. to do anything with the still. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, these guys got it going on. They, they're, the gentleman who designs their stills designed this one with himself in mind. We won't say that he has one at home, mm. uh, but he, uh, he, 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 he probably would like to have one just like this at home. So did you find a great deal on this uh, piece of no, equipment as well? No, you actually, had it custom. Actually, that was one of the first pieces of equipment I've ever bought brand new. Retail, like nice. A, it was like a, I turned 50 last year as my birthday present. Not a boy. I bought myself a still. Very cool. That's it's weird. beautiful. Bevo's carrying one of those, too. <laughs> still. Oh, oh, what? JP. Oh, wow. Oh, Over the man. line, JP. No, it's a beautiful still. Uh, just like I said, we just saw it through the window coming in, but it's all shiny and new and like nice. A piece of art. It, I think stills are like a. Well, I think the same about brewing equipment, too. Yeah, I think thing, they yeah. are a piece of art. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You also think your like forty-five year old Volkswagen is a piece of art? It is a piece <laughs> of art, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that it's thing's gorgeous. Are you kidding? All right. So. Now the beer I got to ask about because it's the beer that everyone's talking about, um, and and in fact even uh, you know Matt Cole was on just before you and he said you got to talk about this one. It's the White Raja. Uh, the, the White Raja. It's and that's your IPA that apparently um, would do just as well here on the West Coast among these West West Coast IPAs as it's doing there. I, I you know I I haven't been out there to taste all the West Coast beers in a long time. Um, I was in Seattle, I don't know, four or five years ago. Hasn't changed much, Midori. Um, the uh, uh, yeah, the the Citra hop that that gets uh, that is the out front flavor profile in that beer is just something special, and uh, it really works. Um, our, our Jack Keppard, our brewmaster, has got some amazing ways to develop hop profiles out of beers. And uh, he's really done a great job with that one, along with, you know, he's taken some of my beers that, you know, I think uh, out of the eight beers that took medals, um, four more old recipes of mine that taste a hell of a lot better today than they did when I brewed them, <laughs> just because, it, you know, we've got better equipment, he's sure. better technology, and, and he's just worked his way up through it. He, he almost won the... Uh, I think he came in second in that Ninkasi Award. Oh yeah, um, award, a yeah. few year a few years back. <laughs> um, so he's really 
uh, one of those skilled guys, one of the nutty guys that sends 40, 40 entries in, you know, and brews every weekend, drives his wife nuts. Right. Um, so he, he's uh, he's been a big asset to us. Well, sometimes all it takes uh, to a good recipe, hang on, my stupid microphone doesn't like me, uh, is just a little bit of tweaking. So I think that a lot of breweries start with these kind of base recipes, right? Something that the the owner started with, and then somebody gets in there and just makes tiny tweaks to it to make the great beer that starts winning medals. Yeah, you know, I, I think you're probably right. And they they really, you know, it was really kind of cool. We, I mean, we took nine medals on Saturday, and uh, four of them were my old recipes. Uh, three of them were. Jack's recipes, uh-huh. and one of them was our assistant brewer's recipe. Nice. So it, w- it was kind of an across-the-board thing. Uh, everybody team. got to run up on stage and grab a medal. Mm. Uh, it was uh, it was really cool. That is cool. And, and we, we won our first couple at the GABF this year, which was nice. Um, we've been uh, been very satisfied with where we're heading lately, and, and the industry just keeps growing. You know, thanks to guys like you, I mean, out there promoting it all the time, and you know, even I, I'm listening while I'm waiting on hold for and hearing uh, ads for Williams Brewing and people who I bought homebrew recipe or homebrew ingredients from back in the 80s when I was doing it in my kitchen. Oh, nice. I like that. That's good. Thanks for sharing that. Bringing it back around. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I, there's another thing I have to give you kudos for before we run out of time, and that is the name of another one of your medal winners. And I, I would give you an award just for the name, and that is Dark Helmet. <laughs> Dark Helmet. That one's, my, that one's mine. Yeah, that boy. That's such a fantastic yeah, name of a beer, man. There. Yeah, we, uh, we like that. The, the, the real, the, when that recipe was originally written, the, the only reason I did it was to uh, put it in a bourbon barrel. The beer was really designed for bourbon aging. but what, it turned What out kind of beer it, is it? Uh, it's a, uh, an Imperial Schwartz. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, we, 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 you know that you can find one of those on almost any corner. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. It it, uh, it it lends itself so well to the bourbon profile um, that I thought that's the way we'd only ever serve it. But it's it's great without it. Okay. So we uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a good one. It's a great big black lager. Imperial Schwartz called Dark Helmet. That's just fantastic, man. May the Schwartz be with you. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Chris, uh, you know we're going to have to get you guys back on the show too, you and your and your and your new brewer, so that we can talk about more of these beers because there's just not enough time. We got to do some other uh, interviews tonight too. I understand. Uh, but I'm going to have our producer uh, who contacted you for this one get back a hold of you because I'd really love to talk more about these beers and really get, you know, our, most of our listeners are home brewers, man, so they want to hear how you brew them. And okay. uh, if we can do this again, I'd love it. Yeah, yeah we'll, get, we'll get Jack on since he's the, uh, he's the techno guy now, and I'm just uh, writing checks and <laughs> trying to make it happen. And collecting equipment. I like it. Yes. <laughs> Chris, right. thank you for spending time with us tonight. Congratulations on all your success, man. Good job. Absolutely. Have a great night, guys. Thanks. Right. Keep it up. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Okay. Bye-bye. There you go. That's Chris McKim from the Brew Kettle, uh, also out there in Cleveland, Ohio, and doing a great job. Yeah, nice guys that? in Cleveland, huh? Definitely. Yep. Yeah. All these Very guys, cool. I want to keep them on the phone longer, man. As long as we're not long shot winners. I keep you on the phone longer. <laughs> I love you on the phone, BB baby. That's a good song. Yeah, they're they're indicative of the whole city, though. Everyone was uh, super gracious, and see why they're into their craft. Now. You know, it's good times.
Yeah, they were all cool. Well, while we're waiting for our next guest, we should listen to a song Let's from, you know, The Lonely Island has a new album out. Uh, Chad, I think you'll like this song. I was going to say, The Who? The Lonely Island, those that Saturday Night Live band, Sandberg, Andy Sandberg, Jizz in My Pants. Here you go. Check it out. You just got to sing. A girl let me do it. I like how you have to qualify that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. This is World of One Way. The new album from um, the Lonely. What are they called? Are those the Dick in the Box guys? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Here's another good one. That's it's actually it's pretty short, but uh, I think dudes like I think Tasty will like this one. Hey man. Hey. Dude, you're looking pretty swole. You've been working out? Uh, yeah. Why are you looking? Oh, no. Not like that, man. I mean, no homo. Oh, no homo. Cool, cool, cool. When you want a compliment to friend, no homo. But you don't want that friendship to end. No homo. To tell a dude just how you feel. No homo. <laughs> yeah. So when we get all, like, go- you know, giddy about your beer tasty, yeah. we got to add that. We go, like, hey, no, no homo. No homo. No homo. I'm just saying it's good, good beer. Good pale ale tasty. No homo. <laughs> That's like lefty. Is that I still left. around? Uh, I thought I, that shit was a long time ago. Wait, well, I never even heard they brought it. it. Really? No, I no. never heard Maybe it. they brought it's it back. It's staying a little it's, bit, too. It's super old, right? Yeah. I love it. It I is? Remember. My cousins yeah. say it all the time. No, no homo, homo, dude. I must have no never homo. known it because that doesn't ring a bell with me. Yeah, I don't know that one. Well, maybe everyone's trying to be homo with you. <laughs> Thomas, is no, is, is no homo a big uh, saying in Sweden? Yeah, sure Absolutely. it is. Absolutely. Oh, it is. You have to say it every yeah, every other word. Yeah. Every other word. Yeah. Hey, can I, can I please uh, have a ride on your bus? No homo. <laughs> no homo. I just no want. Homo. I just want ride. Right. It's not a love thing. Uh, Bebo, how we doing? We got our next uh, guest on the line. We're work. Oh, we're working on it. We're working on it. Cool. Bebo, we're, we're running a little late. So, you want more from the Lonely Island instead? I love the 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 Michael the number Bolton I had one. Was- Enterprise Red a car. But the video, it makes the, the song a lot funnier. Right. See, I won't play it on the radio because I've listened to it now, and I don't think it's going to be funny except because it needs the video. Apparently. It'll be funny, but you should watch the video while you play it because then I'll, you'll laugh. Right. Yeah. Then I will laugh. Then I'll do that. Well, uh, did you, uh, you should tell the listeners that we're looking to relocate the studio because of our uh, Kenteon uh, distributorship issue. Yeah, there's a rumor going around. Yeah, Colin started it. <laughs> I like how you're just going to say who did it, you started it, <laughs> Shit. It's your newsflash, buddy. It's you, nice for naming your Really? Source. You just want to throw that? You threw him under the bus, didn't you? said not to tell anybody. <laughs> so there's a rumor going around that uh, Cantillon <laughs> might be pulling their... Di- I'm not buying it. That might be pulling their distributorship from California, from Northern California. But we, we don't have any, by the way, right now. Trying to make us all That's true. Now. We don't have any right now. That but to me, like, means that they've already started. Yeah, but I thought even someone told us that that's just because um, they got backed up or something. Uh, Why would you pull a beer out of one of the most popular <laughs> markets? I mean, clearly, we buy more Cantillon than almost anybody. Maybe. And by we, I mean me. I'm pretty right. sure that I buy more sure. con- Cantillon than almost every region. Right. I think this is an opportunity for the BN, Justin. You could become the distributor for northern california not that you'd have to actually drive trucks around and deliver it but you could make everyone come here 
Well, that's a good like, point. We'll make Schumann's room like a warehouse. Yeah. Well, I will tell you this. I will not sit by idly while this goes down. Exactly. For yes. one, I will make a big goddamn stink about it. And two, if I'm not able to do anything about it, I will seriously consider moving. <laughs> because, You're out of here. <laughs> because, listen, I have a lot of allegiance to Pacheco. I love my Pacheco. Yeah. But I'll be goddamned if I'm not going to drink Cantillon in my Pacheco. Well, legally you can't move. But I think, well, you know, like I said, man, you know, I go down, I go down to Disneyland you know like parole? six yeah. times a year. I'll take orders and shit. I don't give a fuck. I'll take orders for you motherfuckers. Yeah? Yeah, I'll come. I'll get a trailer. I'll take BN1 right there. Meaning if we become the, the distributor for it. Is that what you're saying? No, I mean, go down and buy it in SoCal and oh, bring it up to your do. funky ass. This is oh, JP's entrepreneurial business. Oh, I see. You're going to do black yeah. market. Just let right. me dip my beak in a little bit. I want 10%. That's all. <laughs> That's all I want. I don't want a lot. Are we talking ten percent off the, uh, you know, on top of the wholesale price, or I got to pay retail off plus ten? No, yeah, retail plus, baby. Shit, That's we were already going. complaining about the price of it. Well, now it'll be fifty a bottle now at least. Right. Right? So yeah. now, now it'll be Man. worth it. So now I'm curious: is it the Shelton Brothers that are pulling this, yep. or is it That's the, the distributor? Importer. Yeah, the, or is it? Well, I don't know. It's all a oh, rumor. It's a rumor right, right now. Right now. So I think what's happened is they don't have enough beer to. to they can sell all the beer they want and, and get out of these states. I see. So it's just costing them more in transportation. There's but how does that... Oh, I see, because they're on the East Coast, yeah, and so they're just to, sending it farther to the West. They could sell it all elsewhere. They're just pissed they can't get Russian River, so they're like, well, you guys yeah. have Russian River, then we're well, going to take your can. You to move and really, back to Connecticut. The East Coast is, is so unsophisticated can, can, you know, compared to the West Coast. you got to have a reason for living there, because, um, you know, fucking... Uh, you there know, a reason. Yeah, super tan guidos and snow <laughs> are, are two very bad reasons for living in the East Coast, right? That was, I mean, that's maybe, true. Maybe the grinders might might bring it up a notch. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that's, that's about true. it, right? And then leaving the East Coast is a reason to live there. Uh, but now they need good beer. So isn't right. super tan Guido's sort They're of redundant? We're not. <laughs> well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. Listen, now all joking aside, what I'm kind of I would be I will be super goddamn pissed if I can't go to the store and buy Cantillon anymore. I agree. Well, let's do you somebody. know what I've done for that brand? <laughs> Exactly. Moscow, call somebody right now. Let's let's figure this. Just out. Maybe that's why out. Chad couldn't find any when we went to send him out before oh, the last show. That's true. We couldn't. I haven't been able you know, to find it for long ass time. If you're watching justin.tv slash brewing network right now, you could see the logo that I sport in our studio all the time. Yeah, for a brewery, they're Couple not paying me for that. That's no. just love. Let's take a shit on it right now in protest. <laughs> it's not their. <laughs> JP. I love how JP goes. JP goes from zero to sixty in about half a second. He's well, the Ferrari of assholes. Yeah, let's shit on it. That's why my blood takes, pressure is so. He goes right for the low road. Right yeah. to the low road. It's, it's the lowest it. common denominator. You got to know your audience. <laughs> That's true too. We got a lot well, of lowbrows. I was going to say, well, we know a guy can't. Huh? Maybe we can get something done here. You know what I'm saying? Well, look, I can probably arrange <laughs> private shipments of the Cantillon, if that's what you mean. But that doesn't help our people here in the greater no, Pacheco no, no. area. That's, that works. that's the crime. That's the crime. Yeah, God, God knows how hard it is to get good beer in Northern California. Besides, I don't need every asshole who listens to the BN knocking at my door because I got a stash of Cantillon in the, in the Boy, spare bedroom. I know you got it in there. I need a bottle of rose right now! <laughs> yeah. Hey! And by Hello? every asshole, I mean Tasty and JP. Hey, I don't need that. Chad and I will kick your ass, bro. Oh, <laughs> All right. Uh, have we got our guest on the phone? Yep. 
All right. We've got uh, Brandon Overstreet, who's now with the Rock Bottom Brewery and uh, former home brewer. He's still a home brewer. Yeah, we're doing a uh, little Army Gone Pro, as you mentioned at the top of the show. Yeah, it? we're going to talk Army Gone Pro. we got Thomas in the studio uh, to talk about that Hello. happening in Sweden, and then also uh, Brandon on the line. Brandon, you with us? Yeah, man. How's hey. it going? It's what up, dog? Well, you know, I was doing well until I found out I was excommunicated earlier. I, I didn't realize <laughs> Dishonorably discharged? No, no, no. You can be both. That was a mistake. Somebody, uh, somebody, I don't know. suggested that? It might have been a Freudian slip, but I kind of feel like, uh, you know, uh, once you go pro, you're a traitor now. You You found success and you're a traitor. You you fall on your sword. You You fall on your sword. Five generation. (laughs) You dishonor. (laughs) Once you go pro, ain't no homo. We're just jealous because you're having fun and we're not, really. Well, we're jealous that you're getting paid and we're not. They don't, there's no money in, in beer. No. Come on, JP. You're probably making more than me. Really. <laughs> well, so help me wrap my head around it, and then I'll decide if you're excommunicated. You, how long you been, had you been homebrewing? Uh, well, just about a year, I think, before you started uh, broadcasting. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know, about uh, six years, six, six, seven years now. That's seven. Oh wow! So you listened to us right in the beginning. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, it was a little bit. You know, I found, like, Beer Pal was posting on Pro Brewer. <laughs> Fuck that was, guy. I right. was um, scanning We, we apologize for him. I was doing work, but instead I was dicking around online. Okay. Beer stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, so, no. uh, sorry about that whole first year of shows thing. <laughs> and then, so you listened to us for a while, and uh, how long afterward did you end up going pro? Uh, well, so, um... Let's see, it was probably my freshman year of college. My wife bought me a homebrew kit, the whole cliche story. Um, And then um, uh, right after that, you know, it's just like I I dropped everything except for engineering school, which I basically dropped as well. And uh, I just started brewing every every second I could think of, you know, any chance I could get. Uh, Yeah. It, it kind of sucked for a little while, you know? That's all I could think about. <laughs> we, we know lots of people like you. Believe me. So let me get this straight. You started listening to the Brewing Network and then dropped out of school and practically dropped out of your life, your job, and yeah. and did nothing but uh, internet listening and home brewing. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Good job, buddy. Yeah. That That's the kind of stuff that we promote around here. You turned that into your career too. We're going to pay for it, right? I think we're going to. I was seriously. I, I moved. I moved to Colorado, and that and that's what I was doing. I was going to school. You know, I was going to be an engineer, and, and everything was going to be wonderful. I was going to have a ton of cash, and uh, I got the homebrew kit, and and you know, it was just enough science and uh, um, you know, uh, art and stuff with it that you know, it just it just fell right into place, and. Uh, I was at work. I was a draftsman. I don't know if anybody's ever done that behind a computer, but it's probably the most mind-numbing thing that anyone could ever think of. It's code for farting, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude. And so Man. I had, and so I had uh, you assholes stuck in my ears, just listening to it the whole time. And I think it was a there was a uh, there was a lunch meet episode actually. I mean yeah. uh, that other show, right? Where uh, Sully was talking about whenever he and and uh, Nico got together and. You know, it's just it. You know, I just thought, well, you know, shit, I can, I can do this. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> if so, this and dick then, can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> well, they yeah. didn't have that much money themselves. They, yeah, they did it. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, and then, and then your story alone, Justin. I mean, you, you pretty much pissed it all away to do something you, you loved and wanted to do. Not, but, I mean, but Justin like, was never really like that home. good at anything to begin with. That's the difference. You had engineering. <laughs> he makes a good point. Well, yeah. I was never very good at that either. So I think. <laughs> 
Yeah, you had some skills. Also, I think that uh, it sounds like Brandon went the route I did too because his, if I had to guess, his old lady kind of backed him up and paid the bills for a little while while he made this this transition, which uh, you know uh, probably happened to me too between a credit card and and uh, you know a little bit of back pay. Oh man, yeah, a hundred percent. There's there's no way I could have done that without uh, without Tanya there behind me, my wife. Yeah. She uh, got to have a little support. Yeah, you know, and, and she's a little crazy. I can't imagine she would be hanging out with me otherwise. She's a female, that's why, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're all crazy. She has a vagina. Yeah. Ah. She has a foo-foo. That's how you get crazy. <laughs> well, she, she did buy you that homebrew kit, so that's her fault, all, the whole thing. It's all her fault. Yeah. Hey, I always bring that back up to her as well. Yeah. Well, it's her fault. <laughs> she right. thought it was like a potpourri holder or some shit. <laughs> So how do you end up getting the gig at Rock Bottom? So you get heavily into home brewing, and um, you're deciding, you're like, I don't really like the, the job I'm, I'm doing so much. Do you just go apply with your homebrew resume, or, or what? Well, no, I mean, there was, a, there was a roundabout way to get into Rock Bottom. I mean, I, this location's a little, uh, uh, it's a little different than most other Rock Bottoms. It, there's a high volume of distribution here, and, and it at the time, I didn't realize this, but it was actually the training facility for head brewers. Hmm. So when Rock Bottom would open up a new shop somewhere, they would take the senior assistant here, and that would be his or her brewery. You know, hmm. um, And then Portland was also another one with Van Havoc there. But Scott O'Hearn, the, the actual brewmaster here, he um, is the brewery trainer for the entire company. And so you had to run through this shop, get trained, uh, and then you moved on. So at, at that time, I was I was at Twisted Pine, and um, I had been there for a few months. And Twisted Pine's production brewery, um, they make some great beers. Um, they're winning awards left and right nowadays, which is awesome. And um, I, I had been there for a little while and, and shortly realized that a production schedule was really not my not where I needed to be. You know, it's just really high pace. You don't get a lot of face time with folks. We had a small tasting room there, which was nice. You got to visit with people. But, you know, everybody likes to smell their own brand, you know. So everybody's in there really excited, and it's just a small group of people. And, and I just I really wanted to be more involved with recipe development. Yeah, not just a wort baker. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. It, and it really was a production, um, mm-hmm. you know, scenario. That that's was, what it's like. We were pumping out these beers, and, mm-hmm. and that's what we needed to do. And um, we got to play around a little bit, but it, you know, it wasn't anything extremely exciting. And Which, plus, I mean, that was my first gig, and, and what had happened actually is I was I was at the engineering firm that I hired on with toward the end of school, and um, it just got so terrible. I mean, it was all I could think about was making beer, <laughs> making beer, making beer, and so I started working ten hour days so I could take Fridays off. Um, and um, I was in Lakewood at the time here in Colorado, and right down the road is Golden. And it just so happens Jeff Griffith was a member of my homebrew club. Um, and so, you know, Golden City was right down the road, and so I started hanging out there on Fridays, and, and I talked to Jeff, and uh, Jeff told me that uh, his assistant at the time, Ted Palmer, who's basically doing the night shift, um, you know, he loves to have homebrewers in and do it. Um, and, and mainly because uh, I know, I don't know if you've actually been to Golden City, but it's an yeah. extremely labor-intensive brewery very much so and a you great know, brewery too oh it's awesome they i it blows me away the the greatness of the beers that come out of that brew house yeah. it's just such a uh, 
uh, it's just such a hard place to work. And so if there was anywhere, and, you know, we've had folks on, you know, you've had folks on the show that always talk about, you know, you want to get into this business, you have to realize how hard a work it really is. Right. No better place to go to work mm-hmm. than frickin' Golden City Brewery. I mean, they, it's a huge mash tun. They don't even have a manway on it. You have to get up, crawl up this ladder or these steps and scoop it out of the top mm-hmm. into these trash cans. And, and we're talking about, you know, seven to 800 pounds of grain. I did that. That fucker made me do that when I went to visit the brewery. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were shooting some video and stuff, and he he's like, "Yeah, he why don't you why don't you try scooping some grain out?" He knew what he was doing, but did, no, off the top, no man way. Listen to that. It's you get in there with a shovel, you jump inside, and you shovel that shit out. That's how you do it. It's a very manual brewery. Not get in there with a blowtorch. <laughs> it's not, yeah, that's how you fix that. No, because everything is surrounded by brick. Oh, uh, well, it, that's what? it's old that school. <laughs> it's, it, well, it was back in the day when you uh, needed to insulate things to keep temperature. Uh, you would insulate your kettle and your mash tun, oh, which was which was either copper or or steel. But you would insulate it in brick because uh, if it's it not, old. it was bottom fired. And now I don't know the ex- I don't remember the exact specifics of this brewery, but when you had a bottom fired, you know, oh, gas dr- dr- kettle, <laughs> but you you need to keep things insulated as good as you could. You you just you put them in, you surrounded it with brick, so they never left the brewery again. Like that was that. <laughs> you ne- that vessel doesn't get bought by another brewery. It's over. Right. Uh, and anyhow, uh, if I remember right, that's how Golden City is, right? Yeah. The, the well, the kettle's like that. The mash the kettle okay. is, is next to it, but I but. Yeah, I mean it's it's an old piece of uh, dairy equipment. You know, it's got legs on it. It's about you know like three foot. The bottom's like three foot off off the ground. And you got a four foot high kind of insulated wall, and and they've got this step stool that you you move up next to it. And you got to step up the steps and scoop it out, and right? Shovel by shovel. Wow. And no. uh, you know Ted Palmer and and oh and another beautiful thing about the breweries they don't have hot water. Any any hot water oh. that brew house they have to heat up in the kettle. It has to go through the kettle. Oh, so your barge water you do oh, ahead of time. Man, oh, man. that's like it a goes into a fermenter or something. Well, it, you need yeah. It for well, they, they you heat it up in the kettle and then you you they pump it up to this little mezzanine they have where they hold. Um, you know, it's a hot liquor back. It's just an, it's another insulated tank. Right. I mean, very similar to anything we have at home. You know. Right. Um, no, and then that's how they sparge in. But what that amounts to is a double brew day, where you know at a, a you know modern brewery like here is a, a nine hour day it turns into a thirteen fourteen hour day because right. you got to wait on that. Got to wait for those uh, fluids to come up to temperature. Now, were you collecting like the the heat exchange water? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. That gets pumped right back up into that same same liquor back, and then at the end of that, that gets pumped back into the kettle to finish it, the heating up for gotcha. the next right. the next batch. By the way, I think uh, no manway should be our no homo. <laughs> no, no man, man way, way, dude. Listen, no, no man, man, way. No man way. Now, the other thing I want to back up to, uh, speaking of no man way. Uh, I want, speaking of working hard, I want to point out here, and this kind of goes back to what I said in the beginning of the show where I was telling Bevo I was real proud of her for getting out there like a human being and, and just working and doing a job. Uh, so I don't know if you, if you caught what Brandon said, but he decided he wanted to be a brewer. But he couldn't really quit his job. So what he did was he started working four 10-hour days mm-hmm. and getting the Friday off. And then he'd go Friday and he'd work more as a brewer. Yep. So if you want to do what you love to do, 
You got to work for it. You can't just sit around waiting for someone to hand it to you. That's right. Pursue it in your off time. And yep. the, the guy's busting his ass over there. Yeah. And well, so you know, I like that. I'm just telling you, Brandon, that I like the initiative, and I feel like almost everybody I've spoken to who ends up doing what they love has a story like that. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, and I was getting a growler. I mean, Palmer sent me home with a growler every night. Oh, well, that's fair. <laughs> well, you should get a 1099 yeah. for that. Yeah. Well, then quit your bitching. It was fine. Hey, well, God. no, I, you know, I think that really that really does go to say about it. I mean, we talk about what does it take, what do you need to do, and you can go to school and you can do that. Yeah. But you, you really just need to decide that that's what you're going to do and put yourself in that position. Now, it may be an incredibly retarded decision. <laughs> sure. Most of them are. But There's no money in beer. This uh, it, it, start it puts growing you in weed. a position where you're willing to do that, you know. And I, and I have people that ask me, "Well, are you guys hiring?" And, and I've I've come up, you know, when we've had opportunities in the company, I've talked to people, and the, and it, what it comes down to is, oh, well, I'm just not willing to. I'm just not willing to take that cut. And, it, and it's not that the person isn't really into it; it doesn't really want to do it. But you know, maybe you're in a situation where you can't. You know? Well, that's true, but but it sounds to me now. Put your. Uh, I think the uh, great advice that we should take, and this is why I wanted to take on this topic, is to to give some of this good advice about how to do it. One of the things you said was to once you figure out what you want, you have to put yourself into your into the position to get it. So, right, maybe you 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 can't quit your job. You have a family. Maybe it's a little bit later in life. Whatever's happening, but it sounds to me like maybe you were in that position. So you didn't quit your job. You adjusted your hours accordingly. Um, you did what you had to do. I know that there are cases where it doesn't work out, but the bottom line is um, you got to make it happen. you got to put yourself in the position to do it. And just because it's not a prudent decision necessarily at the time where people are giving you crap, just an extreme example, I'm sure people were giving Bill Gates crap in 1977 when he was busting his ass for free writing code. In his garage. In his garage, exactly. Like every successful person, has, like you said, Jay, has that story. Apparently stole, Moscow he, and I had the same kind of father. <laughs> <laughs> but now, JP, here's yeah. another example of this yes, is one of our first uh, lunch meet shows, Morgan, uh, now of Ale Industries, came yep. on the show and was right. telling us about how he got the EJ Fair gig back then. Yeah. And how he got that gig was that he had a day job and he showed up about every other day at JJ's place with a six pack of beer and said, try this, try this, yep. try this. And he put himself in the position to become the brewer when JJ finally needed a brewer. Yep. So you got to put yourself in the position. And then out of that came uh, him buying the brewery, and now he's opened Ale Industries in the same spot. It's his own gig. So he was a layup. So uh, I just ruined your story. I slowed it down. No, no, that's you're good. Well, no, and, uh, let's talk I about this. I was going to bring up Peter from Alesmith. He did the same. Well, don't. Yeah, yeah. And and so here's the other thing too uh, that I think Brandon. It sounds like you've been better at, and Morgan was a little better at it, and I'm not so good at it. After you, you, you also have to be patient. Yes, I think. yes. I think you have to put yourself into the position, and then you have to not be discouraged by what happens and, and by it going too slow and, and whatever hiring or not hiring might happen. You kind of got to be patient. You got you to gotta deal with it. You know? It sounds to me, uh, Brandon, like you went and kind of worked your ass off for a growler for a little while before you got a real opportunity. Well, I did, and then... There weren't there weren't always brews there, but I was also at Twisted Pine and Boulder doing the same thing, and, and basically just hanging out drinking. And, and they were very homebrew friendly, you know, uh, uh, place to be. And, and you could go back and talk to the brewers and and hang out. Uh, and it 
it happened, I don't know, it wasn't so much waiting as it was just right timing. I mean, I was in between semesters at that time, so I'm going into the last semester of my school. And um, basically just during this time, I had a break, and I decided to mm. just start pursuing this a little more. And, and I was splitting between Twisted Pine and Golden City. Um, and then, you know, there became a position open at Twisted Pine. And so the, the problem was now, and, and we get back to putting yourself in that position and be willing to do what it takes to make it happen, is now we're close to the beginning of the semester, but I just get offered this job for crappy pay <laughs> at Twisted Pine. But I was also going to have to cut back on my hours at the engineering firm. So, you know, I just decided to put, um, you know, school off to, to quote-unquote take a break. Uh, from college. right, and uh, Chad and, took that break too. By the way, <laughs> yeah. Any, anytime you Absolutely. announce you're going to take a break from something, it's like, done. Oh, this relation. Yeah, we're going to take a break, but we'll be right back up in a couple months. Yeah, right. Yeah. I just need some time to think about it. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> when was the la- hey Brandon? Yeah. When was the last time you got blown this hard? Oh, geez, I can't. I don't. I can't even. No, uh, and I don't know. Oh, no, enjoy just it. Just checking. Enjoy it while it's here. <laughs> so, uh, so speaking of which, it sounds like you're about you're about to uh, embark on this mission of opening your own place or or considering that idea. Tell us a little bit about that one. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, so um, I, I what we're doing now uh, is uh, Heritage uh, Heritage Brewing Wood Fired Dough is uh, my kind of dream that I want to do. And I mean, shortly after I made the first. You know, a few batches of crappy homebrew that were my first batches that I love and think were the best in the whole world. But now look back and go, oh, oh yeah, that wasn't so good. Um, but that was the goal, as many homebrewers are, is I want to open up my own place. So the whole thing was just kind of spearheaded by that. Like, I want to get in the industry. I, I want to be a part of everything. I want to know what's going on so I can figure out how to do this for myself. And I want to do it right, you know. And then luckily, you know, Honestly, not to, uh, uh, you know, give back the blow or anything, but the, huh. the Brewing Network and, and the folks that you had on here at the beginning who had opened up their breweries and talked about all the pro brewers just, you know, made it that much more real and, and made me realize that it wasn't just some silly fantasy thing that I could do, but something that I really had to dedicate and really had to think about and really had to, to plan out and do it. And so... That's always been in the back of the mind was to go do that. So you, yeah, and, yay yeah. for us, huh? Have a little bit of yay he's for gonna us. Throw, right. He's going to throw his life away. It's your fault, Justin. <laughs> yeah. It's all your fault, and so that 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 will be on the eulogy. Right. I pine my my cardboard box that goes into the dirt. <laughs> I'll it come helps. give your eulogy. I'll be like, look, man, did I fuck this guy over? <laughs> I'll come do that. That's fine. Uh, hey, Brandon, I got to take a quick break. Can you hang out? Yeah, you bet, man. All right. Here, myself. Okay, good. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little more to Brandon. And uh, we're also going to uh, speak with our in-studio guest, Thomas, because he's done a little of the same thing. He's kind of making the transition right now from home brewer to pro brewer. And it'll be good to talk to both of them. So hang in there. It's the session. We're talking about BNers going pro. And it's fun to hear. Pay attention because, uh, you know, there's no real formula for it, but you're going to get a lot of good insight. So listen to these guys. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. 
Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Uh, White Labs. It's all in the vial. Since 1921, Munton's has been a provider of quality malted grain and extract. What did he just say? What did he say? That's 90 years of locally sourced grain for home brewers and professional brewers alike. All farm within 50 miles of our malt houses. What? I can't understand what this guy said. the last part. Whole and crushed malts, including wheat and peated malt, liquid extract, hopped and unhopped, as well as dried malt extract. Everything from beginner home brewer kits to all the ingredients and advanced home brewer needs. Something about trains? What? Language is this guy speaking? He's from Austria. Mundens <laughs> is proudly serving brewers in 54 countries and honored to be a leader in mowing. Can you understand this guy? No. <laughs> That's a really free language. Ah! Ask for Muntons Malt and Malt Extract at your local home brew shop. Muntons. For brewing, distilling, and baking. Quality malted grain and extract for 90 years. Make your malt Muntons. Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life all at beercandy.com hop drops and beer caramels satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy visit beercandy.com today What's funny is Bruce would say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German pilster, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. beer, (laughs) The The home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer... Smells like goldfish. (laughs) I went fishing. Now it must really smell like goldfish. Goldfish. Crackers. Is that a Jew joke? Crackers. No, it was just a goldfish joke. No, I didn't say gefilte fish. I said goldfish. All right, welcome back to the program. And uh, we got Brandon Overstreet on the line. He's with Rock Bottom Brewery, uh, BN listener, who's uh, 
you know, stepped over to the pro side. And also in the studio with us, we have uh, Thomas, Thomas Franson, right? Is that the yep, last name? That's right. And Thomas Franson, what city are you in in Sweden? I'm from uh, Malmö. It's, uh, uh, it's in the south, uh, really close to Copenhagen. Oh, yeah, I love that place. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you are close to Copenhagen. Yeah, yeah, Copenhagen has a nice beer scene too, I hear. Yeah, they, uh, they have uh, been uh, doing microbrewed beer uh, a bit longer than... And we have, but uh, so it's good to have uh, some some competition, yeah, and, uh, some uh, inspiration. Good. And they have a they got a big beer conference they do there in Copenhagen every yeah. year. I think that yeah. Whitey goes to. Yeah, and uh, pretty big one in uh, in Stockholm, uh, the capital of okay. Sweden as well. Okay. So, so I just wanted to point out first of all that you've been pouring us some uh, beer tonight, and yep. uh, it's some of it's been pretty goddamn good. Particularly this imperial stout that you poured us from. How do you say? It? Is it Dugas? Yeah, Dugas. Dugas. It's uh, yeah. Uh, the label is hideous, but uh, the uh, <laughs> the label yeah, I'll give you a seizure. It's like crazy <laughs> colors. Yeah. But the imperial stout is is goddamn fantastic. Thanks. That, that was a really good. I beer. made it. it nah, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could have had us. You, you <laughs> would have been like, like, all right, okay. good job. Yeah. yeah. So, is this a, a, a local brewery to you, or? Uh, no, actually, well, every uh, micro in Sweden is pretty local. <laughs> I see. Yeah. So there's only five. But, uh, <laughs> we have no trucks. That's <laughs> all right there. If you can't drink it here. You're not going to get it. <laughs> all right. So it's everything's much, local. Yeah. Okay. And. Uh, this one's from uh, Gothenburg. It's the second biggest city in uh, in uh, Sweden. And this is in one of those little, uh, uh, you know, it's like a ten ounce bottle, twenty five. Like uh, what is it? Centiliters? Is that yeah. what you call it? Yeah, centiliters. Is that right? <laughs> and uh, how much is it, how many euros is this bottle right here? Because I hear that beer is real expensive in Sweden. It is. I mean, you um, kind of mentioned earlier, but I've heard it before. How much is this little bottle of Dugas? Oh, you can't buy that. Uh, in uh, the Systembolaget, I think. Uh, but uh, in a bar, maybe, yeah, 30, 35 euros. Maybe. What? Whoa! <laughs> really? Yeah. What's the deal with that? 35 euros? Taxes, I think. Yeah, how much yeah. Fuck yeah. Is wrong with you? you? So yeah. I was told, here's what <laughs> I, here's what so I was squeeze told. the bottle. It's like 80 <laughs> bucks. Let me uh, tell me if this rumor is true. Here's what I was told: mm-hmm. that in play, there's a couple countries, and, and one of them is Sweden. They like to consider themselves a country of not. They don't really drink. They don't really go too crazy with the alcohol. They're very reserved, and we, we don't go too crazy with the alcohol. So, in order to prove that, they put really high taxes on on alcohol and beer and things like that. So you end up paying a shitload of money, even though it turns out. They drink quite a bit, whether there's taxes or not. Now, is this rumor true? Why is the beer so expensive? Um, well, uh, taxes, 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 and taxes on taxes. And is it uh, because of this kind of we're pretending that we don't really need or like alcohol very much, so we're going to tax the hell out of it? Or is it more like a health concern? It's a, a little bit of both, I think. But uh, we still have a, a pretty good um, – it's pretty cheap if you go to hospital. You don't have to pay a shitload of money, so uh, at least the tax goes to something – I Good, see. I guess. But mm-hmm. so you're paying in advance. Every time, <laughs> yeah, now, I'm paying in advance <laughs> for that bottle over the noggin. <laughs> yeah. Now so. let me tell you this: it's not, a, kind not of, necessarily a bad thing. Well, look at <laughs> my three hundred something dollar premium for for health insurance. I'd rather 
I'd rather it be tacked onto a bottle of beer, I think. I'm paying it anyway, right? I think I'd rather them just add it onto my beer and give me free health care. Right? Like, At least then I feel like, look, every time I can choose how much I want to spend on my health care <laughs> by how much beer I want to buy. Yeah. So you have free health care, Tom? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, like having a baby in Sweden, it's like uh, 150 crowns, so around, somewhere around uh, 10 bucks. to have a baby, Bevo. Move to Sweden. You want to go home with Thomas instead of staying with that douche Sam? I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) That's a yes. That's a yes. Drink a lot of beer. I'm telling you, that's the way to charge for health care. Yeah, and at 10 bucks is just for condoms, so you don't do it again. <laughs> that's right. Well, because what I'm no, saying no, no, no. is, you're going to pay it anyway, right? We're paying it anyway. Yeah, we, yeah. Why not just tack it on a beer? Well, yeah, we'll drink it. We'll get that's a drink while we're getting fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It makes it easier, It'll doesn't bleed it? bleed it out of you little by little. I'd rather, I'd, rather pay, I'd rather pay at the pump, so to speak. I, would, I'd, I wouldn't want to tack on my beer, because how often do we go to the hospital? Very rarely. Wow. I'd rather, Don't jinx yourself. Dude, I just got rejected. Um, <laughs> I would rather, yeah. I would rather uh, I would rather you know suffer and drink a lot of cheap beer than than, <laughs> than spend pay. fifty bucks US forty nine sixty six. Someone figured out in the chat that that little piece of shit. Uh, it's great beer, right? But that little tiny bottle, wow. fifty bucks. No, thank you. Well, no, a, thank you. A lot for thank you, Thomas. That's really good. That's there. my new voice. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Thomas. But no, thank you. All right, oh. you could have five kids for I, the price of that beer. I couldn't do it. <laughs> That's yeah, that's five. It's pretty north. clear what behavior they're encouraging here. Right. Sweden, I think they want you to have children and not drink. Fucking's yeah. okay. Drinking is not. Yeah, we're like uh, nine million, so uh, we can use a couple more children. A couple more. Well, how, how do they think one's going to happen without the other? Right. Word. In Sweden, people love each See, other. Yeah, just ask Bevo about that. <laughs> Go on vacation. But the mixed drinks are like four cents over there. It's weird. Brandon, you get health care uh, in your brewery job. I, I do now. Oh, uh, nice work. Oh, good for you. Next week, I'm done, though. I'm done with that nonsense. I'm going to mm. go before again. Yo, you are? Meaning you're leaving rock bottom next week? Yeah, this is my last week. Okay. Hey, and which oh, location were you at? I think the feeding thing, though, man, that's that's all tax dollar. You keep health, healthy people. They're going to drink and spend more money on beer right. get more tax revenue. You see how that works? It's a self- it's well, and it's, it's it doesn't all go to health care. Let's, let's be honest, Clint. No. Enough of it does that that they pay ten dollars for babies. That's all I care come about. Come from somewhere. Goes to those little <laughs> and I'm going to pay several hundred. Right, several hundred. I thought it was like six grand. No, well, I um, have insurance. Too deductible. Oh, I'll never find out. Also, it's let's face it. It's supposed to be like the best looking country on the planet too. I mean, they're putting out some of those good looking Nordic. It's where the bikini team comes from, right? I don't know, man. Uganda team? has some fucking winners. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> He's proud. Yeah, just look at Thomas. <laughs> He looks like All a porn star. Sorry, let you? me put the camera back on Thomas. I was showing off beer, but uh, there you go. Thomas. Look at this guy. Thomas, well, how come you didn't bring your girlfriend to the show? I know she's in the country. Yeah, she's uh, back at the apartment with uh, our son. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, now, is that because of the son or because you were worried that we would be offensive? And of course you knew. Let me see your meatballs, baby. Woo! Yeah! Woo! <laughs> he's taking the number two. Yeah, we'd be offended. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, he didn't want to say it, but probably it's smart. Yeah, he's taking it. So, what's your deal, Tom? How long have you been homebrewing? I've been homebrewing for uh, somewhere around uh, five years. Okay, and uh, found, uh, yeah, I, I made two uh, two kid and kilo batches. Is that what? Oh. 
Yeah, that's what we called. understand yeah. it from our Australian listeners. Yeah. But yeah. it basically it's all pre-made, right? right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you just add water and uh, and sprinkle some okay. some dry yeast. And uh, then I um, came in contact with this uh, guy who made uh, all grain batches and uh, went over to his place during a, a brew night uh, and uh, brought along his uh, mash tun uh, basically and uh, ordered some some grain and uh, so. Uh, started w- off with uh, old grain brewing uh, from okay. that. So. And then recently you've moved into pro brewing. Yeah. How does that happen? Um, well, uh, I was working as a chef and uh, in Copenhagen, and uh, I had like a three, four hour commute. So I was uh, listening to uh, the brewing network uh, on my day to day commute. And, nice. And uh, I think at some point my brain just you know got overheated with all the beer information. <laughs> and, uh, information alert, Mister. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, and then uh, the the company owners uh, at the place where I worked, they um, got in some kind of fight about money, I guess, and uh, the company was uh, bankrupt, and uh, all of the employees was uh, sent off with. Uh, what do you call this? Uh, you get mon- oh, severance. Severance. Yeah, severance. yeah. So, uh, but we had to to like fight for that, and went up to to court and uh, to get our money. So, oh. I was living uh, off my my girlfriend, and uh, yeah. <laughs> you're a real man. There's a common theme here. If you yeah, know. I'm telling you, Everybody's you c- become a brewer, you got to live off the old lady. You got to yeah. have a good old lady, that's for sure. Yeah, find a sucker. <laughs> All so, right. so I was doing that for. Uh, Six months and uh, fighting with the authorities to get my money, mm. and uh, finally, yeah, brewed a lot of beer during that time, and uh, finally got the money. And uh, about that time, a brewery was opening up uh, just across the street from uh, my apartment. So, oh, nice. Hmm. So I started uh, antagonizing those people and uh, told them, "Well, I'm a home brewer and uh, I don't have a work, and uh, you're opening." <laughs> And, and here you are, yeah, and here yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> right across together. the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, and did they did they accept you right away, or did you have to convince them? You know, by bringing them your homebrew, or what did you have to do? Um, gunpoint. Basically, <laughs> it was easy. Yeah. <laughs> I know where you live. <laughs> yeah, but no, I I I helped with uh, bottling the. We did bottle some uh, the, the first batches. They made uh, we we bottled and uh, sold in the like uh, the governmental sustainable market, uh, just uh, like marketing. Ah. And I was helping out with that. And uh, then I got uh, this uh, kind of trainee program, uh, which uh, the the government funds. So they didn't have to pay for uh, oh great uh, for my salary the first uh, three months. Okay. Then uh, then it was like. Uh, well, if we like you and if you do a good work, then uh, you get hired, basically. So I see. And yeah. you apparently did good work, or are you still in the three months? No, no, I, I've been working there. I've been hired since uh, 1st of January. And you're full-time there now? Yeah. Good job, much. man. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks to my uh, girlfriend. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No doubt about that. <laughs> Fantastic. No. Well, so you went from a, a, a two-hour commute where you had to listen to us assholes to now you just walk across the street and go yeah. brew beer? Yeah. Good for you. Sad yeah. about the uh, commuting time and uh, listening to, to BM. <laughs> right, yeah. So now now you get to hear us babble on for about two minutes in the beginning. Yeah. 
by us, I mean me, and yes. then you go to work. Pretty much, but uh, <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of time to kill uh, transfers and uh, mm. yeah, shoveling spent grain and those. Now, let me ask you this, chores. just so our listeners can get some some take home information. And Brandon, I you know if you if you don't mind, I kind of want you to answer it too. You both had other jobs that that were you know quote unquote real jobs uh, before. Um, what kind of what kind of how, how does the pay compare? You, you've you've both Brandon, you've been doing it a little bit longer, um, but Thomas, you're just starting. Yeah, uh, is this a significant pay cut for you? About one third. It's one third of it. Yeah. Or you took a one third pay cut. Uh, I one third pay cut. Pay cut. Okay. So uh, that's better than one third of your original pay. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's what I meant. Oh, I meant, you're getting uh, now I one was, third of your yeah, uh, previous good. pay. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. That's a big cut. Yeah. But you're a happier man. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even. except on payday. Honest answer. Honest yeah, answer. except on payday. Yeah. But it's, I mean, uh, being a chef as I was before—that's that's a pretty good and creative job as well. But uh, I mean, when someone asks you, "What do you do for a living?" and I say, "Well, make beer," that's yeah. I guess that's that's where the real uh, value comes. That's from. where the that's, <laughs> some, that's <laughs> some payoff. That is payday. Okay, good. that's yeah. a lot more fun. It, well, we can relate to that. We, you know, back when I was a waiter, we called that a verbal tip, <laughs> and uh, that's when the you know the table is so satisfied with your service that they keep telling you how great you are, mm. and then they leave you a dollar. You know, <laughs> so you're not you, supposed to do that. The industry really is. I think it's a verbal tip. That's what you're. That's half your pay, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, how about you, uh, Brandon? You know, uh, you had to take a. It sound, you had an engineering job, so you probably had to take a nice pay cut too. Uh, I, you know, it, it was a very significant pay cut. But I mean, I was still I was still an intern wage with the engineering job. But it, but Loser. and then it's still just a little bit, you know, a little bit more than or a little bit less than half pay cut. Okay. But, you know, listen, I was a miserable bastard. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no way that I think I could have got my wife on train with this whole thing if I just wasn't making her my my family's life just hell because I was such an asshole all the time. Gotcha, yeah. And now I smile a lot more, but, I, you know, I'm still an <laughs> asshole, but I smile a lot more. All right. She's like, sure, yeah, you can quit if you start not being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. no can do. Well, <laughs> screw her. Look how it turned out for her. <laughs> Sucker. Well, and, you know, we talk about that a lot. If, if you go get it, brewers who come in here talk about that a lot. You know, there's not a, a whole bunch of money to be made, you know, as as a brewer. But I, I think as Brandon is learning, uh, there there are exceptions to the rule. And, and one of them is becoming an owner of a successful brewery. But I also have met brewers at very successful breweries, who have made themselves so invaluable to the brewery, so indispensable, that they also make a good living, too. So I know we spend a good amount of time talking about how you have to give up a lot and, and, and there's not a lot of money to, to be made, but I think like in any other industry, you got to make yourself the most important person to the company. I mean, you got to get out there and show how important you are, and I think that that stuff starts to change. Why did you look at me when you said that? <laughs> uh, I'm looking at all of you, oh, fuckers. Okay. No, no, I, I, I just mean me? that, I just mean we don't really talk about this very often. About we, we kind of I don't want to baby people and say, yeah, you're never going to make any money. I think that's kind of bullshit. Get out there and make yourself the most important brewer in the world. Yep. Lynchpin is the new term now. 
it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. You know, if you, you if you want to put yourself in that position, you have to be willing to do the things you know that it's going to take to get there. And and those jobs are available. I mean, we what? I mean, you were at the CBC. I, I missed that. But I mean, how many breweries are reopening up this year? I mean, there are six hundred fifty breweries who are willing for yeah. brewers who are willing to go out there and get on the heels of a startup, you know, and, and be that brewer and put yourself in that position. And it's out there. You can do it, you yeah, know. Yeah. It's just a matter of if you're in a position willing to do it. You know, time and a place, I think, is the the big thing. Just sure. right time, right place. And the good news is, like you're saying, with so many new breweries opening up, with the, with the beer industry just growing all the time, um, there's going to be jobs available. You can get a job in the brewing industry if you want it. you got to go out and get it. Not everybody's cut out to be an entrepreneur and to own a brewery and to go that extra mile, and, and I think that's fine. Uh, you could still have kind of a regular job as a brewer and be a happier person you know, because of it. So, but you still have to make yourself valuable. Why are you going to be the brewer that sticks around? You know, uh, why, why do we trust you? Uh, why do we count on you? Those kinds of things. So they give good handies. Uh, and, oh, why would and, somebody want to invest in you? I think you know sometimes a brewer can make him known as a guy that can can make you know a beer line turn around or know how to you know increase sales and so forth. Yeah, you could you know people would be maybe apt to give you money if you could demonstrate that. Agreed. I mean, I think that that Thomas's brewery invested in him because he's real creepy looking, and they didn't want him to keep staring at them like that. So he figured, well, I guess we better hire the guy. Just watching him from across the street. I mean, he's all just day. standing he's in his like window across working. the street, staring at us all goddamn day, drooling and shit. <laughs> so he made himself invaluable, you know, indispensable. He just wanted to build a tap line that ran from the brewery right across the street to his house. I yeah, have you too, set yeah. that up yet? Are you just getting a line directly across the street to your pad? Nah, not yet. Not yet. Still working on it. <laughs> it's just all you can carry. Well, yeah, it's works. still easier it's to still, carry. Yeah, it. yeah. It's still great. <laughs> I, I think Fox has that equipment. You you just got to be able to install it. <laughs> you got to get it right. It comes as a kit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I still home brew, so I'm all set. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. <laughs> so you're brewing, what, five days a week across the street? Uh, somewhere between uh, two and four days a week, okay. depending on... And I'm sorry, what's the brewery called? Uh, Malmö Brygghus. Okay, oh, so repeat uh, that. Because, yeah, yeah, we got it. Mama Brewery, basically. Your mama, mama, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a Mama Brew House. Oh yeah, here it's made from spikehooks. Yes, pretty much. It's yeah. that one, right? <laughs> I can say it every time. Here, let me say it again. Made from spikehooks. But it's it's uh, you got a weird audio thing going it's, on there. You're a little echoey there. Malmer. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> See, I got it right. I can do this stuff. Malmer. You're good. You're real good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, two to four times a week, yep. and then you're at home homebrewing the rest of the time? Pretty much. You yeah. must have the best girlfriend oh, in the world. Man. Yeah, She's much. taking care of the baby. You're just brewing beer all the time. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's pretty nice, man. Good for you. Yeah. Thanks. And now she's back at the hotel taking care of the baby. He's yeah, here t- hanging out she's with us. Jim. Yeah. yeah. You might have found the best woman on earth. Sounds like you wrote his own deal. <laughs> I think you did write your own Bang. deal. That was easy. <laughs> that was a good one. All right. Well, Brandon, uh, uh, we got to go. What I want to know is uh, how you're moving forward. If you're leaving in two weeks, uh, please keep us up to date of, of what's about to happen. If you're going to open a brewery, and uh, we want to know about that. No, absolutely. I, I do plan on uh, keeping you guys in the loop, and and you know, as much of a part as everything has been that you guys have been for me, I definitely want to be involved and help you guys out when we're going. 
the only reason that it's really so in the forefront right now is that um, leaving Colorado, I mean, we've been here for 10 years. Uh-huh. You know, we've got a lot of friends and, and met a lot of really close folks. So we knew um, we, we kind of got pushed out the door a little early to go um, to Oregon. And so we're, we're just, you know, might as well. Get it uh, start start down the road and, and get this get the brewery going and so we just wanted to uh, get a website out there and let everybody know as as a place to keep up keep up with us and um, just to say hi and then um, you know we're moving forward and that's the that's the best thing. So. Well, let us know. We're happy to help promote. We'd like to see BNers moving up in the world. And if it'll help at all, I don't know if you're watching Justin TV, but we could send you this nice wiener bottle opener from Bali to help you start your business. And it's the larger of the two that we have here. So I, I think that we're really, I think we're being generous by trying These to help you huge. get I'm on your feet. Well crowned. I wonder if I'm, uh, I'm without question going to need that. To, okay. uh, I, I wonder if I mean it has a bottle opener there on the on the on the ball side. I wonder if flimsy. in Bali, bottle means vagina. <laughs> I, I mean, that thing is massive, dude. Really? Look at that. Really? Yeah. That's, that's that, I'm sorry. That's a thick <laughs> thing, dude. Come on. Thick to you? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> huge <laughs> to me. I've never seen yeah. anything like Things really? like five inches flat. Yeah. <laughs> JP's like, that thing is massive. <laughs> but the girth is impressive. <laughs> that's a thick one. <laughs> No, no, no man way. Even Bevo is not very impressed, and she's with Sam. So, Jip, I'm oh. not sure that this is... I a- got a small cock. I'm just going to say it. It's fine. I got huge deformed balls, but a real small wiener. Yeah, well, that one has extremely small balls. <laughs> there are small balls. It's a, it was cold in Bali that day when they, whenever they took this mold. Jesus Christ. Hey, Brandon, stalactite hanging hey, down Brandon, there. I have one last question, and I don't know if you told me this. Is Golden City the only brewery in Golden, Colorado? No, they're the second largest brewery. So there's there's a certain really large brewery. No, 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 no. no. Wait a second. Brandon, are you sure about that? I'm positive. I'm positive. Who's the the, the second largest brewery in Golden, Colorado? Who is the largest? Well, there's there's the other one down like a few blocks uh, east of there called Coors, I think. Okay, now this it is, is a Golden. Now, this is why I'm asking yeah. because when I was at Golden City Brewery, they told me that the Coors Brewery is actually just over the border and actually not in Golden. And oh, really? so and and so that <laughs> and so that makes Golden City Brewery the largest brewery. In Golden, Colorado. Fuck you, Branson. No, no, I'm not well, sure. I'm, you work there, but I'm the. This is what the brewmaster told me, but maybe he didn't know at the time either. This was years ago. <laughs> no, I, that may be true. I've never heard that. I'm going to have to phone a friend. I think phone a friend <laughs> <laughs> because I was told as I was there, we we walked out. The, the Golden, uh, I'm telling you, you got to go to this brewery. Go to Golden City Brewery. It's a really cool little place. They have an awesome patio you can hang out at. Anyway, bring we're in the, the kids. Bre- there's a play. There's a play structure for the kids. There, you can bring the kids. See, Bevo, you can go to Golden City. You can bring the baby. Uh, and JP. So and, I walk outside yeah, the, the brewery and I yeah. look down the alley to my right and and you know somewhere off in the distance you can literally see the the other brewery. But the uh, it was either the owner or the brewmaster who came out and he said, "So I you know I, I don't know if you know this, but we're actually the largest brewery in Golden." And I laugh like he's fucking with me and he said, "No. That brewery is across the border. It's not in Golden." Huh. That's what he told me. 
It's in I'm some other city that doesn't have a name yeah. they like as much, so they stole the name Golden. Golden's yeah. great. It's in, yeah, an, yeah. it's in an unincorporated like territory, like Pacheco or something, so they're allowed to take the, the name of the major town. city, yeah. probably. Right. I don't know. I'll have to do more research. Yeah. Get back to us, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon, could you look that up for us, please? I, I will. I'll, right. I'll take care of that right away. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm, on I'm on it. Put the brewery on hold and figure that first. Right. <laughs> All right, Brandon, let us know when you get to Oregon. Let us know the website. Let us know how the brewery does because we want to help promote, man. All right, absolutely, man. It's, it's heritagebrewing.net. Okay. Heritage uh, Brewing? Huh? Heritage. <laughs> heritage. <laughs> you know, that's funny. Chris Kennedy said the same thing. Oh, he did? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, t- I'll uh, tell you what. Uh, just joking. I think we may have to sue you. Right. <laughs> the brewery is at 12th Street and Ford Street in Golden, Colorado, 80401. So they are in Golden, Colorado. They have You're an right. office there. Because the website well, says it? The, the ad, they have the, an that's their there. address. That's the Coors Brewery Tour. Is that on the Google map? Look it up on the Google <laughs> map and tell me what city it says. On it's the in. Google I map. I think that's a postal annex. Address. All of a sudden, Google map is God. <laughs> well, you know. Is that where we're going with this? Is that an NPS so. store or something? I don't know, Brandon. You know us. We're just trying to fuck off. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Thanks, my brother. And good luck to you. Uh, heritagebrewing.net. Is that it? Good luck, That's man. That's right. Heritagebrewing.net. Cool. All right. Keep us thanks, up to date. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate all everything you guys have done. I Thanks for having me on. Well, great. you should, man. Uh, you're, it, Make it happen, man. Awesome to hear your story, so that's why we want to keep... Uh, Don't dream it. Be it, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> what? yeah. Except for JP. You can J- suck it. Oh! <laughs> JP, did you start going to therapy? No, uh, but I've been watching a lot of uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show lately. <laughs> Don't dream yeah, it. Did, be did you guys be it. On that situation or what? What's that, buddy? Did you guys ever get the Xanax in on that situation? Yeah, no. I don't even want to talk about that shit. He oh. won't do it. He won't do it. He's been doing well lately, so I've laid off, but... You, don't you worry. The first sign of trouble, I'm back on the Xanax wagon. Yeah. Hey, if it's organic, okay. I'll take it. <laughs> Drug him while he's sleeping. Uh, right. Keep the uh, keep the uh, Disneyland. Uh, yes. There. Maybe <laughs> Disneyland is kind of like JP Xanax. He just I goes really there once it. a month and he comes back okay. I really need to go there. Wow. Be, we'll be going there the Sunday after NHC. Hmm. Oh, you'll be right in the neighborhood, I God guess. So. Yep. Damn go. I could not think of a worse day to go to Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday, I'll hung all over, hung yeah. and irritated, and have to deal with all those fucking oh, assholes no. from the rest of America, all fat Woo! and babied up. I have a headache just thinking of that oh, one. Oh, hell sorry, no. Bebo. If uh, if <laughs> T to the B uh, comes to NHC, he's coming with us. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that'd be real good. All right, thanks, Brandon. Catch you later, man. All right, cheers, brothers. Yeah, later, man. All right, good luck to Brandon and uh, and his brewery Heritage. Yeah. That. I hear that Heretic and Heritage are going to do a, they're going to do a uh, collaboration. Collaboration, is that a collaboration, not litigation. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be called Hera Hair or something. I don't know how they're going to put the two names together. They could combine with Hermitage Brewing in, in San Jose too, maybe yeah. make it a three way. Similar stories though, you know, walking away from a good paying job and all right. Yep, it's because the jobs are shitty paying. I mean, come on, that's, yeah. the end game's the same. No, they're, they're they're mentally nobody draining. makes less. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, I've been talking to people lately who have much pay, much better paying jobs than I've ever imagined. Still talking about walking away sure. to do to do their own That's gig. Great. You know, it's it's about it's about being it's happy to do your own gig. Yeah, it ain't about the money. It's about like uh, Thomas was saying, having just like me. You know, when people say what what do you do? Eh, radio. Yeah, you know, it ain't about the money. Yeah. Sure, yeah, definitely. Yeah, at some point you look you past. You know you it's not about the money. You can't yeah. pay your bills on uh, uh, hope and a dream. Trust me, I've tried. Yeah. And it's all about the rubber boots and rubber gloves. As well. <laughs> right. And yeah. nothing else. It's definitely no, a lifestyle. No pants. <laughs> <and> rubber <laughs> boots. Yeah. Seven-inch bent grain. 
It's a lifestyle. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you learned something tonight. Mm. Other than that, JP gets real grumpy. I do, man. Disneyland's going to help you. I know, man. We should put it in your in the BN fund to send JP to Disneyland. Can it'd, we? Help, it'd help us all out. Be like, all right, listen, I can't pay you more, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy JP. your I'm going to buy your season pass next year. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do know what you mean, and I encourage that kind of action. I mean, it's cheaper, it's cheaper than buying yeah. your therapist. Basically. Fuck yeah, it is. Oh yeah. Man. If you if you paid for my season pass and a couple times to go there, give me a couple couple hundred bucks spending cash. Yeah. Well, you, I like how you snuck. Guy, a, you know. I like how you snuck a bunch of that in. Oh, well, you know, and also a beer, excited. and also a dinner, Brian's and also negotiating. A... <laughs> he's got to yeah. buy turkey legs. You need an agent. He's more excited. He's been all day. This the prospect yeah. of this. Was, I love dude. the turkey legs. <laughs> right, high five for that. <laughs> you know, I wrote a blog post about how to find craft beer at Disneyland, like Ooh. around Disneyland. They actually, and, uh, sell beer in there. Nice. No, like around. You know, oh. so you go they brewery, do a California Adventure. Kind of, yeah, but that's all shit beer. You're right. California. There you go. Mm-hmm. It helped Doc. Doc was down at Disneyland this past week. He was? Yep. So I sent him my link to my blog, and he fucking got some beer. Nice. So no, notice that bottle that you're pouring, Justin. This is another one of these uh, Douglas beers from uh, Sweden. It's twice the size of the other one. So, Thomas, was this $100? Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. It can't be that. Actually, let me check that out, because that label's fucking awesome. Yeah, this label, pretty cool. This label got a lot better than the last one. I mean, this one looks like a lunch meat label. Uh, <laughs> The first one that we had, you could easily see a unicorn and a rainbow on that one. I keep but, turning the labels and trying to read them, and then realizing no, no, no. there's nothing to read there. This is another Dugas beer. It's oatmeal stout called uh, Carl's Stout. Yep. It's real thin, yep. though. It is. A bit thin in mouthfeel for the style. It's delicious. Right. Right. Thanks for bringing us this beer, Thomas. Yeah, they're nice no flavors. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> Sik uks Americans kumel fiskar up overskar right? Pretty good, right? Tom is dying over here. He's already crying. Tom is going like, yeah, seriously, I know, right? Who would have thought that shit? How did he do, Thomas? He sucked. Is that the worst you've ever heard? Pretty good. good. Pretty fucking good, right? You'd pass the IRS. Corn malt und Havelmalt. I'm like, suddenly it's German. Don't stop now, Jeff. So Thomas, the brewery that's across the street from you. What? Uh, how many different styles of beer are you no. guys making? Like two, three, or ten? Or uh, we have five standard uh, beers. Uh, we have a Belgian wit, a German lager, and uh, American pale ale, uh, an English IPA, and like uh, a, 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 a Baltic porter with a cacao. Oh, cool. Uh, okay, so. nice. oh, what uh, hops are in that American <laughs> pale ale, by chance? Well, uh, you guys getting uh, Cascades and all these typical American hops? or No, we uh, use uh, Sots. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, right now we're, we've tried a couple of different uh, hops in it. Uh, Playing around some with uh, everything from Citra to Cascade and... Uh, Nice, it's getting the new school, getting Citra. That kind yeah, of thing. that's cool. Do you guys get like uh, like high alpha hops, like Chinook or Warrior, those high those bittering hops? Oh yeah, oh yeah, cool. nice. So we use uh, been using uh, Chinook uh, for bittering and uh, and some beers and uh, finishing. Use that in a lot of beers. Yeah. yeah. So so out of that range of beers that you guys make, which one sells the most, or which one do you produce the most? Uh, the the pills, or, uh, the pills. German pills, and uh, the pale ale. Pill. Uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, what's the uh, 
uh, alcohol content of the uh, pale? How big is it's it? It's uh, 5.6%. All right. Perfect. Right in there. That sounds a little bit like the ABV of a pale ale that you make tasty around that range. Yeah. Um, how hoppy is that beer? Uh, it's uh, it's as hoppy as we can uh, make it. So, I mean, a lot of times a 5.6% beer that's well hopped could pass as IPAs here. Is that possible? Yeah. Yours could? Uh, no, not really. It's, no? Uh, it's, it's still, uh, still balanced. Bit, yeah. yeah. Okay. And how about the beer scene? Uh, uh, what's the craft beer thing looking like are, are people mostly drinking macro out there and a, and just a little bit of craft beer or is it a are you able to sell all that stuff pretty easily well uh we sell our beer pretty easily and we we only sell it in uh, in the pub so far uh just locally too uh no not uh, yeah we're uh what what date is it today 15? The 16th 16th yeah well uh on the 25th we're uh uh, gonna sell uh oh uh, i don't know if i'm supposed to say that but uh, nobody's listening yeah no uh, one no. listens to this show well we, we're uh, we're looking at um, uh, maybe selling outside uh, house oh, so there's a uh, pub attached to the brewery is what you're yeah, saying and yeah, all the beer have, that you produce is sold there essentially yeah. oh, oh i nice. understand okay so, so if you go out would that go out in kegs as we're like yeah, after kegs, after kegs. so let me get this straight you brew at home so you got beer there yeah and there's a brewery across the street and the pub for that same brewery yep that they give you a deal at the pub. Oh yeah! <laughs> Can you get Cantillon? Because that's where I'm moving if they stop <laughs> selling it here. Seriously, I think you guys get more uh, Cantillon up uh, in uh, the states than we do in the uh, yeah. Party every day. <laughs> so JP just, the Patriot. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So really uh, so yeah. that's that's pretty pretty bad. But uh, we have uh, I don't know if you tried uh, Oud Basel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We Great got that. Uh, that's uh, actually one of the uh, s- standard uh, beers in uh, Systembolaget nowadays. So mm. we do have some some uh, of those beers. Some traditional yes. lambics. Yeah. 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 But I mean, the the beer scene in in Sweden is uh, is pretty uh, pretty new, and um, there there's been a, a lot of uh, weird shit going on uh, for uh, during uh, the 1900s. Uh, we had like a really long, crazy uh, prohibition kind of period. Uh, weren't um, weren't allowed to to buy uh, strong uh, strong alcoholic beers mm. uh, between somewhere around nineteen thirty to fifty five. Really? Something. Yeah. And uh, during that time, there there were some beer uh, you could buy uh, if you had a prescription. From a from a doctor, <laughs> really? Yeah, what doctor would that be? I don't know. Which one? Yeah, <laughs> huh. it's like a medical marijuana prescription. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, get, uh, the glaucoma medicine yeah. prescription to get your IPA or your imperial stout or something. Yeah. So like a five five twenty three, not a four twenty. Must be for depression or something. Yeah. What the hell you need a high alcohol beer for? Yeah. Uh, more importantly, uh, Thomas, uh, are the people in Sweden um, looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Are they uh, sexy oh, yeah, all the time? Have they been fantasizing about surprising their new lovers with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? What about their old lovers? What about the old lovers? It's not in the copy. You're under oath here, Thomas, so please answer it with the yes or no answer. (laughs) Well, here's an offer that the Swedes won't be able to resist. Because they can't afford to. Uh, I have to to actually cut this out and put it back in the beginning of the show, because I promised to do this at the beginning of the show. (laughs) You prick. I don't know. So let me do this like a. Right. Let me wait, just do. Wait. Let me just do this in a way that I can cut it and paste it. All right, we'll shut the fuck up. This is the beer 
just before you you go. This is the strong business. beer. No, yeah, this is the the beer that uh, you were uh, able to buy uh, with a prescription. So. It's business time with this beer. All right, I prescription won't. beer. All right, go ahead. Oh, James. you literally Whoa. have the beer that used to be only available by prescription. Yep. Sweet. Oh, I would enjoy awesome. some of that while Justin reads this. We copy like illegal beers. It. <laughs> it's uh, one of the oldest and uh, still made uh, beers in uh, in Sweden. All right, let me do this in a generic way so I can just cut it and paste it somewhere else. Do it. Oh, hey, uh, check this out. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? We're here. Here is an offer that you cannot resist. You can go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you get 50% off just about any item. And that's not all. You uh, If you select your one item at 50% off, you also get three free adult DVDs, uh, a free extra gift that's so sensual, Moscow's Jewish mother won't even let us talk about it on the radio. And to top it all off, uh, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. Uh, so go check out adamneve.com, uh, 50% off an item. Type in coupon code BNARMY, that's B-N-A-R-M-Y. That's the coupon code you want to type in, BNARMY. And uh, you get, the, you get the, the, the three DVDs, you get the free shipping, you get the free gift, you get the 50% off, you just use coupon code BNARMY. And don't forget, like I told you last week, uh, apparently we're not buying enough dildos on this program here in the session. Not enough of you are typing in coupon code BNARMY. So go and look at yourself some adult movies, uh, maybe some lingerie for the old lady, and type in BNARMY and buy yourself some Adam and Eve. Uh, if you don't hear this commercial in another month, then you know that you, sir, did not buy enough dildos. Don't fail us, guys. And it's not just dildos. It's lingerie. It's DVDs. Right. I think Tasty's giving you a sign for penis pump or something. Yeah, penis pumps, guys. <laughs> Check right. that out. I thought she was telling someone to get... Never mind. No, uh, no really. Listen to me. Condoms. Oh, you can buy condoms there, too? Yes. Oh, there you go. And buy you should do that. Right and now, I th- I'm pretty sure that Moscow is the only one keeping this sponsorship alive. He goes there. Him and his girlfriend go there like once a week. Yeah, they stock like, up on everything club, that they yeah. don't even need. Mm. I don't even think his girlfriend's into it. I think he's like, no, sweetheart, we need this. I'm obsessive compulsive. One use per dildo. Yeah, right. I'm like Jack Nicholson from <laughs> as good as it gets. He just throws them out, and so somebody help Moscow's poor uh, girlfriend out. I'm never going to look at his poor girlfriend the same. After she that. has like 18 dildos stuck in her right now. He doesn't even. They're well, just they, all. They should sell uh, like uh, fucking sewer snakes to get him out. Oh. Get in there, lie back out. Ah, oh, see your problem here. Oh, the poor girl. The problem here is he got four dildos. All right, this is the this Ground now is out. the save Moscow's girlfriend campaign and go. Somebody yeah, else buy it. Yes. Song. What's that discount code? Did you say that uh, twice? It's B, uh, use BN Army. Now we have a different discount code for every show. Uh, so for this show, you want to use BN Army. B N A R M Y. Yeah. Uh, uh. Next month, I'll change it to Save Moscow's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry to, to have interrupted, Thomas. I like Dillos. <laughs> like to, I like I like taking like Saturdays off, you know. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Like oh, I just uh, give me a half and a half here. Can I smell the good beer? I'm done with this one. Yeah, Bebo's huffing one. bottles over there. It's pretty awesome. So it's Swedish. I beer. love this label. This is fucking red. So this is the. Um, I don't get it. It's this weird. Is the the Carnegie prescription beer. Yeah, the Carnegie Porter. Let me show that that bottle to the folks. Tastes a lot like a nice English old ale. JP, can it you does. read? Can you read that label to us? This <laughs> needed a bit. Oh, it's hardly strong. As soon as Jay gives it back to me, I'll read oh. it. So this is the one. It's the one we're having now. You need a medical marijuana prescription for this beer in Sweden, or you used to? Not yeah, anymore. Oh. pretty much. I like this label even better. 
You yeah, do. I just like the ass classic label. Yeah. I like the, the the creepy statue at the top. It looks like something right out of fucking Doctor Who, circa nineteen sixty. <laughs> yeah, like a nineteen fifties. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like Spaceman actually, man movie or actually, something. Yeah, he looks like a Cyberman <laughs> from Doctor Who. <clears throat> could you could you read without showing us all your snot first? What? No. <laughs> I think JP just died. He did just, he's like, if I can't move the snot, I can't breathe. I'm sorry. Just, <laughs> you can have it only one or two ways. Yeah, that's right. I can't do both, buddy. Cyberman. All right, I take it back. Go ahead and keep what the am I snot. Doing? I thought you were going to read us that bottle. Oh, I can't. I mean, oh, I, I, I can if you want. Oh, you mean to. you were just clearing your snot for nothing? Yeah. Oh, come on. What's in this thing? Doc uh, might be listening. Who understands? Carnegie Porter, Brigdis, Fortu Gaza, 1836. <laughs> Hi, in Denmark we pronounce Midfyns Bryghus as Midfyns Bryghus. I could go the other way and go, Tak Verde Rostadi, Tonarona Passar Porten, Ut Marked, Til Fisk. Skaldiger Oost Ost. I prefer the Hitler rally. You Where'd my beer go? I'm still sniffing it. <laughs> Pivo, what is wrong with you over there? Wow. <laughs> we needed to get you a dump bucket. Been, so I've been can, watching uh, her sniff beer now for an hour. Craving beer. Where's really my good. pants go? <laughs> her senses are on high alert, right? When you're pregnant, you can smell. Yeah, and my taste nose is crazy. So, yeah. so you do the wine tasting thing. You dump it in your mouth yeah, and I you know. spit it out. It's just a weird fact. That's I all. wouldn't yeah, waste my yeah. beer like that. Yeah, it's a good fact. I like it. <laughs> All, All right. right, are we done? Respect you. Be no, I got to do that. feedback. There's somebody on the phone still. Oh, oh um, <laughs> that's right. You've been there for like two hours. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ryan from Pennsylvania is on for Drunk of the Week. He gets it. All right. Uh, Monday Drunk. All right. Hey, Ryan, you still there, brother? Uh, I am here, my friend. Are you? Where am I then? Oh. All right. And so Drunk of the what Week, eh? On a Monday night? Yeah, man. Good job. You got to work tomorrow? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Good job again, sir. Twelve thirty in Pennsylvania. I had feedback again that I'm not supposed to take their resume. Do we have suggestions for other uh, tricks that he can do for us? Um, I have a fucking decent resume, so that's fucking gay. If those people can't handle it. All right, go ahead. I'll, uh, I will allow you to give your resume. We'll go, go with ahead that so we get something. All right, so we're real excited for the uh, Monday Night Brewing Network. Oh, you like it? So we started. Uh, <laughs> We're looking for that. We're looking for that feedback. <laughs> Go ahead. You'll recall that my uh, wife is uh, Sarah thirty sixteen, so she got me drinking. Uh, okay, hang on just one second, Ryan. All right. I thought that that broad was supposed to meet me out at the uh, Cleveland International Beer Festival she, and show me those things so I could sign them. She promised us. Is, did we? Yeah, did we yeah, get that man, wrong? We had the, we had the fuck. Well, she's a doctor, like a real doctor. Actually, not kidding. And she had to work, and I had to work, so we couldn't fucking come. And then I'm actually, you know, I'm sounds like a problem. Reasonable friends with Matt the Brewer. Uh, it, it was pretty shitty that we couldn't come. It was, was kind of shitty because I'm standing around all, all the whole time. Just go. First of all, <laughs> let me the, let me chubby. Let me point this out. <laughs> uh, Ohio. 
I just let me just whisper this so not everybody hears it. Okay. But people in Ohio can't hear that well, so yeah, say it. They won't hear. But it's real dark. Ohio doesn't have the best-looking women on earth. Okay, and there's this weird thing, by the way, that the that the dudes do in the Midwest. Apparently, certainly here in Cleveland, if you do have a good-looking girlfriend, apparently you're supposed to hang on her and never take your arm off of her. And I can. Like, be, never take your eye away from the buffoon. You never do, and I, <laughs> now, I kind of, I kind of get why because no there's not a whole lot. Like there's come on, like there, it's, it's it's a little scary. But it got funny after a while to watch the dudes walk by just hanging on the broad. Like don't let her go for even a half Someone's a second. Steal her. Okay, so that was that was kind of funny, and so then I'm there, and I'm just I'm trying to look for a little eye candy, you know, a little something extra, and nothing. So all I could do is keep hoping that Sarah sees, comes up to me, and shows me her fucking toots. Nope. Never happens. No can do. Never <laughs> happens. Dead bitch. <laughs> so I was, uh, you know, you can go ahead and and uh, let that hardworking wife of yours know that I was disappointed. I, well, I am sorry, my friend. It was actually shitty for both of us because we both wanted to come. That's uh, the, essentially four hours away from where we live now. It's the nearest sign of life. And it's in Cleveland. And, uh, well, yeah, we essentially just watch Facebook and watch you guys have an awesome time at the breweries that we know are really fucking unbelievable. So well, I got to say that he doesn't, sound, sorry. he doesn't sound drunk at all except for that laugh. Right. That laugh should win him drunk of the week, but... Now let me let All me right, just well, whisper one more thing. What? <laughs> I will say this that the um the MC of the main stage where we MC. were working mm -hmm, she was super hot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was she super put her hot. in her butt. And totally she had she had the symbolic so. equivalent of a dude clinging to her. She had a huge rock on her ring finger. There was side that's the thing. That's the that's, other that's, that's Moscow's right. If your dude's not with you, the the ring on this finger it was like a laptop. Yeah, giant monolith. See it from yeah, you could open it, and it had a it had a, a, a you know a high definition screen that a pre recorded message of her guy saying of her back husband. Off. It, it had it had its own chrome magnets around it, hitting the ground with bones. Yeah, you didn't you never had to plug it in. It, the thing was incredible. Yeah. Well, obviously thing. they flew her in like you guys. No, 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 no. She, she was a local. Yeah, she did Come say on. she was a local. Yeah, Whoa. she was super hot. She was but. none too happy about it. She was like, I want to come back with you guys to San Francisco. Yeah. yeah she I went bet. to shake your hand, and all you got to shake was the ring That's right. itself. <laughs> this thing was ginormous. Whoa. Every diamond that was ever found in the state of Africa. Blood, blood diamond. It's a state, right? It's probably yeah. like was a Was on this character. ring. Yeah. It was ridiculous. How, many, how much blood of black people was spilled for that ring? See? And so you don't even... There's this whole theme about, like, owning your woman out there. I don't know yeah, what wow. it is. They know how to do it, man. But I should whisper that because I don't want everyone to hear it. Yeah, yeah, well, you're not even supposed to look at him. No. Yeah, we could be, we could be <laughs> stereotyping. I don't want to stereotype. So are we not doing resumes then? Uh, sorry, what's your resume? All right, so... A lot of excitement. So we nah, fuck it. He's drunk of the week. I don't care. All right, great. No, I can't, I can't do that. No, we got in trouble last yeah. time. You'll get angry Australians. Uh, well, you know Sarah, in. that's for sure. So that's a good part in your resume. All right, give that us counts. your resume. Give it to us quickly. All right. Two glasses of uh, Cabernet Sauvignon at dinner. Proceed. <laughs> One pint. <laughs> you got oh, the wrong show. Two cab. All right, go ahead. Pint of... Yeah, it was, uh, was pre-show. Pre-show. Welcome We're to the Wine Network. Coast. That's fair. All right, that's fair. 
uh, one pint of Smutty Nose Shoals Pale Ale. Mm. All right. Good beer. Mm. Two pints of uh, the Jay-Z Double, which for me finished at uh, 6.8% ABV. Okay. Three pints of the Jay-Z Triple. Uh, okay. Nice. Which finished at uh, 9% ABV for me. And then I have, I'm on my second uh, second bottle of uh, Sarah Nevada Bigfoot. Oh. Ooh, well, that'll do it. Yeah, finishing off with a bang. Second bottle? Jeez. Yeah. Second, second bottle, bro. Sarah went to sleep. Now, she was trying to stay awake, but she couldn't fucking yeah. handle it. Now let me get let me ask you this: uh, keeping with the theme so far tonight of the uh, homebrewers gone pro, given that Sarah is a doctor, um, you're, you're not really the breadwinner in the family, right? No, man. I had to move down here to this wild animalism, <laughs> and uh, I had to quit my job. <laughs> so uh, yeah, my my goal is truly to become a brewer. Oh, yeah. So you don't you don't even have a job right now? No, I do. I am. Uh, I do um, like beer and wine ordering for restaurant and do the bartender stuff. So it's it's beer related. But uh, Bevo, did you just yeah, laugh man. at him? Don't <laughs> <laughs> laugh at him. I did laugh, but I wasn't laughing at him. <laughs> Some of my best friends are message. bartenders, <laughs> right? Yeah, you do. Well, Ryan. Well, you know, what you guys were saying before about uh, the uh, female breadwinner? Yeah. Hey. It's, so it's you, said, you said doctor. Check me off for that. That's the first step. You're already almost a professional yeah. brewer. All you got to do is uh, yeah, well, step it up from here. To to take a line from Moscow's favorite broadcaster, I like the cut of your jib, my That's friend. Right. It's not bad. You're doing all right. <laughs> this, is, this is why the terrorists hate she- This is why the terrorists hate us. Our chicks have big cans and they make all the money. Right. She loves it too. She's into no, it. She's like, start a fucking brewery, man. She doesn't give a shit. So you say doctor, so she's really a dentist. <laughs> no, she's like, she's like. <laughs> so, so you mean really? She's a physical therapist. <laughs> she's a chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> Veterinarian. When, when she hears this and has a brain aneurysm. <laughs> right. Well, then no, that'll suck for her because no one will be around to take care of her. Is she an optometrist? <laughs> Assistant optometrist. <laughs> Does she make $44,000 uh, a year? What, is she an MD? Yeah, she's real, real deal MD. Wow. See, look at him. Good job, Brian. Well done. All right, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week. I got to go so we can take more calls, yes. man. But uh, right, you know, thanks, guys. No worries. I'm real sorry I didn't get to see your wife's boobs this weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, brother. Later. All right, later. All right, there you have it. <clears throat> so if you did see those in all their glory, right? would you post a photo on Facebook? I would not. What? Because he wouldn't take a photo. We couldn't make it to Cleveland. Well, I would take a photo, oh, would? Oh. but I would not post it on Facebook. That is, that's oh. not right. Justin we, has uh, boundaries, Chad. I, I think Chad just wants to see it, and you've already seen him, Chad. Yeah. So you're okay. Well, look, I didn't say I wouldn't keep it on my phone and show you guys. Oh. But I would not post it on Facebook. You All can't right. do that. Then we're cool. I mean, that's the thing. I'll Listen, tell you word about it. Here's what happens. If one broad shows you her boobs... And you put it on Facebook. Yeah. Dumb idea. You're never going to see boobs again. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So you got to play cool, and you got to you know enjoy the, the moment. Majority are into that. You got to play cool. You got to give them all the incentive. <laughs> that's another website. That's not Facebook. Look at when I retire from this bullshit. Yeah, you start a website. Too, I'm going to open. Yeah, internet radio <laughs> listeners. 
Wives.com. Slash GeoCity. Should we get to feedback or what? I don't know. Let's not do it. There's another call. I can't let JP make the rules at the end of the show because they're all based on get me the fuck out of here. They're not based on what does the best for the show. It's 9.38. So what? We're done. That's less time than our normal Sunday show. Yeah, well, I haven't been home since 7 o'clock this So we're still under time. I'm doing it for Bevo. I'm not doing it for me. I don't care. We're under time, and I still have to do feedback. Five hours is not under time. And by the way, Bevo, you were going to be up this late anyway. No, are you crazy? With Are you just Sam answer that? <laughs> With Sam trying to hump your leg. Oh, give me a little bit. Just, oh. just bend your leg a little bit. Just bend it. Just a little bit. Oh, Let me man. get right in. Let me spit. Okay, so All right, let's go. Sweat. Let's do it. Oh. All right. Yeah. So Evan or Devin, I couldn't really hear him, is on the phone, and he's from... That's what I got. You're doing a great job over there, Bevo. Hello, Evan or Devin from... <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, Kevin from Temecula. Bebo, by the way, I just want to point out that's... Oh, man. I just want to point out that was totally... Bebo, you're fucking retarded. With you guys shouting and talking, I can't hear what he was saying. (laughs) This is Evan from... uh, This is Kevin from Temecula. You could take... You could remove the headphone and put the the receiver (laughs) next to your ear. She probably holds it to her baby. Like, oh, she holds it. Oh, I'll just answer. Bevo, yeah. let me do your job. Fine. Can I just go home then? Why don't you? No. You have to stay if I'm going to do your job. <laughs> All right. We're talking to James now. James, what's happening? Hi, James. All right. Bye, James. He's, he's James thinks done, you're man. a dick. He passed out on the phone. <laughs> All right, let's do feedback. Uh, feedback is brought to you today by... Sweden. This is Evan or Devin again. Oh, okay. Hey, and I like feedback, too. Hi, Evan or Devin. Hello. Oh, Kevin from Temecula. Kevin? Temecula. Oh. Whatever. What's happening, Kevin? How you doing? We're doing all right. Calling in Drunk of the Week? Yes, sir. Do you have to work tomorrow? And... Uh, yeah, I do got to work tomorrow. See? Still still bringing it strong on a Monday night, Tasty. Well, it's early in the West Coast here. That's not that big a deal. This might work after all. Uh, oh, yeah, it's working for me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I had the day off today, so I had a head start on a lot of people. Uh-oh. Whoa. All right. Do you have some sort of skill to show off to us, or just a resume? Um, well, did you guys see me on the video talking about Temecula in Belgium? No. <laughs> oh, yes, I did. Oh, this is that, Kevin. Yes. Yeah, Kevin's... I was pretty smashed at that festival. Kevin's talented when he's smashed. He came over to my booth, to the Brewing Network booth, and and ranted and raved and ranted and raved about his own club. Not really in a good way. And then went back to his own club and probably ranted and raved about us. I don't even know what. But Kevin was having himself a good time. Yeah, it was a a fun experience to go. If anyone hasn't gone, definitely... Added to your bucket list. Yeah, you're much more mellow when you're drinking alone. I'll tell you that right now. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I probably was more drunk then. So, but I got a lot of beers to explain. So let me get let me get started here. All right, Bevo is gonna gotta, Bevo is gonna give you a word, and uh, you're gonna have to say it back to us. What is that word that you like so much that was difficult, Bevo? You can say it now. I think right. Anti-constitutionalistically. Can you say that? Oh, man. One more time, Bevo. Quickly, though. Anti-constitutionalistically. Go ahead. 
anti-constitutionalistically. Not bad. That's pretty good. Sober. Not bad. Have a Great. safe trip. I don't know, home, yeah, I think I think, I'm, I, think I might be, I think I might Which be more high than, than drunk. <laughs> Here, but my uh, list of fears is can you insane. Say this? say this. Bring that force times gone 1836. Can you say that? Oh, man. I got the 1836 part, but... Wrong. Uh, it's 1836. Here he goes. He's going to try it. Justin Bobisu. You did make me a sick con. Roofing me. That's not bad. Roofing me. He did it. <laughs> Roofing me. <laughs> Roofing me. <laughs> All right. Give us your resume, Kevin. All right. Let's see. Um, Samuel Smith, Nut Brown Ale. Yeah. A couple of nuts. I got a... Uh, Two pints of my uh, homebrewed Janet's Brown. Attaboy. With, oh, cit- with some cit- with some citra hops instead of the... Uh, <coughs> that's uh, all cool. How so dare you. Imperial version? Two pints, yeah. huh? Two pints. That's pretty easy drinker then, I guess. Huh? Uh, I got some other stuff. I got a uh, blind pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, West bad. Coast IPA. And your microwave meal's done. <laughs> yeah. Someone's a hungry man. Green flash, yeah. They know I, got, I opened up I opened up two lost abbeys and Uh-oh. I didn't like either one of them. It was weird. I drank oh. them both, but uh But you drank them anyway. Covey did Tommy. Oh, that's a good beer. That right. You had a bad one, huh? I like that. I don't know, it was I poured it, I don't know, it was like real cloudy and it had no head on it. Should it be like that or nope. No, it didn't sound right. It's yeah, like that Cantalon beer. Bottle. It's all sour. <laughs> I had one of them. It was all sour. I think there's something wrong with it. Send it back. Well, you've you had it before. You've had it before. We brought a Cantalon to the fest, and we couldn't find you, so we didn't drink it. Oh, you say, that's oh, nice sweet. of you. That's a compliment Man, right there. No, it's also retarded. We were a oh. compliment. All right, no, ahead. yeah, we were. Uh, we had to stay it for Justin because we knew you liked it, but uh, we couldn't find you, so we didn't drink it. Uh, and save it for next share. year. <laughs> I don't like it that much. Yeah. All right, what else? And and an angel share. And an angel share. All right. And uh, now, when you were smoking weed, uh, were you doing? Uh, now we're talking bong loads, <laughs> pipe loads, joints, or did you use a vaporizer? Um, were you smoking concentrates? No. Um, it was definitely bong loads. Bong loads. Uh, now, w- are we talking like your average, you know, one foot uh, oh. water bong, or are we talking about like a big no. old two footer, two foot roller, like Tri- triple percolator? It's like a one and a half. Okay. Foot. It's like a one and a half foot heavy that I converted to glass on glass. <laughs> right. I see. He has to have a friend pull the tab at the bottom. It's <laughs> yeah, so yeah, far yeah. away from him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty. It's, I don't have that long arms, so I keep yeah, eighteen is perfect. And uh, so I'm looking at, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven beers. Uh, how many bong loads are we talking here? Oh, man, probably like at least seven. So <laughs> at least damn. a simple number. Okay. Already? <laughs> All right, I will factor that into but you. you got to remember, too, that I started at like, I don't know, one o'clock, so. Right. Well, and clearly you you must have some kind of medical condition. I mean, we're talking about a this yeah, was prescribed medicinal, of course. Yes, right. sarcoma, very bad sarcoma. Yeah, he's like he's like nineteen. <laughs> I got glaucoma. Oh, sorry, twenty one. I meant. Uh, uh, all right, Kevin. Yeah, I you're... smoked a joint. I smoked a joint too, so add that to the bottom. Oh, so seven, seven bong, bong rips in one joint. joint yeah. Jesus, just to round it out. <laughs> sure, it sounds well, like a I'm Sunday, not, not a Monday. Either. I'm not bullshitting. All right, Kevin, you're in the running, man. Thanks, brother. All right. Thank you. Later. I just wanted to let you guys know I'm not bullshitting. (laughs) Yeah. 
That was real. Seriously, guys. Real. Maybe people are still real. ordering tons of dildos. They just can't remember the coupon code. <laughs> and that's so what we're I'm not saying. getting any credit. That's why I tried to make a point out of saying the coupon code. All right. Like slurred speech on the keyboard as they're trying to type the, uh, Fuck it. I got a phone call from Florida. Caller, who are we talking to? Yeah. Jared. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. Wait, who is it? Jared. Jared? Jews. Yeah. Jews? Jews. Jews. All right. Jared, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> where are you calling from? Oh, he's from Florida. I call Same from thing. Florida, man. Where yeah. in Florida? The asylum. Jensen Beach, dudes. Jensen Beach. All right. Dudes. Uh, Spicoli. Do you have any special... Hold, hold on. I got to get the earphone out of my ear. You guys are... I, I can't even concentrate. I'm hearing two of you right now. That's no There's good. There's like eight of us, actually. <laughs> no good. Have I know. We're still talking at the same time while he's hearing two we, of us. We have bad audio. Though. No, don't do it. Have don't another do drink it. of beer while you're doing that. Don't do that shit, bro. Don't All fuck right. Don't fuck can with can I chug a beer on the air? Yeah, you can. What kind of beer is it? Can we play some music while you do it? Uh, you got a what kind of beer oh, is hold it? Hold on, I gotta open <laughs> one up. Let me let me check out my fridge. I, I got a chocolate uh, porter I was drinking. That's my homebrew right now. But I'm just a college student, so it's like I'm on a budget. Right. Probably. A, let's see what I got. I think my friend left some imported bold taste royal. I don't even know what this is, but. Uh-huh. Uh, Drink that. Chug yeah. that. I don't care. Chug that. You don't seem to care. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually just All right. soda. I'm going to start your theme music. It's good for a college <laughs> It's probably Golden Seal. <laughs> hey, this semester's over so far. Oh, good. Here's, here's what did not happen to this man during this semester. What college you go to? I think he's chugging it. He's chugging it. He just chugged it and threw it at his roommate. <laughs> I, was that a king? Oh, pick up your trash. Hey. It's not a nipple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's probably a wiener. You pushed it out one time. Like, like, all right, all right Ricky. Ricky, hold still. I'm going to chug you. <laughs> I think he's done. Ricky, I'm going to chug you. Get your breath. Are you gonna throw up? You gonna throw up, bro? Yeah, I'm good. You can throw. You got a trash can there? I... No. I did it. Wait, I throw yeah, up. we heard it. <coughs> you did it. No, no, that was a belch. Oh, oh. throat all noises right. and all. Good job. There was a little belch, and then there was a little Beavis and Butthead laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I must have totally just drank a beer. I must pop my aneurysm trying to get you to fucking puke. You didn't puke. Huh? Nice job, man. Nope. That was a good chug. Thank you. Should, should I give a resume? Should I even try to remember right now? Give yeah. Me, give me a resume, dude. It'll be better than you've chugged that, so thank you. Do it. Make it happen. Make right. it so. I did a, did a 3.3 in school this year. So, well, this semester. <laughs> and and then uh, today, <laughs> today, well, I went to the gym today. 
Uh, yep. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. you are drunk of the week. That's it, right? Come on, do we have to go any further? I forgot what the hell he's doing. All right. Where does Jim no, live, dude? No, 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 I, I didn't. I didn't shot to Jaeger. No, you just won, dude. It's yeah, okay. You're good, man. No, you, you got it. I just gave it. it to you. When you had me at gym. I win? You won. You're drunk of the week, man. I win. Congratulations. You won. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, happy, too. I like that. Uh, I'm not surprised to hear Jaeger in your resume, though. Jaeger! <laughs> oh. Something messed you up bad. Jaeger makes me I feel. hope I don't remember calling. Well, you're going to have to remember <laughs> yeah. to send me your address so that I can uh, give you your medal. So send an email to justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. Oh, yeah. uh, all right. How about just justin write yourself a note to listen to the show tomorrow, and then you'll know to, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The show tomorrow? Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, it's tonight's show, but you're going to listen to it tomorrow, yeah. and then you'll be reminded to call me, to, to send yeah. me your address. So you're not like, going to remember like, this at all. Oh, man, that's... That's so smart. <laughs> hey. Uh, How did you do in school this oh. semester? What's his name again? Jizz? Jizz. Jizz, did you smoke weed tonight too? Jizz. <laughs> no, I've been drinking since noon. I wanted to win this award. I'll tell you what. Oh, you're you going to be on my resume. If I ever apply for another job. you got to yeah. wear that medal to the interview. Like drunk of the week. Well, <laughs> let me tell you something. You earned that shit, Yeah, my mission friend. accomplished. You're going to run for drunk of the year. You earned that shit. As far as I'm shit. concerned, man. You want to throw a bottle out your window or something? <laughs> throw a bottle out your head. <laughs> to celebrate? Grab a piece of fruit and throw it out your room. Well, do you guys want to hear me smash a bottle? I'll go yes. do this. Where, right. Wait, where do you live? Hang on, let me make sure you're not going to end up See, in he's jail. In Florida. I don't think you're actually. I know do that, it. but what do you live in? An apartment or something? Yeah, he's a college kid. Right? Dude, oh. I can go smash a bottle. Like, I can do this. We throw them at stop signs all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I can do this right now. Yeah. You don't live at your mom's house, do you? No. Tell you what, go rape an alligator. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bring the phone with you. Yeah. If you rape an alligator, you get drunk of the week. You get drunk of the year. You drunk, drunk of the year? Are you yeah. in an apartment I'll call or a, the next time? He's are you in a dorm? <laughs> huh? Where do you live? Are you in a yeah. dorm? What's your no, address, no, bro? I'm, a, I'm in. A, I'm in a chat room. Oh my god! <laughs> What's your fucking inseam, bro? I want to know about you. <laughs> All right, never mind. Don't throw any bottles. I don't want you to hurt anybody. I don't need to read okay. the paper tomorrow and find out that Florida man threw a bottle at an elderly lady in the hallway. Provoked Dude. by drunken internet radio show. <laughs> yeah, right. You're not well, maybe sad. I do need to hear that. That's yeah. You're not satisfied with ruining people's livelihoods? <laughs> right. He, hey, have you heard about... more interesting news, that's for sure. Have you heard about the new internet craze called planking? What? What is planking? It's where like fucking idiots lay down like a like a stiff plank of wood on just like a, like a crossroad sign or whatever. Some asshole in Australia fell seven stories because he was trying to plank off his balcony. Oh god! Speaking what? of like dumb shit you can do, you should go plank on an alligator, bro. <laughs> All right, hang on. Hey, Juice, hang on there. I got Andy and Kim Wood on the line too. Oh my god! Or maybe it's just Andy or Kim. I never know. <laughs> Because right, because well, they're one anyways. of those couples that sign up for everything together. So when they call oh, on Skype, so it says, "Oh, it's Andy and Kim Wood." Because we have, we're equal. We have the same account. Do they do that thing with their answering machine where they trade off words? <laughs> this is Andy and Kim. <laughs> I don't know. Hi, this is Kim, and I'm Andy, and we're not home. <laughs> so gay. That is very funny, but unfortunately, you have gotten the wrong person on your Skype. Oh, sorry. Hi, so, Andy. Hi, Andy. I do not understand what this word is that you say that is Andy, but this is Sam Gal- Calagione. Okay. <laughs> All right, Mr. Calagione, what can we do for you? I am very excited tonight to tell you that I am 
here to celebrate Sean O'Sullivan's birthday party that has happened a couple of days ago. <laughs> okay. Is Sam a functioning retard right now? <laughs> what, what, I am not a functioning retard. I am intellectually disabled. <laughs> I, I tied my own Velcro today. Yeah. <laughs> And where I'm here to introduce my new beer that I am reducing out of Dogfish Head that you shall be listening to the ingredients of soon there enough. Okay. okay. Sam, you should thank the Lord that you're pretty. I am so pretty, I have abs like steel, and yet I still have children. Therefore, I am one of those people. <laughs> what? I don't even know what that means. What? This uh, will blow your mind if you do not stop with the noise that you are making on the radio waves. I am about to introduce my new beer and all of the ingredients that you shall hear as part of your show that you listen to and whatnot. Please introduce it. Would you like background music? I would like background music that is very intense and in- insane because that is how I roll. <laughs> I am Sam Calagione. Okay. I'll, Even I'll... though you ruined this bit by saying what my real name was at the beginning <laughs> of this bit. <laughs> right. Well, okay. That's fair. Uh, here you go. Intense music. Okay, here it comes. Be ready to hear what I have in store for you. I cannot hear anything. Oh, you can't? As Sam Calagione, I am a f- professional. I was on the Discovery Channel. You may have seen my show, Brewmasters. It was the best show ever to be discovered and dis- disclined. Can you hear it now? Disclined. Yes. Yes, disclined. JP, I understand that you are the type of person that will discount my show, but I will not let that defer me to that. what I he will do. Kind of sounds like Henry Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot bring the kids down because the kids will always survive the shit. I need absolute radio silence to introduce my new beer. Okay. I'm going to introduce each and individual ingredient. Sam, can I ask you a question real quick before we do that? You may. Are you <laughs> Are you sitting in your living room uh, with a fog machine on? I am wearing, um, how do I say this, boxer shorts that have tiny little sharks that look like fish, and yet they have the heads of a dog. They are dogfish head boxers. They are green, red, yellow, green, blue, green, and yellow. Each green is a different color. Okay. Not if you understand. Not! Nodding! Nodding! We're all nodding. We're getting it. Do you have any more questions for Sam Calagione before I display this new beer? No. no, no not about no, what no. you're wearing. No. Just turn the fog machine up. I can't hear it. Okay, turn up the fog machine and the music and I shall begin. I, again, need absolute radio silence to introduce this new beer that I think will blow your minds. Go ahead, please. This new beer is a session style with the following ingredients. Raisins. (laughs) Rapadura sugar. Corn. Britannomyces. Rye. Wheat, lava rocks, popcorn, Barbera grapes, human skin, dog testicle hair, crystal 10, crystal 15, crystal 120. I said radio silence. Sorry, sorry. I, Sam sorry, Johnny, I will not appreciate what I am going through with this, which is not radio silence that I will have to have. Carry in on. Order to- we'll, we'll go silent again. Silent again now. We go apologize. Ahead. Let me start again. Hit the same song. Raisins. Rapidura sugar. Corn. 
Tanamias East. That is a sheast east. <laughs> I hear rye, lava rocks, wheat, popcorn, Barbera grapes, human skin, crystal 10, crystal 15, dog testicular hair, crystal 120, malted barley, human skin, special B, Vienna malt, Vienna malt, two-row malt, yeast, from White Labs, special strain, 0021021100112, aught, double aught, double aught, underscore, one, niner, five, two, nine, eight, nine. <laughs> no laughing! All right. Sorry. I am Sam Calagione. Five, nine, eight, one, two. This is Cry Havoc East. Hops. <laughs> Magnum. Cascade. Citra. Chinock. Zeus. Haller 2. Nelson Salvin. Cascade. And an additional shot of, get this, Dogfish Head Special Hop. One, one, two, nine, five, nine, nine, two, one. This is the one hop that will blow your mind. Eight, nine, two, double one, nine, eight, 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 nine. Let me remind you, this yeast is zero, zero, two, one, two, zero, one, one, niner, aught, one, cry havoc, eight, negative, cry havoc, Thank you, Sam. I am not finished. finished. No, you've done a great job, Sam. Uh, This the beer sounds fantastic. Sam, you said you said human skin twice. Oh, god damn it, Scott the Jew! Why must you speak over me? Don't you know who I am? Thirty-two percent beer. Okay, I thought it was a session ale. So, were were any of those ingredients passed through your digestive system, or those of any other animal, before you (laughs) used them in the kettle? Most of these ingredients pass through a small bird that can only be found in small parts of Brazil. It passes through the system. So you have to use their shit to make this beer. This is a shit beer, Tasty McDole. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, you have foiled me, Tasty. (laughs) Human skin. You said human human skin skin? twice. I mean, is that like a pound per barrel? How does that work? I say human skin because it is important because I am Sam Calagione. Look out. Behind you. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's a metaphor for dust. Wow. dust. Wow. You could have called any program. I have concluded this call. Once again, that yeast number. Thank you to Sam Calagione and his new beer. That just sounds fantastic. Sounds like it'd be an exclusive right there. I don't think he talked about it anywhere else. Could have called anybody. Can you brew it? Called us. Can you brew? Can you brew? <laughs> you know that's going to be a tough one for you guys. Tasty. No, I got the two. Oh, I got the two. Oh, right. Can you brew? Look who it is. Jamil just oh, walked in the room. Heritage Brewing just came. Oh, Heritage. In. Wait, hang I mean, up. Is it Heritage or Heretic? What is uh, it? Sam. Oh, he hung up the phone. <laughs> Maybe he'll call back. Wow, that that's going to be a tough one for Can You Brew It. I'll tell you right now. That's uh, that's nearly. Oh, we impossible. can brew them all. No problem. <laughs> I don't know. You didn't hear that shit. This beer had uh, start over. This beer had two different editions of human skin. He'll call back uh, and do it again. Nice. All of the, I believe it was all the uh, barley was passed through a bird that's only found on a, a rare part of Brazil. 
We could have like JP eat the the barley and pass it through. Yeah, oh, yeah. shit. What's the difference? Yeah, it's very. I'll just I'll suck it up my pee hole. Do it. Get close. Is that close? It'll be even sure. better. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Well, you guys are just in time for for us to shut down. Oh, we get you help us with the feedback. Wayne. Time for the drinking. But Jamil and Chris are here yeah. from Heretic Brewing Company. Just walked in. We coming from the brewery. Yeah, we've been. Uh, Did you guys brew? Working, working hard. What happened at the brewery tonight? Did you brew beer? <laughs> no, we. Oh. Well, wait, hold on. Don't you want to tell Brewing TV this? We jammed a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you have an exclusive? A, uh, a very long auger into a uh, tight little hole and uh, got that all set. And then. Uh, Everybody's uh, happy? We like moved, happy endings. When moved they... massive amounts of kegs. Mm-hmm. We, nice. uh, we drank a beer. We, uh, we did other stuff. Just one beer? So now, now that we know what Chris did, what did you do? <laughs> I, I watched. <laughs> Faster. Supervising. <laughs> no, more to the left. I signed, right. I signed a bunch of books. Yeah, yeah. signed signs and books all up to myself. <laughs> Dear Jamil, you're the best. Love, Jamil. Uh, so uh, we're hoping to brew Friday. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, hell this yeah. This Friday. We're hoping. Well, that's the plan. All right, can I come by and watch? Yeah. Sure. Oh, great, you can come by and help. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, lift that sack. I'll have Chad with me. Yeah, it's just a sack at a time until we get the... Uh, lift your sack. What? No, no sack one. at a time. Not that the auger <laughs> oh. was working. Yeah, 30 barrels sack at a time. No, the auger's working, but, okay. uh, you know, we're not going to have the uh, super sacks or a silo or anything. No, but it's for, a sack at a time. Uh, yeah. How many sacks is that for a 30-barrel batch? Uh, 2,000 pounds, so, uh, oh, you know, ooh, like wow. three or four sacks. 40 and sacks. Hardly anything. You poor guys. <laughs> Chris, are you excited Chris. to brew this Friday or what? Poor Chris, yeah. <laughs> Chris not poor guys. Poor Chris. Share tasties, Mike. Will you grab that one too? Oh, yeah, yeah, you great. got uh, first batch coming up this Friday. Yeah, that's right. It's a homebrewer batch or a, a pro am batch too. So we'll have a uh, Matt Staley in there. Oh, you are with us. So okay, I won't actually have to do the graining out or loading up the uh, the grain. That a boy. Yeah. Wow, well, you must have been going through the school of Jay Z yeah. these past few weeks. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm looking forward to. Getting, getting somebody else to, to do the work. In there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's exciting, guys. Really, the first heretic batch will be brewed this Friday. Yeah. That's uh, see, awesome. pro brewing is great if you get somebody else to do all the hard work. Sure. <laughs> and then you're just like, yeah. And then we all, and then what will happen is we're all going to praise you anyway, Jamil. Right. We're going to be right. like, wow, what a great job you've done. And, and if it's not any good, I'll just beat yeah. Chris and say, make the beer better, make the beer better. <laughs> and it's better, I'll go, yeah, I, I improved the beer. I right. really did. Yeah, it was all my influence. Right. But yeah, we should still be on track to uh, have beer at NHC and uh, the BN anniversary party. Nice. Beautiful. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're hoping for. That's the goal right now, and it's it's attainable, Th- at, at least currently. Still. If you don't need it fully fermented, I mean, we're really, you know, <laughs> no, we, can, we, we can achieve that. We'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Uh, our listeners don't care. Sure. It'll, no, it'll be we barely care. malt-based and it'll be served on carbonation, so. Perfect. There you go. So what, are you stuck here for a couple of weeks, Chris? Yeah, I'm here for a couple of weeks trying to get both batches brewed. I'm, I'll be home for a week after that and then come right back to finish up packaging <laughs> yeah. the beer since Jamel decided to promise all his time to other people right right when we're trying to open up so well that and he threw his back out again i'm watching him walk around like a cripple he looks like me walking around right the dude's now. a klutz he hurt himself five different times tonight oh, man. ran himself over with the pallet jack i did i did i meal smashed my foot you gotta look at you need to go through tasty training tasty tasty recruits young friends yeah he yeah he yeah. does it much better than i do i gotta talk to matt about this guest brewing thing he doesn't know how it works you gotta bring somebody with you <laughs> yeah, right. That's right yeah yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll have chad there probably hey, chad, uh, help me out with this. <laughs> exactly. that's what i would do <laughs> exactly 
Uh, I'm excited. All right, I might have to. I think we're. Uh, I think we're filming Friday, but maybe I'll. Yeah. S- I'll see if I can get Moscow to come out for the first brew and do oh, some yeah, video yeah. for the Brewing Network. I was supposed to be there Friday and, and do a little blogging and fucking shit. Shooting dude. now, man. Let's push it out a week. No, we can't. I want to go there. You can't. Can we can do the morning? We you can go there in the morning if you want. I assume that you, you guys might be starting in the morning. Yeah, you don't need me. No, Chris told me that he doesn't wake up in the morning. He's not a boy. He's not a morning guy. See, you know what? Yeah, we, we should be. I'm not one of these five a.m. brewers, so. is what he told me. Take a page out of Brindleton's book. Brindleton does that too. One of the best brewers on earth, right? I've heard him say it to his boss. Yeah, they're like, hey, we have a you know we have a nine a.m. meeting, and Brindleton goes. No, we don't. <laughs> you have a 9 a.m. Oh, meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you at the brewery around 10.30. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good yeah, for you, Chris. That sounds better for Half me, too. Half the brewers out there are waking up at 5 a.m. to mash in. Right. It's going to be hot in the brewery anyway. Might as well be noon. <laughs> right. What's the difference? Still go out late anyway. Right. Fuck it. All right. I'm excited. We'll send Moscow down there, see if we can get some video and some footage for the BN. Awesome. And uh, JP will call the Brewing TV guys and see if they can scoop us. Yeah. That'd be good. I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll tip them off. All right. Let's go have some beer instead. Can we do that? Sounds good. All right. We're going to do that. Hey, thanks, everybody, for hanging out on our Monday night show. Uh, appreciate you letting us take the day off yesterday since all of us are coming home from beer festivals, Jamil included. Talked all about the <laughs> Cleveland uh, show tonight, Jamil, and... Got to talk to uh, three of the breweries that won. We talked to Fatheads tonight. Oh, yeah. Got Matt in the line. Excellent. And we talked to... Matt was uh, freaking awesome. And Fatheads, awesome. You know, Whitey and I went back uh, the next day. Oh, you didn't? You went back on Sunday? Yeah, we went... We went. Oh, no, on Saturday. Saturday night. We went oh, dinner right. there. Nice. Yeah, we went there, hung out. And then, of course, they bought us food and beer again. Uh, so nice And we're there. like, no, 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 no. So Whitey brought, bought me a t-shirt, so... Jamil, like this nice is the closing music. I don't know, know if you knew that. No, no it, was just, it, was, it was so good. <laughs> it was it, good. Fatheads, you know, go go check it out. You won't be disappointed. The quality of the food and the beer and the, the people there and service and everything. It, it was awesome. Outstanding. Great. I, I love that place. Yeah, Matt was on the line from Fatheads, and we talked to Jason and Randy from Rivertown, which we talked to over uh, at the stage uh, right, area right. when you and I were just hanging out there. Randy came up and was talking to us about their new brewery. Yeah. And then we talked to the Brew Kettle, which we also went to. Uh-huh. Uh, owner Chris uh, McKim came on the show, cool. and they won like nine medals that night. They so. cleaned up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. And then uh, tried their... Uh, <laughs> white... Uh, what was it? Yeah, the <laughs> White Raja. Raja, yeah. That's that the one everyone's experience. talking yeah. about. With Citra and all that. Yeah, yep. it's quite good. Good beer. I like it. All right, well, we got that all in and a little wrap-up from them. So thanks again to the Cleveland International Beer Festival for hosting us. We had a good time out there, and the beer was good. Thanks to Moscow for sorting all that out. Uh, all right, guys, uh, thanks for being here on a Monday night, and I think it worked out well. Uh, yeah, we'll see great. what the listeners yeah, have to yeah, say about that. Let's do it again. Uh, we might sneak in another Monday or so. Next week on the session, we've got Deschutes Brewing Company on the session for the first time ever. Another good score by our Moscow here. So we'll be talking Ooh, to Deschutes about some good beer. Great. Uh, another great beer that you can't have, Beef. Yeah. It's going to be a long pregnancy, oh my. my dear. Just remember, you did it to yourself. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. And uh, hey, by the way, if you haven't checked out Beersmith, go to beersmith.com and get your free 21-day trial. 
Uh, it's a really great piece of software. I got my uh, beta version of the Beersmith 2.0 today. Uh, so I'll be checking out yeah. the all-new version, the updates, and I I'll keep you up too. to date on that kind of stuff. I'll give you a link also Thank so that uh, our staff here can beta test for them. Beersmith.com. Get a free 21-day trial. It's the only software uh, that is updating right now and that you can get all the support you need. Go check oh. it out at Beersmith.com. Also, I told Nico Brew. Uh, Nico Brew is having a sale on rhizomes. Go to NicoBrew.com. There you go. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.